Welcome to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your hosts, Steve Mathis and Kellen Brower. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. What a lo- time to be alive. It's Monday, March 14th. The Pulpamex Show is coming at you. It's 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening or watching. Appreciate that either way. We looked at our download numbers the other day, and uh, they're off the charts, man. And it's great. Thank you, everybody great to have you watching and listening and listening and laughing and learning something about the sport of motocross don't forget the codes that can save you money on pulpamexshow.com codes are there uh you punch them in save some money and uh thank you to the folks that sponsor and and uh, help us out with this show and all of the pulpamex network uh all these podcasts are a lot of fun and uh, we appreciate it man 501 p.m pacific let's get into it Malcolm Stewart will join us tonight. Jordan Smith, Mitchell Oldenburg, Lars Lindstrom, all on the docket for tonight's show. We got the motorsport.com tweeted talent segment, the race tech rant. We have the X brand goggle tear offs. Lots to get into tonight when it comes to Detroit because holy shit, the stuff goes sideways in Detroit. Sweet Jesus, man. Hey, don't forget the uh, Amazon widget on popamex.com. We uh, go through that. If you're going to make an Amazon purchase and we get a small slice of that, that would be appreciative. And if you're going to use motorsport.com, motorsport.com, uh, go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com. Go through the banner to motorsport. Get the great prices. Get the great customer service and uh, OEM and aftermarket parts. And then we get a small slice of that to help us out. All right. So I was checking the, uh, the, um, uh, the payment for the uh, uh, affiliate link on motorsport. And it, it was down last month. So that can't, we can't stand for that. If it keeps going down, I'm going to have to fire Marks and or Talon. So please go to motorsport.com, go through the banner, and uh, that helps us out a ton. And we, we, Fuck we can, you, you're fired. We can keep Marks employed. We can keep Talon employed. Uh, we're definitely keeping tits because I need mountain bike work. So he's got a job. He's safe. But Talon and Marks are definitely up for, uh, up for something if those affiliate fees don't get up. So thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X Race Tech Suspension and Engines, X-Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Acherbys, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Profilter Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleNewsyJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Suspension Direct, Manscape, Wisco Piston, all on board with us. And again, check out pulpamexshow.com, sponsor deals for more information on that. If you're watching on RacerX Facebook or Pulpamex YouTube, thank you. Thanks for watching. Appreciate that. My uh, guest in studio here, he uh, works for RacerX Online. He has the incredibly successful Start Your Systems, something with video games. Uh, he's been in a few times before, and he was in Detroit as well to watch that Supercross race. It's Kellen Brower. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate uh, every chance you give me to come up here and hang out in the Taj Mathis. Uh, we didn't, I didn't mention it off the, uh, off the top, but we may or may not be calling a Mr. Chris Betts as well later in the show. So <laughs> Can we just keep the base? Baseball talk down 
it's, to a, a little minimum. We of got some a time. CBA. The Jays are in camp. It's it, it's hot your, in the streets. I get your, it. But your guy broke his wrist on a dirt bike. We don't want to talk about that right he now. He broke his wrist. We don't on want a, to talk on about that bike. right now. Did you see when they asked them what? Uh, and he said what which crash, time or which whatever. Which time did yeah, you crash? Yeah. I know. Gosh. We got to talk to bets about these guys because Wander Franco, <laughs> another like superstar. Mm-hmm. I just want to hit a motor was, Took in a photo of an RMZ. He was on an RMZ with no crossbar pads, somewhere in the jungles <laughs> of Dominican Republic, right? I know. And, gosh, you would think that the team would see that and, I don't know, just fly down there that second right? or something. Yeah. So let's talk to Betts about that. Uh, lots to get into when it comes to Detroit, that's for sure. Uh, uh, again, uh, the, Mo- the uh, Publimex app, I know some of you on Droids are having problems with it. We promise we'll fix it. Friday is what I hear. I hear that the 19th of March, Friday, is when it's coming out, is the word that I get from people behind the scenes that are working on things. So uh, You're stupid. Stay tuned for that. Uh, taking your uh, uh, calls over there, holding things down in the corner, Mr. Six Time, the one and only, Talon Taylor. You caught me answering a phone, but we made it. What's up, Talon? What's up? I'm here. Oh, wow. Thanks. Six Time. Six, Six Time. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to give him a standing ovation when he came in today. What about anal bleaching? <laughs> Uh, working the working the cameras over there, uh, coding away, working on all things Pulpamex behind the scenes. Uh, not doing nearly enough for Pulpamex and Pulpamex show uh, that I need. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? How are you? What do I even say to that? Uh, I'm just, you're, you're ridiculous. What, when you said March 19th, I looked. I had to look at what the date was, and I was like, <laughs> son, of son of a bitch. That's <laughs> Friday. Oh, no. Oh, no. It oh, is, no. It is not coming out March 19th. It, I'm it's work- coming out on a Friday. <laughs> I, I am working on it, but it's not coming you out. You said Friday, March. and I, I said, assumed this I Friday. Said a Friday. You did say A Friday. Yeah. And when it actually does get done, you have to put it out on a Friday. Do not put it out. No, there's no other way. There's no. no it, it might be like early morning Friday. I might not even say anything. It's just going to appear. Just, just there. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to a good show tonight. And again, uh, uh, Jordan Smith, Mitchell Oldenburg, who I think are both having good years, uh, are doing our in the 250 class are coming on. Lars Lindstrom. We'll talk to him about Chase. We'll talk to him about the Lawrence brothers and Ken Roxon and and of course Mookie, who's absolutely killing it. And if Mookie had won that main event in Detroit, now he got second. Well, we know how he got into second. But if he had won the main in Detroit, I would not have been surprised. The guy looked phenomenal all day, coming off Daytona where he was fastest qualifier and had some incidents, and then coming off the race before where Jason took him out in the triple crown. Like, yeah, he has been good. Oh, he's like he's been building to this level all season long. It seems like he got his first podium, I think, back at Glendale, and it just seems like every round there, there's like another like, oh my gosh, did you see Mookie do this or did you see how yeah. he handled that or whatever? Uh, he looks so comfortable on that bike. Like whatever they've figured out, whatever they've rectified from the yeah. early season problems, it's incredible. Like he just looks like a, a different guy this year. Well, that's what I was going to talk to him about because the last time he was on here. He made it known without really making it known mm-hmm. that they weren't there yet on the bike, yep. on the new bike, right? So that's that's one of the questions I have for him. Like, hey, man, uh, you must have learned some things with the new bike because, yeah, he looks good right now. Uh, do you think he gets a win? I do. I think he gets one in, yeah. I was kind of on the fence a few weeks ago when we were talking mm-hmm. about it. I think he does too. He just looks like he's getting better. I really think it for him, it just comes down to a start, and that's one of the questions I'll ask him as well. Uh, of the top, let's see, top seven riders, he's got the worst average start of anybody right now. Yeah. And, and uh, in his heat race, you saw like he got out front and was able to just stretch it. I, I think if you give him a, a start, give him an opportunity to lead for a little while and like yeah. get that pace down a little bit, yep. I think the sky's the limit yeah. at that point. I think he might click wins off after that. Especially because... 
Tomac now has a 42-point lead. And, Marks, you were saying – you tweeted out that this is the largest lead since 03. Yeah, on the uh, AMA results page, it only goes back to 03, so that's where I stopped. Oh, okay, but, yeah. But back to 03, this is the largest gap. The next largest was 40, which has happened two times. And, since uh, 03, so, since 03, so yeah, yeah almost 20 years ago. Yep. Uh, the largest gap after 10 races. After 10 races, Yeah, yes, after 10 yes, races. Yes. So with Eli having the largest gap after 10 races in almost 20 years, you got to think if Mookie's out front and Eli's second – Go ahead, Mookie. Like I can, yeah. I'm going to catch you if I can. I'm going to put in a lot of effort. But if it, if I don't feel exactly 100, percent then Mookie, you can take this thing. This you is know? a this is a little uncharted territory. I feel like for Tomac, like he's had big leads outdoors before. But even so, like I don't. Did he clinch the title early once? Maybe outdoors. Uh, yeah, it, it, it he, hasn't been because he's always had that weirdo race or two. Exactly, or that's DNF what I'm saying. Or whatever. He's yes. normally doing the catching up and, and taking over towards yeah. the end of the season, but yeah. right now he's so in control, yeah. like you're saying. So I agree. I think that we could definitely see a point in time where um, Tomac isn't giving it, you know, everything that he has to win a main event. He yep. could, he could yeah. just let Mookie maybe have one, like you're uh, saying. I think Eli's win gets lost a little bit in everything that went on in Detroit. He rode fantastic. He was around 10th off the start. Caught Jason, made the pass, like everything. Like it was a good, a great ride. Uh, we had twenty seven laps or something. <laughs> it, was, it was a long one. Um, let's get it. Is the obvious answer, Kellen? And I think it is the obvious answer that out of these crashes that we saw, Ferrandis wrist pulled out, Sexton lands on Webb and Anderson. Is it just obvious to say that the riders who went out, the guy who was hurt the most was Anderson, like points wise and season wise? Is it just that? Yeah, obvious? yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was. I think at that point in the race and in this championship, that if he doesn't beat Tomac right there, we're we're kind of a little bit like, I don't know, man. He might not get a chance again, kind of thing. Because yeah. he would have, if he lost, he'd have been twenty-one down. So he's almost yep. a full race distance yeah. down. If he wins, it's down to fifteen. Where you're kind of like, ah, you know, Eli, he just has to have one eighth or something, and which, things which can he get could crazy. Do, yeah, exactly. Which could do, right. right. Um, so I. I personally felt that Anderson was, uh, you know, maybe pushing a little bit harder just because he felt like he needed that win. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of an all-or-nothing situation. Uh, it's, it sucks to say that at round 10 yeah. because there's still so much racing left beyond this. But I, I do feel like he felt that he needed to win that race to kind of, like, make a statement, and that is maybe what pushed him into the ground. I was surprised. So Eli catches Jason, right, makes a pass. Jason is really known for a quick striking back. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. Didn't really do it. Didn't really have it. You know what I mean? And then, of course, he went down later on. Um, you were at Detroit. It was fucking insane. Right? Like, like <laughs> you're just like you're just like oh oh yeah. oh oh like it was just insane on a basic track. What was going on? Yeah, I don't know. To- <laughs> and to the point about it being insane, like we saw uh, Webb and Sexton crash, and I was like paying attention to them getting up and seeing who's yeah. going to get on the bike or whatever. Yep. And then out of the corner of my eyes, and they were we laying saw- there out. Like the- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Out of the corner of my eyes, I saw Jason tip over. I was like, oh, that's kind of yep. weird. And he slowly got up, and I just was kind of like, all right, back okay. to Sexton and, and Webb and yep. see who's getting up first because I thought Jason yep. was going to get up and be fine. I didn't even know he went down. So, yeah, for another, I saw like, the whole thing. Seconds. I watched yeah. Jason the whole way. I get up, and then fall over yeah and, yeah and i honestly thought my first thought was foot or ankle 
because it was kind of dangling. Yeah. And I was like, oh, foot or ankle. Right, and, right. Like, he can't put his foot down, but I think it was his head. Yeah, I think he, I think he hit his head. It was something. Right. I mean, if, if it was the wind knocked out of him or, or something, he wasn't quite all there because, I mean, yeah, the, the back view that they showed on the broadcast of yeah. him rolling through that rhythm section, he was kind of like yeah. going side to side. Right. And then the crash was – it didn't even look like he hit tough blocks. It looked like he just kind of like ejected at the end of the rhythm section off the side of the track. Yeah. Like, um, uh, so weird. So Kiefer, we did our review pod. JT, I brought up that Webb maybe was trying to three there. Uh, Dylan, uh, A-Ray sent me an um, Instagram video of Dylan doing it during the day. Mm-hmm. And I know Sexton had done it yeah, on he press did. day. Yeah. A couple people told me. So it's it was doable. They changed the track to make it more doable. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted guys to triple in. And I said, you know, on the review show, I'm like, I don't think he was trying to triple in. JT wasn't having it at all. Uh, <laughs> Kiefer said he was. Kiefer thought he was trying to triple in. Either way, I was talking to Tomac at the airport on Sunday. I was on their flight, yeah. him and John. And Eli's like, yeah, dude, you just sometimes lose where you are on the track. And yeah. I, I'm thinking 90% chance or 95% chance that is what happened to Cooper Webb. But, dude, on, on the double that those guys could jump in their sleep and maybe I could jump. Yeah. Maybe you could jump. <laughs> I you don't know, know about that. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I think I could jump that thing. Um it was nuts to see a guy like Webb make that make that mistake. Yeah, very weird. Uh, the the thing about it though is that if it was a situation where he forgot where he was, the thing I don't understand is that there was no other part on the track that they were coming out and and popping a triple in somewhere or or even seat bouncing into a section. So I get like the mental lap side of it if there's other things on the track, but it's yeah. so weird yeah. that there's there's there was nothing else on the track that they were even doing that it, on. Do you think like so Sexton kind of gets into him? before yeah. the turn on the left-hander. Cade's on the outside. And by the way, Cade, after the race, was like, do you think that was my fault? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that my fault? Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me it wasn't my fault. I don't think it was, but Cade was right. very stressing. Uh, um, so Sexton kind of gets into him. Is it possible... Okay, so he's not trying to triple. We don't think. We're pretty sure. Not 100% sure, but we're pretty sure. JT's 100% sure. So we don't think that. There's a chance he forgot the obstacle, but for the reasons that you just said, he didn't like it's hard to think about how he could yeah. mess that up. I mean he could have. Do you think I just, he just literally like like tired and just whiskey throttled that thing? Like not even trying yeah. like you're not even like out of shape because he was kind of getting some pressure and he had to go. Yeah. And he just uh, it's such a weird crash. It is. And I mean it looked like he seat bounced at least a little bit. Like I don't know if he gave it the full you know off the back and yeah. wicked out the throttle or anything yeah, yeah. like that. But it. You know, those guys coming into that section, as you're saying, that double is, yep. is really easy for them to get to the point where they're all standing and trying to, like, almost scrub, soak yeah. it up down to the downside. Yep. So it, it he was lost on some shape or form. Like, either he, yep. he you know, just thought he needed more speed to seat bounce in, or maybe he, it, he was trying to – I don't know. Such it's Such so a weird confusing. error from a guy like Webb. Yeah. Such a weird error. It is. He, whichever happened, whatever way we went, and most likely he missed – he, he thought he was on the wrong part of the track. Yeah, but, because you could say that, like, is the thing that rattled him that Chase was right there, like, up the inside trying to make a pass. And yeah. Webb, in these situations, as far as we've seen, is one of the least yeah. likely people to get yeah, rattled yeah, by yeah. that. And, so, and, like, it just doesn't even line up with that. And theory. there was another left-hander with a double. Yeah. Like, you know, the rhythm section before the, uh, before the finish. I don't know if you mentioned that, but that, that's, that was the same corner. But you're just doubling also. So, yeah. like, there's no... But that's what I mean. Is yeah, it, yeah, like even yeah. uh, you know in the heat race, I think it was Sexton was doing the quad out before the, yeah, the triple. Finish. Yeah, oh, for the triple. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's what yep. he was doing. Right. Yep. Um, 
which, by the way, I never saw. I didn't you, see either. But then on the second lap that we were watching him try to do it, he he got it so wrong. Like he jumped yeah, up onto the, yeah. the tough blocks yeah, on the left <laughs> side and then went back across yep. the track. Um, but there was just no turn or anything. Yeah, that these yeah. guys were coming out right. and legitimately like seat yeah. bouncing it, something out of the corner. I mean, Eli was telling me like, yeah, I've done it. I've, I've totally forgotten where I am on the track. And yeah. JT mentioned that. And this is yeah. a, a supercross, hashtag supercross rider problem. I mean, you could make a case that A-Ray – Seems to do this a lot, <laughs> like weekly. Forgets where he is on is the Is that track. what happened on the Supercross triple? He thought I don't it was know, a quad. Man. I think he thought that was a quad. Shout out to A Ray for getting in the main event, by the way. Yeah, that's nice cool. ride. And yeah. Cade tenth. I mean, we got Hart Rack with the career best. We got Cade with the career best. We got Ryan Brees with the career best. I mean, all of these guys. This feels a lot like uh, A3 in the 250 class, uh, where oh, yeah, like, so yeah. many people got hurt, yeah. and then just a load of guys behind them got yep. career best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wage it's like the same thing. Right, right, yeah. Carnow yeah. was ninth yeah. that night, I think. Yeah, yeah, like just so many people. They're just kind of, I yeah. guess, you say luck into a career best, but you have to finish the no, race like Kate is uh, saying, you know. So. Uh, yeah, no, I think you gotta. You just got to say good job. You guys, yeah, exactly. You got 10th, or you got 7th, or you know what whatever. Right. Maybe we should have known something was up, Kellen, when Bogle pulled a holy and he leads. <laughs> Dude, RM Army. He, he looked good he for was, two laps. Like, very good. If you had, if you had, if I had to place a bet when Bogle grabbed the lead out of the first turn, if he was going to lead two laps, I would have said no way. No, no and, way. And I think. Good, uh, good job for him. Like, Barsha and, and Marvin, I think it was, were kind of jacking with each other for the first half of the lap or so. Yeah. And so that gave Bogle a little bit of a gap. But then yep. he maintained that gap on the second lap of the race. Like, yeah. he yeah. rode yeah. smooth, yeah. controlled, like, didn't seem like he was freaked out to be leading again or anything. Yeah, it was but so weird. Billy fucking Grotto. Wherever, <laughs> he, wherever he was, just he just cracked that, that twisted <laughs> T and fucking chugged it. You know that. It was Dude, and Bogle is like leaning into the marketing side of this twisted yeah. t thing yeah, too good. like he's got the twisted t onesie what that he was wearing happened? and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he wanted to go riding with it but they shut they him down said, on no, that yeah, yeah they were yeah, like hey yeah. man it's not really riding here so <laughs> it's just you know but no bogle is a great fit for that team i mean he has i guess he would have met billy grotto at uh daytona uh okay but i think but at some is point, that down he's down by that way yeah I'm billy guessing? was no billy was doing bike week so oh I think yeah he was there, okay. but yep. but I was telling Bogle, wait till you meet Billy Fungrod. You and him are going to be bros. Uh, oh, Billy sent us a bunch of Twisted Tees, by the way, so that's, that's awesome to have. Uh, um, Kellen Brower brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. Use Decal Works? Um, you put in video game stickers or anything? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Decal Works, uh, again, uh, they use the, their custom graphics for Red Bull KTM. Uh, Rockstar Husky Off-Road guys, a lot of teams are using Decal Works. Great turnaround time. They have a whole custom uh, section on their website. You can design your own graphics, your own numbers, your, your name, and all that stuff, and they do an absolutely great job. They throw in a bunch of extras as well. People have told me as well. Um, so the really, really good service. Really good company, Ron and the boys there. Doing good work for the folks at Decal Works and K Chris Kiefer. And Aiden are running the, the graphics as well. Uh, again, decalmx.com. Pulp MX code saves you money. So if you're looking for graphics, you're looking for custom stuff, uh, Pulp MX code at decalmx.com. Kellen Brower brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. And uh, they're a great company. And no, no reason they've been voted number – there's no doubt why they've been voted number one in the industry for graphics many, many times. Uh, we actually – okay, we're coming up with uh, Malcolm Stewart here shortly. We do have some phone calls, I guess. I mean, why not start with a video game question for Kellen? All why right. not? Why Here not we just G-Dog, what's up? You got a question for Kellen Brower? Always, man. What's going on? How's it going? Not a thing, man. I was always wondering, like, why James Stewart was in reflex with a Red Bull helmet, but there was no Chad Reed since they were the big dogs back then. 
Yeah, so a lot of the way that the, the contracts work with these video games is that, um, you know, these guys are not, like, licensed through a series or anything like that. If you play a, a MotoGP game or a Formula One game, uh, those are licensed uh, individuals through the series, whereas these are all, like, kind of individual athletes. And so for that case, I think what ended up happening was uh, in their budget, they had budgeted so much for how many riders they could include in the game. And Stewart, at the time, being a marquee athlete, they wanted to go after him. And uh, I heard a number at one point of how much they paid for that slot to have him on the cover and have him in the game. But uh, long story short, they probably wouldn't have had enough money to get what Chad would have been asking for at that time to also be in the game. Did I hear some of the privateers got two grand each? It could be. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but that's, yeah, some of those guys, the smaller guys got two grand. I mean, for some of them, it's a cool opportunity just to get their sponsors in the game, yeah. too, and stuff, like, you know, have another uh, outlet right. to get their sponsors out there. Remember, Eli wasn't in the game for the first couple exactly, years. Exactly, yeah. He's a monster athlete. I think you know? Kenny wasn't in the second or third one, too, the right. same thing. So, like, Eli was in, Kenny was out, and it went back and forth a couple years, and now they're seemingly all in. But, like, Marvin Muscan wasn't in Supercross 4. So it, it, it varies. It just depends on, you know, what they have for budget and how much they can spend on getting these marquee guys in the game. What were they making, though? Like, what would Chad Reed want? What would James Stewart want? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a small amount of money, I'll say that. A hundred grand? Uh, the number I heard for Stu is more than that. You're, yeah, okay. All right. Jesus. Yeah, bro. Stu, Stu don't care about a hundred grand back in the day. That's, that's not much for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's just pocket change for what he was making from other people well it's nuts man i appreciate it like i was just always wondering because i've been fucking a slut for reflex for all these days i always the boss you know Stewart's ass back then and i was like where's shattery hmm, yeah weird all right thanks g-dog i mean why not just come in hot with a uh uh video game question which i want to talk to you about the new supercross 5 is out yep well it's not out uh Totally okay. yet. It comes out on Thursday, but those who got like pre-order right. access have it now. Okay, so I have three, I think. I don't know. Okay. We'll talk about that. I think I got you three. You, you, I think you did. Uh, Paul, what's up, man? You want to talk about Eli Tomac? Yeah, two questions. Um, so do we have enough data so far this year to think that maybe when Eli had his weirdo rides in the past, he wasn't comfortable on the bike and just didn't want to push it or crash or anything? I mean, Maybe. Yeah, right? I I mean, God, he's so good outdoors on a Cowie for the most part. He didn't really have those weirdo rides. Obviously, he had a DNF at Redbud one time and a DF at Loretta's in the mud. Two DNFs, I think. Two DNFs in Loretta's. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, is, it, is there a chance we see an Eli this summer, Kellen, that just crushes every dude? Like, yeah, maybe. You know, like, because I don't have Eli Tomac being this good. Uh, this year like I didn't have this, this I, I didn't either right. and I, I forget what I was talking to you about this but I said if someone had asked me last year when he was on the Cowie uh, is Eli Tomac going to get to I don't know like Carmichael in the wins column right and I would have probably said no like at that point I think he's on 37 career wins uh, in Supercross and, and Ricky's at 48 but I don't know man he might get like Stu for second at 50 wins at yeah. this point. He's at 42 now. Yep. Uh, he just looks so different. Yep. And, and to the, the caller's point, like, um, you know, one thing that we overlook a lot with Eli is just how durable he's been over the years. And maybe that was, it's you amazing. know, we would always say that, like, it's, it's uh, he's weak in the mind or something like that when he was having these weirdo races. Yeah. But maybe he actually was kind of like just playing the long game and saying, like, mm-hmm. I don't have it tonight. I'm not going to go 
you know, yeah. right over my head and yeah. crash. He's making yeah. – so we all know he's gnarly and he's in shape and, and he pushes hard and in Colorado there. And he, yeah. He doesn't – you know, doesn't do – well, John – John Tomac was on the show last week talking about how, you know, with Osborne and J-Mart, he told them to back it down a little bit, mm. uh, training-wise. So maybe, I don't know, he, like RV and, and Dungey's Dungy, decision and Villapoto's decision to quit early while they still had wins on the table. Now you got to look at Eli, who works as hard as those guys, you would think. Maybe not, based on what John was saying, but maybe it was close, whatever. There's mm-hmm. no real way to measure how hard someone works. You look at Eli, he's still going. He's got tons of money in the bank, and... Like, yeah, you're just like maybe the narrative has changed a little bit where Eli is now just appreciating everything and the work has been done and he's not on autopilot, but he knows how to manage everything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because, yeah, I mean, the, the narrative with the, when the Ryans retired was like, they're pushing too hard, the sport's too gnarly, <laughs> you know, look what these guys are doing, they're getting burnt out, right? That yeah. was the narrative after those two guys called, right, it, right, called it early. Right. So uh, Eli is switching that a little bit. So, well, a, a lot of guys, it's not just Eli. I mean, Malcolm's older. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of gone into this, like, older realm where the, the yeah. guys that are in their late 20s are having, like, a second wind yeah. almost in their careers. It's, yeah, the, it's the very Sexton unique. AC takeover. Yeah. We're waiting on that. Yeah, we're waiting <laughs> it's still. It's coming. Right. McGrath 93. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, Paul. Thank you. Oh, hey, one more I had for you. Right. We, you've touched on it just for, for a second, but do we see Eli Tomac 2015 speed this summer? I thought we answered that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, but why not? He's better in Supercross right now. Why would that bike be right. any worse You know, than his Cowie and, and based on how he feels? And, and so why not? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, man. Appreciate thanks. it. Thank thanks, you. guys. Yep, thanks. Toby. Toby. Hey, man, I just wanted to see, yes. You, you, you see called in right at, right at 5 o'clock, and you just want tickets for Indianapolis. Yeah, I do, man. I'm but you sorry. don't, there's no contest for tickets. We're not doing anything for tickets, but you just want tickets for Indy. Uh, I do, man. I promised my kids I would take them, and I've been on disability because I had to have foot surgery, so I missed the work and just can't afford to go. Okay, but to- Toby, how many kids you got? Two boys. I can only get you two tickets, so which kid is going to get left out? <laughs> well, that would be tough, but I guess I just have to let them fight over it. Can, can they go by themselves and leave you at home? They're five and nine. <laughs> Okay. All right, Toby, I'll give you three tickets, but it ain't going to just be easy. All right? Okay. Who's on the show tonight? Give me one guess that's on the show tonight. Kellen Brower. I was thinking. I'm on the show. He's not wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You should have been more specific. Oh. Toby, uh, can you give another one? Oh, there you go. Hey, you got it. You said Malcolm's going to be on. Who do you prefer to answer the phones, Talon or Tits? Uh, Talon. Tits isn't there very often anymore. Uh, so t- okay, so Toby's a listener. Yeah, yeah. Toby's a listener. All oh, right. To- okay, I Toby, I'm going to get you three tickets, okay? But you're listen. Man, dude. Thank you very much. Listen, if, if you're not on disability and you don't have two kids <laughs> that are five and nine and you just want to go with your drunk-ass <laughs> buddies, this is fucked up. <laughs> no, it's fucked I up, do. Toby. Okay, I so do. just... The karma gods will get you no. for making up a story. No, I, have, I can give you their birthdays and their names. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, Talon, get his phone number and his email. We'll pass it on to Thank Sean. You. Sean at Feld is really the angel that will get you three tickets, Toby. All right. All right? 
Hey, thanks a lot, dude. I really appreciate it. No problem. It. Thank you. Thank very you. Much. Thank you. Thank you. And don't don't this be a lesson to all you other grubby people about calling in looking for free stuff, all right? It's felt like That's cool though, to take the kids. I'm stoked for that guy. Uh, if it's legit, yeah, like you're saying, but we don't cool. know. We don't know if it's legit. We think it is, but yeah. Toby also, I admire the fact that you know he said you're an, he got me on a technicality with you being a guest. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, um, all right, let's go. We're gonna get to Malcolm Stewart here right away. Uh, looking forward to talking to Jordan Smith, Mitchell Oldenburg, Lars Lindstrom tonight as well. Chris Betts, sort of looking forward to that. Uh, we got live shows coming up. Pulp MX Yamaha uh, Fly Racing live shows. If you love the uh, review pods that we do and you like the uh, the debates slash arguments, we are doing three live shows coming up. Uh, Seattle, St. Louis, and Foxborough all coming up. Tickets are available. 30 bucks a ticket. Uh, that's cheap for like an, a two hours entertainment. We're going to have special guests as well at the live shows. Uh, myself, JT, Kiefer, and uh, and and Weege will be at these things. Uh, Weege ain't coming to Foxborough one, I don't think. But, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, come join us, man. The Seattle one is coming up two weeks from now. It's in Renton. It's like twenty five minutes south of Seattle. Uh, it's a theater there, and uh, please uh, join us. Tickets are available on popamex.com. And uh, we still have some room, right, Marks? They're not sold out yet. None of them are sold out no, yet. No, not quite. So um, we got tickets available. And uh, so thanks to the Yamaha guys and for making that happen. I'll get into the LCQ thing, too, later on as well. But live shows, uh, these are always a lot of fun. Have you ever been to one, Kellen? Uh, yeah, I went to the one at Anaheim at the Oh, uh, that was the worst one. Yeah. That was by far the so, worst one. So I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So, so you haven't been to one that's really been good then. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, again, coming up shortly here with uh, uh, Mookie uh, Malcolm Stewart. I want to thank the folks at Michelin, our guy FMIP, deep in Florida. I know. At the day in the dirt. Apparently, he was the gremlin in the uh, shed this weekend or whatever, right? We said that he was in the, the yeah. barn stopping people. You got to do a burnout. You got to do a burnout. <laughs> He's unbelievable. What he was probably trying to get – no one. he probably made nobody on Michelin's do a burnout because he didn't want to ruin the <laughs> yeah. Michelin, right? Yeah. But if you were on a Schmunlop or a Schmidstone, then you had to do a uh, – or Schmaxis, you had to do a burnout to ruin your tire, and yeah. then hopefully you would buy yeah. a Michelin. It's brilliant. Uh, our buddy, uh, Randy Richardson, he'll be in here too shortly to co-host as well. Michelin's got tires for you. they got the Starcross 5, of course. they got the Enduro Extreme tire. They've got a, a lot of things going on. Their special is over. Motorcycle.michelinman.com to learn more about the tires that Michelin makes. The bicycle tires are great. I got them on my Taser, and uh, they're fantastic. So you can uh, also support the Michelin bicycle tires that the official wrap-up wrap-up show sponsor and if the, the pony calls tonight i do have a couple of questions for him as well all right um and so again they got the commander three cruiser tires if you uh are one of those guys they got sport bike tires they got dirt bike tires they got scooter tires shit they make the tires for the space shuttle i think <laughs> so if you got a space shuttle i think michelin has a tire for you or at least bf goodrich so thanks to the folks at michelin motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information on that and uh um coming up with malcolm stewart here right away but let's quickly get to Nick, what's up, man? Hey, man, this might be your race tech rant, but I want you to touch on something. Cooper Webb rolling around after he got hurt. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was weird because, like, he was literally going so slow that everyone was passing him and he wouldn't have got any points other than the dudes that he beat, right? So right. I thought it was weird. Uh, but eventually they, the AMA did pull him in. You know, which I think was the right move. He's riding with one arm. He could he could 
easily make a mistake, fall down, or, you know what I mean, or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, the way I looked at it was, like, to me, that was an easy, like, black flag situation, in my yeah. opinion. Because you look at other, like, motorsports. Like, if you look at F1, for example, if they have, like, something wrong with their wheel, they're not just letting them do laps around there without, you know, like, a third wheel on their bike or something like or on their uh, car. Right. And to me, it's like... Webb's missing a limb essentially at that point. He's holding holding on with three of his four possible limbs. Yeah. It's an obvious safety issue. Yep. I get the gritting it out and I totally understand why he was trying to do it. Yep. But it's a safety issue. Yeah, like, no, they just I, had I, to step in. I agree. I, I think it was the right call to make. Uh and props for Webb for trying to get some points, but yeah, I think that in the end, you know, he, he did get because he did that, he got more points than Chase Sexton, you know, and more points than Dylan Ferrandis. Yeah. Because he did that. So well, he did actually – he would have passed Anderson, right? Because Anderson would have went like a lap and a half ahead of them after yeah, they went down. Right. So he did pass Anderson and got whatever it was, 19th, 8th, 20th. So right. an extra point, you know, maybe it matters. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. All right, let's move into our first guest of the night. This guy had a second in Detroit. He has been so fast, as we talked about off the top of the year, that we, we both Kellen and I think the win is coming. Rockstar Energy – Husqvarna, Malcolm Stewart, what's up, Mookie? How are you, man? Hey, what's up, boys? How are we doing? We're good, man. Uh, damn it, Malcolm, the win is coming. Are you frustrated? Uh, how are we doing? How, what are we, where's our mindset at after you've qualified fastest the last few weeks? You won heat races, uh, all of that. Like, are, how you doing? You all right? You trusting the process? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am, actually. Um, I'm not mad at all, man. It's just a matter of... Just, I mean, obviously, uh, what to do with the circumstances of how last weekend was, it was, I mean, the track was alive, you know, it mm-hmm. was, it was ready to bite anybody. So, um, I, I'm definitely trusting the process as it goes. I'm just, yeah, of course, happy to get the podiums and the day was looking good, you know, no matter yeah. how you look yep. at it, even, even walking out of there with a podium, I felt like it was a win just because of how gnarly the track ended up being it for the, for the main event. So, um, it's just a matter of keeping that same mentality and, and try to go do the same thing in Indy. Um, yeah. So we were talking about that, about the, the accidents and everything else. Um, is it the number of laps? Look, it was a basic track, Malcolm. You know that. Uh, it wasn't tough. Yeah. Was it the number of laps and just the soil? Because that's kind of what Brayton was telling me. Yeah. I mean, when you get those short amount of laps, um, I mean, in my opinion, I think it should be a, a, a cut where it should be no more than 25 laps that's my personal opinion just because at one point in time when you when you when you start doing that many laps the track just can't hold it you know right. especially with 450s so um i mean of course that's way above my pay grade <laughs> to, to, to make those decisions but yeah. uh all in all i mean i think a little bit of it's just the track, man. Like the track breakdown when it, okay. when it's that fast and stuff. Uh, that, that's usually when it gets you, though, because when the track's that basic, you mean you're sure. we're talking about you know tenths of a second yep. of difference. Yep. So yep. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I mean, again, this is this is what we do for a living. We're pros at it. We we always we face you know a lot of difficult things in that. So um, it's just. That's just the name of the game, dude. That's just, It's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was talking to Tomac the, the day after, and he, he said that, you know, in his opinion, Cooper thought he was on the wrong part of the track or something. And, 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 and then um, JT mentioned that he's done that as a racer where you think you're in the wrong rhythm. Uh, is that, has that happened to you before where you're like, oh, shit, this is a triple or this is a double or whatever? Yeah, I mean, of, of course, in a, in a situation like that, I, I mean, I don't I, – I, 
I think Cooper was in a situation where he, he, he was either A, or trying to just make up time or try to do something different um, to avoid the ruts, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, or he just or I forgot, you know? Um, yeah. I, I can see more of forgetting just in that, you know, that, that racing mentality, you know? So there's a lot of time. I mean, if you go back and look at when James, Ricky, and Chad, uh, or even Chase a couple of times this year, just pulled out the quad in the middle of, in the main event, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just stuff yeah. like that, that that have made a difference. So, um, it's maybe that's what Cooper's mentality was. He was trying to do. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, of course, you don't try to speak of those things because no matter how you look at it, still, it, it didn't work, unfortunately. So, um, it's it's easy to make those mistakes, man, yeah. as a racer. That that's just part of it. It's no yeah. different than taking a different line in the whoops. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, You've right. been on the middle to the right hand side, and the one lap, you know, you got two guys, uh, lap riders or whatever the case, are in the in your main line, and you just take the left, you know, left side, and you end up crashing. So yeah. it, it's it's just part of it. Uh, I saw Dylan triple in there. I saw Sexton triple in. Did you ever do it? Did you think about it? Because I know they made the landing easier at one point. Uh, so some people did do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is news to me. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I yeah. didn't think it was doable. I mean, um, oh, it's yeah, doable. So, it's doable. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it definitely not not with a twenty-seven over here for sure. Well, no. the um, uh, the only thing was at the end it kind of popped you up. At the very end, it scre- if you tripled in, it screwed you up at the end to not jump onto the outside. So it, I don't know if it was any faster. You know, right? So, yeah. Um, I didn't do it. I mean, I didn't even think it was possible. I mean, it was a big. You had to want it. Yeah, If yeah. you wanted a three in, so. Um, yeah, I was perfectly content with what I was right, doing. Right. No, listen, you were um, you were riding out there going, "Thank you." Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the ruts that was the more concern, and mm-hmm. like I said, I, I can understand why Cooper made that decision. Probably because the track got it got. It got so gnarly. I mean, that rhythm section wasn't easy just to just to get through it. So, right. um, I can see why he he you know went for it or forgot. You know, either yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but for you, second place, you were fast all day. The only thing held you back, and and you know what it was, is your start. Uh, you know, and then you got the start of Daytona, and we'll get to that in a little bit. So, yeah, like you got to nail these starts a little bit. And again, Daytona, you did, uh, but you had other, but you know. Um, that's what you're missing, I guess, is to put the whole thing together. We think you'll get a win this year, so uh, you just got to put it all together. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely believing uh, it, it's coming. You know, again, we we've had it was such a, a great day uh, leading into that. So, and and still, even to walk away with seven in a second, it's not like it was mm-hmm. a bad day or anything. It's yeah. just the main event. Um, that I mean, I. I Thought I greased it off the start, but of course I didn't. I come out, you know, tenth, and I'm just like, oh, I got This is a lot out of all the tracks. This is where everything's so close. Is the last place I want to be. So usually, yeah, usually, you know, on the baseball stadiums, you know, on the last couple tracks, you can kind of make it work. But this one, I was like, dude, this this is gonna be be a long night. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even look at the pit board for like first ten minutes because I'm like, bro, I already kind of know what I need to do. Get around that guy in front of me. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was um it was definitely one of those nights where I'm like, God, this is this is not one of the nights that I want. But again it, it overall it, it still ended up great and um, you know, um I'm not sure how Indy Indy's always one of those tracks that's probably gonna be like um Minneapolis, you know, yeah. short 
ruddy kind of that i mean i'm not i'm not sure if it's snowing there you know like yeah, i said you don't yeah. you don't know what you're gonna get uh, uh, I, minneapolis kind of threw everybody for a spin too because it, it at first it seemed like it was going to be soft and then it kind of hardened up by the main event it, it was a weird race so um for for people who weren't there malcolm made sure a, a couple of times to let everybody know how damn cold he was. I just <laughs> oh, dude, I was hurting. I was hurting. Out there. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, at this this past week it was so hot in Florida, and I just come and I and I'm so disappointed in myself because I packed shorts. Oh no! <laughs> because I, I packed shorts, and I was like, I'm good. I'm gonna only pack one pair of pants. So oh. I'm just like, you, you, you big idiot. I so, had shorts. Um, I, was, I was running shorts. You're ridiculous, though. Steve. It was fine. It was. Fu- but, yeah, man. You're but, you're a different category. I, I, you I, I just thought shorts. it was hilarious. I think you do it on purpose. Nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm Canadian. I, I just thought it was hilarious. Both a couple of your interviews, you're like, hey man, I'm doing great. It's cold here. I want, but it's cold. But I'm doing great. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to let the fans know how cold I was. Right. That's all. I was I was up in the field that right, day, right, all right? right. <laughs> hey, Malcolm, I wanted to ask you about uh, bike setup a little bit because you, you, early in the year you had talked a little bit about you know maybe having some struggles with it, and uh, you've definitely figured a lot of stuff out with this bike. How much of it was you know what you guys either figured out with the bike itself? How much was it uh, you know maybe yourself oh. learning the bike, and how much of it was? Uh, Sorry about that. How much of it was uh, you know switching to the East Coast dirt and maybe getting a little bit more like rutted surfaces and such? Yeah. Um, again, like when we we did all our testing in the past, I, um, a lot it was on the East Coast dirt. So, um, like I said, we had more we had more data for East mm-hmm. Coast type of things than we did on West Coast because, you know, we're Alden and this whole training program and stuff. It's everything's on the East Coast. So, um, as we we definitely um, have gotten a lot better. Uh, and of course, we're, and we're still testing. You know, uh, that's that's just part of it. And we're still finding finding more and more things that. Um, that I like about how the bike works and, and things like that. Of course, when it gets in more readier conditions, it, it, it seems to get even better. So um, that's just because what we kind of had our setup was in the past mm-hmm. uh, when we first, yeah, off, on, of course, in off season. So um, like it, um, for so for Andy, I'm I'm pretty stoked on because usually in the past, Andy's always been pretty ready. So I feel like this is where my bike would even be even better. So. And and in the next following week in Seattle, so that's another ready track. So I feel like we're definitely in the right directions um, with setup wise. And again, it's it's just how the, it's just a matter of getting a good start and and doing what I did um, this past weekend. Dude, I'll tell you what though, there was one one time I think it was in the second qualifying the session. Whoop, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was one time in the second qualifying session that you landed off the supercross triple and it looked like you did not let off in that bull berm into the next rhythm section. Like I was blown away how fast he was able to turn the bike low in the corner. Uh, like I think you hooked maybe it was a second rut from the inside or something. Oh my god, he was yeah. like he almost could, dragging so, bar so in the corner. Tripled. He could have tripled. Maybe <laughs> his corner speed was ridiculous. I was like, how did he make the turn even <laughs> right, right there? Right. It was insane. Uh, yeah. And so you had a did you say you had a, clo- a close one in the whoops? I don't think I saw that one. Uh, no, oh. I I did have a crash in the in the whoops on the on the last uh in the last practice. Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 by the yeah, end, yeah, by the um, end of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and I go back and think, I mean, how many times I didn't hit that warp and I was hitting them perfectly. It's just all it takes is, I personally think I, I hit a rock in it. That's, that's, because there was a bunch of rocks yep. that were coming yeah. up in those whoops. So, uh, it, just the way it kind of slid, and I'm like, 
everybody was kind of it was too tacky to start sliding so it was like either you're gonna it's more like catching edge but that's yep. pretty much how it was and next thing you know i'm like all right well i guess i'm going down the turn <laughs> so it, yeah so um but besides that like i guess I, I felt i felt really good all day yeah um, look dude that, you've been you've been fantastic you're, you're tied for second in the points now by the way malcolm so yeah, yeah that's what uh yeah, that's what the team told me when I was down there um, yeah, Saturday night. I was like, sweet. I was like, but there's still so much racing left, man. I ain't, yeah, I ain't yeah. worried about, you know, it, it's anything can happen, just like how tonight was. You know, uh, you can gain a lot, you can lose a lot. So, um, to me, it, it of course, being in that situation from my past um, in the 450 class, it's, it's definitely an awesome feeling to, to at least, you know, be up there and the points more higher up than I was. So, uh, you know, just got to keep right. the, keep everything going. And just I feel like everything that I'm doing is has been working, so I'm not going to try to change anything. Just kind of keep going and keep focusing on the main goal. Is, and that's the what the end of the, end, end of the year results, and that, that's all I care about. I'm looking forward to Mookie being out outdoors, too. Oh. Like, like we haven't seen this. The like, predator. Yeah. Like <laughs> outdoor speed, oh, yeah. too. So this will be good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like I said, I'm excited for that one, too. So, um, so far, it's it's been a great uh, beginning of the season. So I just want to continue to keep that same, same vibe, and I feel like we'll be good. Kellen, so you know from watching there was heat race mookie right oh yeah where he would just go by four guys in the whoops or he would, <laughs> he would have a lap that was unbelievable right right so is it and we don't see heat race mookie as much this year he won the heat but no what i'm saying <laughs> what i'm saying is i was gonna say what no, no, no. win it <laughs> no what i'm saying is is his heat race mookie speed just his regular speed now and we don't see like he's just that fast now all the time <laughs> heat race mookie all the time yeah heat race yeah. mookie is just okay. is just here is it is it that's the theory i'm working on cuz like we just see it that speed all the time i could see it okay yeah. all right yeah i'm just i just that's our theory you know cuz there used to be malcolm oh, i appreciate you know, that <laughs> we used to just be like oh my god he just went by five guys in the whoops you know like so uh we do have some phone calls for you though uh first up is um Alex, Alex, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. What's your question for Malcolm Stewart? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was at Detroit. It's the first time I had been to a Supercross since 2014 when actually James won that night. But um, I was amazed by how much the crowd was reacting to Malcolm in particular. Uh, it seemed like every time he made a pass, at yeah. least where I was sitting, the crowd went crazy. Yeah, I actually have that um, question for Malcolm. It's good you asked this, Alex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask if he if he noticed that and and how uh, it affects him when he's out there racing. Yeah, I mean, you, at some point in time, you can hear the crowd. Um, of course, I mean, I, I was, even when I got up on the podium at that at the end of the night, and the crowd um, was got loud for me. I, that's always a warm feeling, and I always say Detroit has always treated me well. You guys are always been. You know, always really good to me. Been big fans for me, so uh, I, I, I saw always. This is always one of those races I always look forward to coming to, just because of that. So uh, I feel like there's there's a lot of love, a lot of Mookie love in that in that stadium for me. So Malcolm, when you're on the track and you make a pass, you can't really hear it, or 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 you don't. You're so much in the moment, you don't like you can't necessarily notice. It depends on who. Okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> that depends on who. If I'm, if I'm, no disrespect to 51, but if I'm next to that guy, I ain't hearing nothing but his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Thanks, man. Yep, thank Thanks you, guys. For the call. Uh, also, we have Nick on one. Nick, uh, what's your question for Malcolm Stewart? 
Nick, you there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Hey, long-time fan here. Um, uh, got a question for Mookie. I just wanted to know, how was the uh, transition from going to what James went through with Alden to what you're going through now? Because now we're seeing your breakout rights and everything. And me being a long-time Stewart fan, of course, and, of course, fan of yours as well. But how, how has that transition been? And how, I mean, we're seeing the effects now. I mean, obviously second last weekend. How much longer do you think till you get a first? Uh, I mean, every every weekend I shoot for it. Um, it can, hopefully it, it happens this weekend. Uh, but it was more just the overall package. I've always wanted to ride um, one of these Austria bikes, especially a Husky. I, if, um, of course, when uh, of course Scuba, when he was there as a team manager, I've always had a, a pretty close relationship with him. So it was kind of everything fit fairly well and. Even being back in Florida, of course, all my whole entire family was in Florida um, or lives in Florida. So training with Alden wasn't too far away from where the, uh, my, where my parents' residence is. So I felt like it was an overall package for me that was going to be perfect, and and it's working. You know, um, I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, training with Alden has, has been great. So and even the riders that I'm, I'm that I have with me are, are awesome. I've known in the past as well. So. For me, it's more as an overall package, and and so far it's it's starting to pay off. You know, it, like I said, uh, the wind's definitely coming. It, it we're itching away. I mean, last weekend was a was a perfect run. Uh, just just the start in the main event kind of killed it. But again, we ended up second. I'll take that, and we move forward and and shoot for the same thing for Indy. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, hopefully, uh, I think the wind's coming. Uh, Malcolm Stewart brought to you by a Cherubis. They're industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. Speaking of Justin Barsha, he's got them. Jason Anderson, Adam Cien, Cirillo, Cooper Webb, many others along the way have used a Cherubis and the Cherubis' fine-tuned products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Bring your bike back to life with a full line of replacement replica plastic kits, handguards, discards, and more. Uh, check out acherubisusa.com. Follow along on social media at acherubisusa, bringing you Malcolm Stewart. And by the way, while we're well, we got Malcolm on the line. Our MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com Job of the Week. Seven. The guys in seven, Marietta, California. They're looking for a product developer. So if you go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Malcolm, uh, seven's looking for a product developer. So I don't know if that's, you know, if you're busy during the week, you could <laughs> jump over and do product developing. So. Yeah, let me let me just switch over that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says here it says here one of the communi- one of the job functions is communicate with Asian, European, and South American vendors. So, yeah, I mean, you I'm, know. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Stewart brought to you by the folks at Acherby's USA. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. So I saw the swap video, uh, uh, swap video from you at Daytona. You and Jason Anderson have buried any beef, uh, correct? Like, we saw Daytona. We know what happened. Um, and, and you guys are good now. You're both going to work on racing forward. Yeah. No, that's uh, – that's – that's the goal um there's no need for none of that I, I, we we squashed it basically um after we talked we just we said what we said and yep. um we just moved forward from there so it's i mean and i hate to say it, it, it you always feel like you're gonna beef with somebody every year dude no matter who it, it's always yeah. just something you know and but we still got a lot of racing to go so um 
of course, it's it's just a matter of, of just focusing forward and, and just race hard and, and uh, race clean. I like it, though. Like, we, last time we had you on, we talked about an A1 with Marvin, and you were – you know, you were saying like, "Hey, you weren't like calling them names. You were just like, dude, it's too early in the season. Let's not do that. Let's go forward.'" And I thought all of that made good sense, uh, and it worked out. And then I also like, look, do I think that what you did to Anderson uh, was because you could have won that damn race? I think Anderson's move on Tomac didn't ne- didn't deserve what you did, but that's okay. You're in the heat of the moment. Like it's easy to look back on the couch and watch it. I'm, I'm I get what you did. But, yeah, I also respect, Malcolm, that you went to him or he went to you. And both of you guys are like, look, man, we are just hurting each other. That takes maturity from, from you guys to, to, to do that instead of there's some riders that would never do that. And they would just tell you to fuck off over and over, right? <laughs> so I, I think that just what you did and what he did and what you guys did was smart. This is what's going to work, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, you couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. That's what. Uh, that's pretty much what we both agreed to. And, <laughs> right? Like, hey, man, we can win these damn races. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, we're lo- we ain't, we ain't making no money on the ground. I'm no, sure. No. Did you agree with the penalty for the off track uh, fourth gear? Grab some gears and catch back up. Do you agree with that one? Or- I, I mean, I didn't know. I, I I didn't know what they were gonna penalize me for. I, I honestly, I didn't know. They just they just told me. You know, there's a few things that we're looking at, and I okay. said, okay. There's a few things. There's a few things we're looking yeah, at. It, I mean, I was definitely shifting some gears on the, on the other side of that. <laughs> yeah. So I saw the um, chicken leg go out for the. the yeah, uh, but uh, then I did the exact same thing this past weekend. You know, um, but n- without no shifting gears. So right. I actually just I just kind of chilled out. I was yeah, like, yeah. another watching, another watching. So, <laughs> I like um, it. No, I think. That's how you got to handle it, man. Because uh, yeah, n- neither you making any money, neither one of you getting any points uh, uh, exactly. doing that. So yeah, smart, smart move. Yeah, Malcolm, I actually had a question way off topic of this, but I've always wanted to ask you: when you were riding for JDR KTM way back in the day, you were involved in like two of arguably the coolest video shoots maybe we've ever seen. They're called Dream Ride. Um, I was wondering if maybe you could just tell us a little bit about that experience because it was. I think you went to Australia for the first one, and then Hawaii for the second one, and, and what was that whole thing like? Dude, it was cool. Um, I mean, never in my in my life I would ever thought when I signed with a team, and and it was kind of funny because like I knew the team was in Australia and stuff, but when I first signed it, I didn't think I was gonna be doing any of that. So they were like, "Hey, um, we're gonna book you a flight to go to Australia." I was like, "For what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna do this video?" And I was like, "Oh." you know like a riding video and they're like yeah i mean and it actually was a really cool video but i'll never forget when i first got there when we first we did the first video is in cairns australia and the guy that built the track had these massive jumps right <laughs> and this is off season like i'm not even i i, I even rode supercross yet i ain't done nothing right and there's these massive jumps i'm like um like bro, like, like uh... like yeah i'm like these are jumps like you can't case you know what yeah. i mean yeah, like yeah. there's one of the videos where like i'm jumping over this creek and i'm like it's either you commit or you or you're in the water like you're so <laughs> <laughs> um so then i actually met josh Keisha. um he was a the teammate for australia so i i hate to say it but i had josh out there jumping everything before <laughs> i did anything i was like yo he, he's got to be the test dummy man i'm sorry so um but it was actually a really cool um cool deal and 
of course, working with Nate um, for for as a, now he's our team manager now. So mm-hmm. I think we're working with him from the past, knowing him a little bit, and then of course he did some amateur stuff. So um, we already had a really good connection from the past, and and now that he's on the squad is 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 even cool too. You know, I was going to ask you. So the narrative around you, Malcolm, when you were a kid and riding amateurs was that. You didn't really care if you raced pro, you wanted to fish, you were maybe going to do that. You didn't, you know, didn't care. Obviously, you're talented. Is that true? Was that true where you were, where James and, and your dad were like, dude, like, you know, you're, you can be great. Like, just work hard this and, and take this seriously. And you were like, nah. Was that true? Or that's no, that's a, no yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm sure my sponsors aren't too stuck to me for saying that. But yeah, we're talking about years later, guys. No, no, so, yeah, yeah, no, years but, ago. No, but right. no, I, um, yeah, I, I was like, dirt bikes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, that's I'm gonna do that. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of I was like. But my dad was like, it's almost like if you gave me an option, would you rather go to the Bass Pro Shop or would you rather go? To the dirt bike track, and I'll pick Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Every day, okay. Every time. So I heard yeah. that. So, that was true then, right? That was true. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, that's true. And then, so at what point, like, like right, your last year with Extreme Team Green Extreme, was that when things got serious, or? No, I was still on the fence then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was still on the fence then. Um, 2011, my rookie year. Um, I said, all right, like I, I kind of made my mind up. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go pro. Like, just, I'm just gonna do it for a year. And that's when I was pretty much crashing my brains out a lot, but I had some good results. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, this is this is kind of fun, you know. Yeah. Like I got some people looking at me, you know. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, then I obviously I, I did my first year or first um, my second year signed with uh, or first year signed with JDR, mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's when everything really took off. So pretty much 2011. Um, when I realized, I was like, oh, that Supercross is actually kind of cool. Like, Supercross Outdoors, like, it's kind of cool at the pro level because, again, I watched my brother for so many years up and down, up and down. So, you know, when a good's good, but when a bad's bad, he I was like, dude, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, like, yeah. When it's bad. <laughs> you know, so I was like, man, he's bummed out. I don't know if I want to do all of that. Right, <laughs> so, right. You know, you, you, you don't know, you know. So, um, but, yeah, that's pretty much my rookie year. I just said I was going to go pro. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to try it for a year. If I don't make out, it, it is what it is. I'll, I'll figure something else out. And then, you know, you're, here you're, I am talking about yeah. years later. Yeah, now you're, sec- <laughs> now you're second in 450 Supercross points. Uh, yeah, that's a crazy thing about it. Think about it. It's just, yeah. Your dad is probably like, I told you if you would have just took this shit seriously. I told you, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hey, but hey, hey, we're we're better late than ever. Uh, yeah, you know, no, better late than ever. We're doing good. Are you? Were you speaking of Team Green Extreme? Were you teammates with Dino back then, or was he already pro? I can't. No, I was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, me, Dean Wilson, Justin Bogle, and Zach Freeberg. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite the program. Yeah. yeah Dino. Yeah. Bobby Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I I believe. Um, Hunter moved up. Hunter, uh, Bobby's mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. yeah. So he moved up, and then I, I filled that slot. Uh, how how is Dino as a teammate? I would just think he's he's awesome. I would think he's, yeah, he's, he's great, cool, dude. Right. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dean, he's he's always he works hard. He he does he does everything. You know, he's always the. I like him too because he's he, he's even a guy that like really good with. Just like helping out with, we're like struggling with the motorcycle mm-hmm. or whatever. It's always good that 
because he's fairly good in the whoops and things like that. So, um, of course, he's a great rider. So it, it's always good to have somebody that's, like, up to date and, and try to see, like, perspective on things. So um, we definitely work together for sure. He had one race all year outside from 9th to, to 12th. And this weekend, with everything that went on, he could have been right where JB was, fifth or sixth, right? And then he crashes in the whoops. He's got to be just hating life, you know. <laughs> I was going to send him a text, but I figured, ah, oh, he's probably so pissed off at life right now because that could have been a really no, good he, night. He's, for him. Uh, he, he, he. I mean, of course, upset, but yeah, yeah. Um, he came. He, he, we rode the day. He was fired up. So, okay, um, all right. Yeah, no, he. It's. I mean, I, I guess I get it in, in those situations. Like, yeah, it's, it's so easy just anything can happen you know um but no he 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 works hard man he he works really hard and, and during the week it's, his race results aren't showing for how much effort that guy actually puts in i, yeah. I promise you because that dude kills it yeah he's uh he's one of my favorite guys in the industry i wish him nothing but the best he's he's awesome he gets it man for sure uh, Yeah. thanks for coming on malcolm i i know you were just on but dude with everything that went on i wanted to get you back on i appreciate you taking the time again for us to uh, to call in, congrats on the second, and uh, the win is coming. Both uh, oh, yeah. Kellen and I think the win's coming. So, yeah, it's coming. It's definitely coming. All right, thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling in. All right, I All appreciate right. it, boys. Thank you. All right, see ya. See you, Malcolm. That's Malcolm Stewart, everybody. Uh, brought to you by the folks at a Cherubies USA at a Cherubies USA. By the way, speaking of Cherubies, what's up with with uh, Mad Max? Is he coming back? Which Mad Max? Are you uh, Voland. Oh, Voland. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. It's a good question. Right. Yeah, it's a little that, weird. I heard his injury wasn't even that bad I thought when that, he did it. I thought that they said he would miss like a week. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't know. All right. Uh, so thanks to the folks at the Cherubies, uh, at a Cherubies USA. Of course, I love the Cherubies stuff. I've used it a long time. The best thing about a Cherubies is there's no filing. There's no drilling needed. I built project bikes with the Cherubies stuff. It fits on perfectly. I want to thank those folks as well for uh, for that. And MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, by the way, if you're a company looking to hire, uh, go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Get your uh, company's job up on the website, and uh, they can get find you some of the best people. And, again, it was seven industries, uh, seven gear, seven – is it just seven? Seven – Industry 7 Se- gear? 7MX? Seven 7MX, seven yeah. Is that seven, it? It is 7MX. Anyways, good-looking gear. Product developer in Murrieta, California. It's a full-time job. Go there, check it out, and uh, product developer. Good good guys, good company. Get involved in industry. Start with the folks at 7 and MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, also, I want to thank the folks at Firepower for coming on board. they got Firepower Honda uh, out there right now with our next guest uh, riding that bike. Firepower batteries and chains are amazing. The, uh, the chains are fantastic. They're made in Japan. The batteries are feather light lithium batteries. Uh, they're superior to the OEM stuff as well. Firepowerparts.com. They're all backed by a two-year warranty. Go to motorsport.com. Get yourself some Firepower. Follow them at Instagram, at Firepower Parts as well. Uh, and they got a lot of stuff going on, the folks at Firepower do. A lot of products. And they're also, like I said, the title sponsor of our next guest team out there in the 250 class veteran of the series jordan smith what's up jordan how are you man i'm doing pretty good how are you doing steve we're good thanks for calling and i appreciate it. it's been a while since we had you on and uh yeah i i mean look I, i'm sure you weren't too pissed at your buddy rj you weren't that happy at your buddy rj catching you late in the race but i still think you had a good one i still think you got to be stoked yeah uh i mean it's uh yeah you never want to get past with a lap and a half to go it doesn't right. matter what place you're in <laughs> so that was uh frustrating but uh yeah, um, it's, it was a good race, good weekend. Uh, I feel like, you know, every weekend, you know, we've just kind of been making progress throughout the day as far as practice and getting closer in times and that kind of stuff and getting my starts better and putting 
put myself in a better position and, and it's just been kind of getting better and better. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, happy with how it's going so far. We just had Mookie on because I'm sure you're aware of the complete nuttiness of that 450 class. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, it's 27 laps. It, Mookie said, you know, the tracks can't handle that. He even said in his opinion, maybe there needs to be a time limit on tracks that are, you know, 45 seconds, 44 seconds. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe there needs to be a lap limit, I should say, because the tracks can't handle that. In your opinion, Jordan, and you've been around a long time, what was about what was it about the track or the race that made the shit go so sideways for some dudes? Or is this just something that just happened and just happens from every now and then? Yeah, I mean, I think is I think honestly to me it seemed like a little bit of just something that happened. I mean, the track was um, pretty basic. You know, it, it yeah. Could, yeah, yeah, it was pretty basic. We were only doubling out of the corners. There was no triples out of turns. You know, right. double, triple. Um, and then, you know, one of the turns, like the turn that got Jason there after the finish line, I actually fell throughout the whole weekend. I fell in that turn three times. It was just slick. It was hard <laughs> right. to get to the inside. Yeah. Um, you lose the front very easily. Uh, so, and then, you know, I watched the Cooper thing, and I think that he must have just kind of brain farted there. And right, right. I don't know, you know, it happens from time to time. You know, yep. you go to try to, like do a jump that you're not on that jump and uh because no one had really tried to triple in that all day that i know of so um yeah i, I think it's just something that kind of happened the, the whoops were pretty gnarly i know a lot of guys were kind of going yep. down in the loops and stuff throughout the night and they would like really grab you but the rest of the track was really not like super super gnarly it was just that the dirt was really sticky and mm-hmm. anytime you have a sticky dirt like that you know you make a little mistake and it turns into a bigger mistake so um, yeah. So okay. But yeah, it was. Right. Uh, I mean, it was kind of crazy. Actually, the it, I didn't notice it as the night went on, but in our free practice, so we're the third practice out there. Only C and B has went before us. Mm-hmm. There was the rut after the finish line. We went inside and then we're jumping off of that, like onto the dragon's back. Yep. The rut in that inside there was actually down to the plywood in free practice for us. Yeah. So I don't know. They must have added right. dirt there because I didn't see plywood there the rest of the night. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Just like with how fast and powerful the the bikes are nowadays, like just how right. much it chews the track up. It's crazy. Well, yeah. If, if, if any fan went down and walked the track at the end of the night, which I have, and Kellen, I'm probably, you have been down there. It's just fucking insane. It's just nuts. Dude. I walked the track after they did press day, which is like, I don't know, 20 minutes total of right. like 10 guys on the track. Yep. And that same corner that Jordan's talking about, it, it was so deep, the yep. rut that they had already yep. dug in that corner. And, it was insane. And think about this. So in my era of being a wrench, we had 42 horsepower, 252 strokes, and, and sorry, 50 horsepower, 252 strokes, and 42 horsepower, 125s on the track. Well, we, now we have 55 horsepower, 250Fs, and 60 horsepower, 450s out there. We have the torque of four strokes out there. Like yeah, like and we're not doing anything different, Jordan, to the tracks that we did on two-stroke yep. days, and we've now yep. doubled displacement, doubled torque. Maybe not doubled torque, but added more torque. Like, yeah, these things can't handle it. Tracks can't handle it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. Like just the like how much like a really fast bike and stuff like that is just putting the power to the ground. Like yeah. how much you know that changes the track. Like even 
at MTF, like we'll, you know, our normal days, like our track gets pretty beat up, you mm-hmm. know, and yep. there's maybe five or six of us out there. But then you have a day like uh, Star has came and rode with us a couple of days mm-hmm. and it'll just be like another two guys. But you have two guys that are like going really fast out there and like really tearing up the track. And like it, it's crazy how much faster and how much like how much differently it gets broken down with just yeah. two extra star bikes out there you know it's pretty crazy we went from 125 to 250s to 250s and 500s you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. we're now we're now yeah. racing 500 two strokes the equivalent mm-hmm. out there yeah. uh yeah. does it make it worse jordan when it's fucking rj that gets you with a lap and a half to go does it make it worse <sighs> it, uh, it does <laughs> uh, me and rj like we had so many last lap battles dude right years. like from amateurs and just yep. on it's yeah it's like yeah so uh, we were i was saying that on uh, some somewhere like jordan and rj have raced each other so many times they've been teammates <laughs> they've been amateurs it must be, be like this fucking guy again, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? and he's the same I, way with you right yeah yeah for sure <laughs> i i saw him on like the i don't know first lap i think maybe second lap um he kind of like we were kind of not in the back but we were yeah. trying to make our way through the pack yep. and uh I, he like kind of ran it up the inside um at the turn after the triple and uh i like just caught a glance of of him out of the corner of my eye it's like all right rj's behind me you know like just know that he's there just know it's rj kinda, <laughs> yeah just know it's rj and uh so then i kind of uh i kind of pulled a gap on him for a little bit and then um Man, the lappers were like insane this week. I've I've never had that many problems with lappers, and uh, yeah, it was just um, he caught me really bad there, and I made a couple mistakes. And and uh, Jay Hop, my mechanic, had on the pit board twenty fours coming, and I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, I know, I uh, I could have uh, I could have been like, yeah, I know he is, I uh, see him. And if anybody's yeah. gonna send it, it will be RJ. <laughs> it will be RJ. Yeah, and we sent it so hard in the roof to lap he passed me. I was just waiting for us to both just. Yard sale. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I would think that there would be a little bit worse. Yeah, you were a little bit on gap on those guys. And then our next guest, Oldenburg. Oldenburg and RJ were like, you three were going through the pack from like 8th or ninth, getting Phil and getting some of the other guys, um, which yep. I, I made sure to bag bag on Phil for that because he, he, got, he yep. got boat raced by like you three guys quickly. <laughs> um, hey, so Firepower Parts, uh, a sponsor of our show. Good guys there. Title sponsor of your team. New team for you. Yareev, of course. Uh, has been around the sport down under and then a couple years here in america how's this how's the switch going you're a guy jordan you've had factory equipment you've won races you've been on the best of the best and and, you know this is not a factory effort team i'm sure everything's good how is it for you at firepower honda uh it's good it's it's uh it's definitely been a change you know Mm -hmm. um whenever you're on a factory team you kind of you go in and and everything is like in place everything's you know they they have an idea of of you know kind of where they're wanting to go with the bike as far as setup and stuff like that is yep that like that goes you know they've had so um it's it's actually been really fun though i've enjoyed it a lot this year um i've i mean it's beside like I've been the healthiest I've been in the off season this year. So that just is like so much more fun than trying to yeah, not hurt like yeah. I've been to in the last three years. And that's just no fun. So like with that, and then just like the group of guys that we have around, like I've had so much fun this year riding and uh, just like enjoying it and enjoying, you know, just seeing the progress from day one um, on the bike. I mean, we started supercross and, I think it was October, maybe early November on a, on a bone stock, 
bike. I, it had been since 2013, I believe, at Loretta's since I raced a stock bike, or since I even rode a stock bike. Right, so, right, right. Um, and I, so it was just like it was fun, like to to start from there, and and you know, like three four months later, have a race bike and just like see that whole process being built and right. like be more involved in it was. It's been really cool. It's been. It's been awesome. Yarif, Martin, you know, Jay Hop, my mechanic, McKenzie. It's it's a small team, but we've uh, put in a lot of work, and uh, it, I'm I'm proud of where where we're all at and and how um, how much progress we made to be able to be competing for you know like close to the podium, top fives, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you know, you make a good point, Jordan. You could probably be riding a moped, but if you were healthy you would enjoy it because yeah you haven't been right like like <laughs> yeah yeah like you know what i mean like that's that's a Not for sure dude you had a rough couple of years at pro circuit i'm sure you know there's some high moments don't get me wrong but uh, a lot of injuries a lot of crashes <laughs> not many yeah. were you were yeah, you close was... to giving it up though were you were you like thinking like fuck my life like i'm, I'm i gotta go get a job or i gotta go golf or something like were... <laughs> i mean I not necessarily that I was close to giving up. There was definitely like times whenever I'm just like I I, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm <laughs> right. just, like, like every time you hit every, the ground, you get hurt. Like, yeah, it was, and and like a lot of times, like there was a lot of them that you know it was something I did, but then there are other ones that it just like it was out of my control. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. just like what like what am I doing wrong? You know, and and literally, I think like almost every single time I've called Mitch, it was to tell him that I was hurt or to talk to him about an injury, you know, like yeah, that, it was yeah. that, like, that was no fun either. You know, like I, I, it was one of the best opportunities I've had in my career. I mean, you dream of riding for Mitch Payton as a kid, you know, and, and I got that opportunity and it was like literally actually the first day I rode for like rode the bike or the first week. I'm sorry. I, uh, just tipped over in a corner at State Fair on the outdoor track. Mm-hmm. There's a rock and a rut. I popped my front wheel up. I stuck my knee out, and I tore my MCL and um, like hurt some other stuff in my knee. And then I I had to take a month off for that, and then come back, hurt my ankle, like just twisted it, you know, like your typical ankle sprain. But it was like bothering me all the way up until the season started. And then at like the third race, I blew my ACL out, and it's like. Oh, like are yeah. you kidding me and then yeah. got that fixed and come back in the off season and and was out there riding really good in california actually and then um i just made a little mistake at a practice track one day i actually had state fair again i think I, i'm not going to go back to state fair anymore <laughs> um and on the supercross track and and was wheel tapping a jump and um just like kind of got sideways and slid out after and just hit my thumb weird and yep. tore a ligament in my thumb. And then like, I made, that was in like the December 1st or something maybe of 2020. And from December 1st until we started in the middle of February, I think I rode the bike a total of like five hours and yes. I didn't even touch the bike the two weeks before the first round. So, you know, like yeah, that's yeah. just set yeah. up for, for not being good. And, and I had a lot of crashes, obviously, whenever I got back and it's just like, it's really frustrating because it, you want it, you want it so badly and it's just stuff that, you know, you just can't control sometimes. And it's just yeah. very frustrating. Well, and then I think like out of, you know, out of all your traits as a rider, uh, you know, pushing really hard and maybe riding out of your comfort zone is is something that you do because you have so yep. much desire. And then, yeah, when you're not sharp, then that bites you. I'm sure you've had many team managers be like, hey, Jordan, look, you don't have a lot of hours on the bike. 
let's just bring this thing home in a fifth or a seventh tonight or whatever. And you're let's, and you're just like, nah, I'm going <laughs> to try and you know get on the box or whatever, right? And then that's when yep. mistakes happen, kind of. So yep, it, it does, and yeah. and it's like the the thing is like your mind, like you you know what to do while you're out there, you know, like even um, in. Arlington last year whenever we had the three races there like I hadn't rode hardly at all my thumb wasn't good um I had just gotten stitches from Daytona in my butt and I could barely even sit down and but I got out there and I got a good start and like I really felt like I could I could win the race you know like you feel good you feel like you know it just comes we do it so much it comes back whenever you get into those situations and then yep you you feel good until one thing goes wrong and you haven't been riding enough to like react quick enough to it and mm-hmm. it just goes bad quick. So uh, how's yeah, Marty? Frustrating. How's Marty? Very very stressed out. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just every every day he's you know like oh, I'm I'm gonna get back on the ground. I'm gonna go on a bike ride with you guys. Like he's yeah. supposed to go on a bike ride with us today at ten. And he texts us. He's like, hey guys, I'm not gonna make it. I've been on the phone for like three hours. Like I'm not gonna. Make oh, it. Marty. <laughs> Marty. There, like, <laughs> right before the season started, we're like getting the truck ready and just you know I mean yeah factory team or yeah. not factory team. No, yeah. It's hectic right before. Yeah getting everything ready and he's stressed out we were trying to get something in in time and he's on the phone and he's like the, the mechanics had ordered pizza for the shop and he's over there phone in one hand mountain dew in the other and he puts the mountain dew down slamming a, a piece of pizza and he's i'm like marty what happened to the program and he's like i'm i'm stressed out i'm stressing okay <laughs> oh that's funny i made a joke yeah. to Millsaps about marty filling in and davey's like have you seen him he ain't filling. He ain't filling in for anybody. He's filling in his stomach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing he's, yeah, the only thing he's filling in is his pants. Uh, poor <laughs> Marty, his jersey. Yeah, poor Marty. Uh, but no, how is he? Is he? Is he? Does he? I mean, look, you've known him forever, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, how is he? As a, has he? Is he figuring it out? Is he helping out? Yeah, he's he's doing a great job, Marty. I mean, he's uh, it's Marty has a lot on his plate uh, with you know during the off season and stuff like we're yeah. getting. You know, he's talking to a lot of sponsors because Yurif was over in Australia. And, you know, the time change, it's hard for Yurif to, to talk to some of the sponsors and stuff sometimes. So um, Marty, like, jumped in, you know, full steam ahead and, and took care of all that, and uh, including helping us do some test riding and stuff whenever Factory Connection was here testing with us. And, um, you know, I mean, he's doing it all. He's right. And they're helping the mechanics build practice bikes and helping them do whatever they need to. So, uh, yeah, Marty's been awesome. It's been cool. Firepower Parts bringing you uh, Jordan Smith on the Firepower Parts Honda team. That's awesome. The guys at Firepower stepped up, too. That's that's cool for them. Yep. I, they've been a part of yep. us for our show for a while. So, And what the hell is froth? <laughs> froth. Everyone's asking me that. It is a uh, it's a cleaning supply that uh, that Ureef has started a company that Ureef's starting. So okay, um, yeah, it's uh, launching soon. I think it, I think it's launching within the next month here in America. Okay. So, right. I, I just, uh, sounds yeah. like it's a coffee brand. I thought it was coffee yeah. or yeah. donut well, he, or yeah. I think I think he made it like from like frothing. He loves coffee and he has a coffee maker in the truck and stuff and. And like every time someone's like, "What? What are you? What is that? Are, are you frothing a coffee?" He's like, "Froth. <laughs> yep, I am." <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, what do we think yep. about this new Honda platform? I mean, obviously, you have some experience on the old one with Geico, but uh, what do you think about the chassis and, and how this bike feels? It's good, man. It uh, like I, 
have been so comfortable on my dirt bike this year, um, just riding and and cornering and stuff. Um, man, it's it's been really good. It's been it's been cool to be able to work with Ziggy again too from Factory Connection. I um, I've I worked with Ziggy from the time I was like 11, 12 years old down here at MTF and uh, from 65s on up until I signed with Geico and stuff. And so, um, you know, Ziggy, Ziggy's awesome. And so uh, they came down, did some testing with us. And uh, yeah, I've been, been really comfortable on the bike. Like ever since I started, I really like this, the, the new Honda chassis is obviously this is the first year for the 250. So, you know, we're, we're still figuring little things out, you know, especially it's hard whenever you're riding, you know, your same practice track or going to a couple of different tracks, but they're all practice tracks. You don't get to go to the race. So then you go to the, to the race and now you have things. Okay. You need to tweak a little bit here and there. And, and it's hard to test those things sometimes because, um, you, you don't have the exact racetrack at practice, you know, so you kind of have to fill it out at practice and you go to the race next weekend. Okay. That worked or no, that didn't work, you know? So, um, it's, it's been good. Um, I wanted to ask you too, about your teammate, uh, you know, Jarrett, he's had kind of a tough go here to start the season and you yourself being a little bit more of like a veteran of the 250 class right now, like what, what kind of advice have you have either given him or, or uh, would you give him to maybe like right the ship a little bit? Cause his career is having kind of a tough swing lately. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's, Jarrett's a great rider. You know, he has a lot of talent. He's a hard worker. Um, and he's just got to believe in himself a little bit more whenever he gets to the races and stuff. I mean, he's riding good. There's days where, you know, he's right there battling me with in practice and stuff. And, uh, he's just got to, got to believe in himself a little bit more at the races and, and bring that, that confidence that he rides with in practice, um, to the races. That's, that's the biggest thing. And that's what, you know, myself, Martin, Yarif, like we've been all trying to kind of instill in him and, and try and get him to have that belief in himself whenever he gets there. It's, uh, it, it's tough, you know, going to, going to the races, like I said, you know, you can have a pretty gnarly practice track or, or whatever, but whenever you get to the races, the tracks are, you know, that much gnarlier and, and they're not always built the best, um, you know, in practice and stuff, especially they, they usually kind of smooth the transitions out and stuff for the night show, but you, it's, it's tough. And so, yeah, I mean, we've just been trying to get them to, you know, push and practice and then bring, bring that to the race. So, um, I think, I think he's going to get it figured out. He's very talented and a uh, hard worker. So he, he's, a, he'll get it figured out. Is he down there? Is he based with you at MTF? Yep, he's yeah. been down at MTF. He got here, I think, in October, November. I'm not sure. But, yeah, he's been down here whole, whole offseason. So. Speaking of Honda and, and Ziggy and all that, so you had another year left on your Geico Honda deal, from what I understand. Uh, things weren't going great. The team was, you know, working hard. You weren't, you weren't having the results you wanted. And you actually, you know, said to them, hey, I, I want to get out of this deal. And they let you go. And you went to TLD and you had a lot of success with, with Grumpy Cat over there at TLD KTM. <laughs> but, like, that's, that's pretty ballsy of you um, and, and your, your, your parents and anybody else that was involved. Like, you're on Geico Honda. It's good. You know, it's generally yep. it's a great team. You're probably making good money. And you're just like, I, I, I got to leave. Uh, that was a big decision at the time. Yeah, that, I mean that was huge. So I actually um, I ended up finishing my original contract with Geico. Okay, and then I had signed um, actually in Supercross earlier that year. 
I had signed two more years with Geico. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we were starting to get things going in the right direction and um, with the bike and stuff and just, you know, it, it was it was tough. And we were starting to get things going in the right direction. And then we got to outdoors and it just, it yeah. just wasn't going in the right direction. And um, I felt like there were certain people over there that, didn't necessarily necessarily believe in me, you okay. know, and yeah, yeah. and I had a lot of belief in myself and as well as other people around me, and um, yeah, I it was a very very tough. Yeah, like I can imagine <laughs> leaving Geico, and you know, I didn't I didn't have anything leaving. You know, I was I was hoping that I could talk to another team and go somewhere else, but I didn't have anything, and I really didn't have the greatest results, you know, to like be like, yeah, I'm for sure going to get something, you know? So, um, but after a while and, you know, going back and forth and just really trying to make it work, I just felt like it wasn't the best thing for me. And, and actually called, called Ziggy myself one night and, uh, Oh, you were sweating. I I bet you were sweating, dude. (laughs) It was the most scary phone call of my life. I mean, I was, my voice was shaking whenever I answered, I actually, um, yeah, it was, it was, I was so scared and, um, I just kind of went through and talked to him about some stuff and, and he was really understanding and, um, and Ziggy is, is great. Ziggy's like another dad to me. So, um, he understood and, and he was really sorry that, you know, things didn't work out. Um, and so I finished out the outdoor season with them mm-hmm. that year. And then, uh, and then, yeah. So yeah. once I got out of my contract, then I was able to start kind of calling around and stuff and talk to TK and, uh, and ended up there. And, and yeah, like you said, I had some really good success there. It was, it was good for me to, I mean, that was really, you know, kind of a turning point in my career because I, I hadn't, I had a lot of success as an amateur, my last few years amateur. Right. And then going pro, I, I didn't have the results that I expected from myself um, and stuff. And, and at times it was like, am I even, you know, like, is this even for me? You know, it's like you're out there and you're trying your hardest and you're, way off the pace or you can't keep it on two wheels or whatever. And you just don't even, you you just don't feel good at all, you know? So going to TLD and, and that first year with them, I, I went into Vegas with the points lead, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it was, uh, it was a huge change for me. And, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking back on, I'm very glad I did it, but yeah, that was, that was, definitely one of the hardest decisions of my life and kept yeah. me up at night for no, you, you got, quite a few weeks you got a couple hundred thousand dollars contracting him for two years on a on a factory honda you know 250 effort and yes it's not going well but for you to be like hey i, I gotta take control and you're younger that's ballsy yep. so uh but yep. it worked out you and know? like you said yeah. it, was, it was i had two years with geico and leaving i, I didn't know if i was going to be buying my own bike for right. year, what, right. what was going to be happening but and then I ended up signing with TLD, but I only signed for a year, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, you got to, like, I have to make something happen this year. And, and luckily I did. And and my belief in myself paid off. But, um, yeah, it was scary for sure. I don't think TK want to let you go either. He really, really liked you, liked working with you a lot. Um, I don't know if it was Austria or, you know, budget or what it was. I, I think he was bummed at having to let you go. Yeah, TK. Um, I love TK. Every and you say he's grumpy. Like everyone's like, "How's TK?" Like whenever I first got there, I was like, 
PK is great. Like, I don't know. I've never had any problem. And I never really did have, like, just, I don't think PK harsh. ever got mad at me. He's harsh, he, man. He was never harsh on me, ever. Wow, ever. okay. Like, All right. I don't think one time. Maybe, I just kind of take that back. One, at the first race, that so, like, I honestly, at TLD my first year, I didn't have a very good offseason. Like, I wasn't riding good <laughs> at, the tra- at the practice track. Like, Shane and Oldenburg were just, like, smoking me at the test track and stuff. And um, that was, like, in December. And I raced East Coast, so I went back to MTF in January and was trying to work on the things, you know. And I so we go to the first round. And I don't think TK had really seen me ride much since December. And, you know, he just, from talking to me and Brian and stuff, and so we go to the first round is at Minneapolis, and um, I didn't get a very good start in the heat, and I made some bad choices trying to pass some people and lost spots, and mm-hmm. I ended, like, long story short, I ended up, like, barely made, I think I got either eighth or ninth in my heat. And Amart, he crashed and didn't make it. So okay. <laughs> we get to the truck, and TK is not happy. Like, he was, <laughs> like you could see steam was coming out of his ears. You know, like he he was probably like, because we were both new on the team. You know, yeah, he's yeah. probably like, what am I doing? You know. And then I went out. I ripped the whole shot that night. Led for a few laps. Ended up second. And ever since then, I don't think TK's ever right, right. even really raised his voice. So okay, we're good. all right, sounds good. I still talk to TK like every week right right so uh talking about that 2017 season i don't want to bring up the vegas crash but going into that night when you had the points lead what was what were the nerves like like was it just numbing an insane night just an insane night yeah i mean honestly like it i i really didn't even feel that much pressure you know like Mm -hmm. i went into it I going into the season, no one predicted me to be a championship contender, right? So, I mean, I had had one podium before that season, and it was a third place on Geico. So, no one like expected me to be battling for the championship. And then started out pretty good, and just kind of like kept getting a little better and a little better, and clicked off a couple wins. And then, like, I felt good going into Vegas. Like, I, I really, I felt good. I didn't really feel that much pressure. I'm like, you know pressure really is on Zach and Joey they're older than me they've been in the position a little bit more than I have you know so um I've, I felt good and I, I mean whenever you're going 60 miles an hour into the, back into the stadium <laughs> things can bite you pretty quick I guess yeah yeah, no, it, we covered that race on our re-raceables, but we called Osborne, not you, Jordan. And, and you yep. know, Zach's just like, yeah, I mean, Jordan Jordan had it, then Joey had it, and, and I just, you know, I ended up with it. But it, it's just a, one of the nuttier races I've ever seen. Yeah, I did a sure. little, like, documentary video on it, too. And, yeah. like, just trying to, like, track the season as it went on with the points, too, because yep. it shuffled so much with, like, right. Osborne winning a little bit, and yep. then Jordan won some, and, yep. and, and then, AC uh, won a little. And, Joey, yeah. Joey, uh, the penalty the in penalty East Rutherford. In, yeah, yeah. In Jersey, you know? Yeah. So there was a lot of yeah. that going Yeah, the, was, crazy, was, the crazy thing is that AC almost won the title. I know. Like, yeah. he almost won yep. that title. And there was three guys that were, like, we were all three, I don't know, 12, 13 points ahead of them, you know? Yep. And he, I mean, if if Zach would have fell in that turn, AC probably would have would have won the title. It was just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got Jordan Smith on the line. Brought to you by the folks at Firepower, FirepowerParts.com. They are also the title sponsor for his team out there, and uh, and, and keep that thing going up on uh, up on two wheels. Jordan, um, you, you uh, 
Four fifties. Uh, you want to do any? You ever going to do any? We're going to see you up there. I mean, this is this has been something I've been screaming and yelling about when it comes to you know uh, guys like yourself and others. What's the plan for that, or what? What, what are you thinking? Well, uh, I mean, I've raced Monster Cup. I love riding 450s. I really do. I, I enjoy riding a 450 more than I do a 250. Right. But um, I just I, – I do want to do some maybe, you know, this year with, you know, the the team being, you know, getting everything together a little later and, yep. and I didn't really sign until later and it was a new 250, so we were trying to do a lot of that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, next year I'm, I'm actually, you know, I've been talking to Yarif and stuff and, and, um, next year I'm, I'm interested in doing 251 coast and the other mm-hmm. coast 450, similar to what Oldenburg's done this year. So, yeah. um, I, I enjoy riding the 450 and, and stuff. So, and with the way the, the pointing out, like if, uh, the way it's going right now, I should, get score enough points this year um to be to so i'll only have one year of eligibility left on Mm -hmm. the 250 after this year so um you know i'm i'm ready to get on the 450 i mean it's a stat class it's so gnarly it's it is crazy watching the 450 class those guys are flying i mean eli is just like riding so good right now jason mookie all those guys are just flying right now and, and it's so deep like obviously now it's a little bit thinned out from the start of the season, but still there's a lot of very fast guys. So um, I'm, I'm excited to, for when the day comes to get up there and, and try and battle with that, that competition. Are you, are you playing Pulp Max fantasy? I'm not this year. Okay. This actually, I've, I've played it last few years, but yep. I don't know. Just uh, this year I was like, I'm going to focus on racing <laughs> and because every year I actually play for the West coast and then I don't play. And then I've gotten hurt and I start playing again. So this year I'm like, I'm not going to plan yeah. on playing at the end of the year. So I'm just not going to play this year. <laughs> All right, probably a good idea. Yeah. Just focus yeah. on that instead of, of, instead of being mad at racers and things like that. And maybe that's the thing yeah. too. He put, he put pulled fantasy away and now he's back to crushing it again. No yeah, more yeah. injuries yeah. or anything yeah. like that. So. Yeah, that's... yeah. I was too, I wasn't focused enough on racing. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually, whenever I played, I would either stop playing whenever it got to East Coast, like whenever I was racing. Or I, sometimes I would still play, but I would pick my team the night before and just like not even look at my phone. You know, right, right. Uh, yeah, it, it gets you upset too out on the track, and you know all, all of that. So don't don't even bother. Yeah, I could have if I was playing this week. I might have been like you know trying to help my guys get in through the LCQ. Or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Apparently, I like going to the LCQs at Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point, right? That's what you said on the podium. Uh, yeah, you won. Did you say you won? No, what? What yep. happened? So I've been, yeah, I've been at three LCQs, yeah. my first ever Supercross, didn't make the main. Then I went to Detroit Supercross, the LCQ, in 17, and won the LCQ, and then won my first main event that night. So, yeah. Uh, go, some yeah, go figure. Good thoughts. Um, yeah. I was talking to an industry guy in the off season a little bit, a guy you know a little bit too, and we were like, man, Jordan and MTF, uh, they've just been, you've just been there your whole career. Uh, obviously, you're very familiar with everything that goes on, Colleen, Millsaps, and, and all of that. Uh, have you thought about, like, getting away and changing it up? And, and I don't even mean for, like, because it's crappy there or anything, but just trying something new to sort of invigorate yourself and, and kind of re- refresh things up for you? Or is it just you're just so comfy there and it works out? Like, have you thought about that? Is that, is that something that comes to mind at all? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's crossed my mind. I mean, I, like you said, I've, I've been here forever. I think actually they're having a camp this week and I, I walked in there yesterday to go 
use uh, recovery uh, thing in the gym and they were doing the orientation for the camp and, and Brian's like, Oh, here's Jordan Smith. And he's like, when did you come to MTF for the first time? And I was like, had a thing about it. It's like, uh, 2007, <laughs> that was a long time ago. But, uh, but actually I, I trained, um, so in the night in the 19 off season, so 18, the end mm-hmm. of 18 there, I, I trained, um, KTM made me, Go to Alden's and train oh, okay. with Tyler. Oh, I don't um, even remember that. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went down there for a couple months, and then, um, like, once the season started back up, I went back to MTS and was riding. But I don't know, I got hurt at the second round. Well, I made it four rounds, but I hurt my wrist at the second one, and, and the, the rest of them just – my wrist was really bothering me. So um, – and you know, I, got, I saw what they got to do and stuff, and and mm-hmm. I've been a you know I've always went out. This is the first off season that like I haven't had to go to California, um, yep. so uh, I've been around a lot of different programs and stuff. And I feel like what we have is is really good. Colleen and Brian and and Jacob in the gym, like they do a great job, mm-hmm. um, and they're like family to me. And uh, yeah, I mean MTF. They 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 really take care of me and and um, and the tracks are always good. Brad Brad and Big B do a great job on the tracks and and I've just always felt like it's the best place for me. You know, like I've you've, I've tried different things at times and and seen a lot of different things and and I feel like we do have a really good program here. Um, and it's just it's always worked. So um, I mean, I'm I'm pumped with it. I have a house two miles away, so nice. it's very convenient for me now. And uh, yeah, can you it's, it's can you ride from really your garage good. like through the woods into to MTF? <laughs> I could ride down the road if I wanted to. No one would uh, say no. anything, but but I don't I don't know. What's your best? Sometimes from, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say from time to time we will uh, we'll drive. You know, like if I need trees cleared or something at my uh, I own 17 acres so if we need something I'll drive a tractor down the road from MTF, <laughs> what's your best Barsha at MTF story I mean what's the Barsha best one like you know mm. like, like did he just well, take out some kid who was there the first day or <laughs> you know or, or like what happened I don't know I mean so he left I think what year did he leave MTF it was probably what year did he turn pro? It was like oh eight, oh eight, yeah, oh eight, oh nine. Glenn Helen was yeah. So I think he left MTF in like oh nine, and I started there at oh seven. Oh okay, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I was pretty young still. Um, I don't like remember any crazy stories like that. I do actually remember one time. I don't think I saw this happen, but I heard about it. But uh, I think he something happened because Martine was there too yeah. at that time, and something happened to them on Supercross. I don't know if Justin took him out, if he ran him high. Like I don't really know yeah, what yeah. happened. <laughs> but Marty's blood can start running hot whenever stuff like that. And I think Marty actually like cut the track or something and tried to take out Barsha. Like <laughs> so they had to start riding at separate times. And yeah, that that's about the only thing right. I can remember. But it's. Uh, he did come back and train with us for a couple of years once once I was pro, but yep. Um, but yeah, that's Thought, that's it. Somebody told me that there was a you the MTF guys, and I don't even know if this is true. 
literally had a contest of who can knock each other down the best in a corner or something. And <laughs> oh they were, and I don't know. I just, I'd heard that. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, it was Barsha and it was this guy. And they were just like, ah, good one. Like, ah, good one. Like, <laughs> like, like they were stoked that, that they, they, they got taken out. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That might be. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, selfish. I've never, I've never witnessed that. That, one. <laughs> that could be, that could be, yeah. Just industry lies, yeah. industry bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Any, anything for Jordan Smith, Kellen, anything else? I'm good. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. A good start to your year. Uh, really cool to see you make a podium. You're close, I think. Uh, this this stupid jet kid is really, really good. But, uh, um, you know, I think you're close. And, and it would be really cool for your Eve, for Firepower, and for yourself to get on the box. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, that's, we're getting close. I feel like, you know, last this weekend I felt like it was – we were close. I felt like it could happen, but just didn't quite work out. But uh, we're definitely getting closer, and I think we're getting closer every week. So the whole team and all the sponsors, you know, have been putting in a lot of work, and everyone deserves it. So I'm going to keep, keep the pedal down and try and get it done this weekend in Indy. Cool. Well, thanks for the time, man. Thanks, Jordan. Yep, thank you. All right, see you, later. you later. That's Jordan Smith, everybody, from uh, Firepower Honda team. Before we go to commercial break, this is, should be for Marks, but Colin, you have a race tech rant for Pulp Mex Fantasy, Colin? <laughs> Yeah, I got three quick things, real quick. Number yeah, one, first of all, this is all Marx's. This is all Marx's fault. It's not. Okay, fuck Pulp and Matt. Okay, all right. that's all I gotta say. My my girlfriend has no clue anything about dirt bikes. Whoops my ass every single weekend. Yeah, that so happens. Fuck that game. Yep. Fuck that game. And to get Marx back, she's also she graduated with a four in computer science and is a full stack developer. So if you want her to develop the app for you, she can oh. definitely do it before oh. he can. Competition. Oh, I would gladly, there we I would go. gladly pass that on. <laughs> oh. Hey, 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 we can, we can make it happen. Okay, so my last thing is, what do you think the odds are? You you had mentioned in one of the shows that uh, Kenny had said that he wanted to travel and do the uh, GPs and kind of show his family what he used to do and where well, he came from and everything. That's what people what in think? Europe were saying. I wasn't saying that, but I had heard that from people in Europe. I don't think that will happen, but that's what people in Europe Okay, thought. well, I was going to say, I don't think that would happen either, but I think that he would do the the world supercross instead of doing the nationals so that he could still travel the world and do it and it wouldn't be as intense as doing 20 yes. gps kenny is a prime candidate for those world supercross rounds for sure at some point i don't know about 2023 but at some point absolutely you know uh okay uh, yeah that was my that. question all right colin thanks for calling man sorry about the fantasy thing. all right man all right yep you're good right, thanks <laughs> appreciate it all right everybody let's take a commercial break I, if, I see you on hold stay on hold we'll get to you when we get back jason thomas coming up thanks to jordan smith and malcolm stewart for coming on Callum brower in studio here we got bets coming up we got oldenburg we got jt we got a rant coming up you got a rant you got a race tech rant Nah, you're a pretty mild guy yeah mostly yeah i may i maybe have a super a, a mini well rant. you and marks uh team up about the uh race day live coverage? probably oh no i don't care whatever what I'm over it. You're, you just, you've given up. Like, I've given up. Like, yeah, like, it's just, I mean, there's, just some, wave things, the white there's flag. some things I wish would change about it, but at this point, I, I'm just like, I, I'm kind of happy. I that watched we it from Daytona. It. I, I, I mean, was it perfect? No. It's cool we have it. It's cool we have the coverage. Right. Like, okay. would it be nice to wow. see a Kellen couple is. more of the practices? Sure, but whatever. Is, I'm going to do something to piss him off during commercial is, uh, just to get him a little ramped up. You know what? It's just it's just disappointing now. Kellen is just – he's not mad. He's just disappointed just now. Dis- right, he's just moved on. <laughs> like, he's like that, that father that's like, I can't even get mad, son. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. All right, everybody. We'll be back uh, with uh, with more on the Pulp Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and DecalWorks.com. See you in a little bit. Yeah, but they don't know shit. 
those who love motocross know, Motosport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motosport.com has a broad selection what? of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories what? for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and oh, UTVs. That's my race All thanks rant. to the most dedicated and experienced that's team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts that's we ridiculous. sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified service with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PulpMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. Pulp MX20, the code to save. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you and the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. 
For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook.
Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So, um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. In, your fork, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. 
Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsordeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by motorsport.com. Decal works and the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, Mark's check on that X if you can, please, and let me know. Yep, got him. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, Callum Brower in the studio from um, uh, Start Your Systems, Racer X. Did I say anything? No. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in Detroit this weekend. We are trying to make sense of the weekend. 42-point lead for Eli Tomac. Uh, absolutely bonkers to talk about it. Um, we do have a um, something that could come on for the race deck. Grant, is this Damon? Yeah, this is Damon. What up, Damon? Hey, first off, I want to preface with uh, one of Carnal's sponsors, uh, VetMX, if there's any uh, veterans looking for a motocross group. Uh, it's a good foundation. Uh, go check it out at uh, VeteranMX.com. Um, but, yeah, Carnal lost his sponsor. Um, I just wanted to shed some light on him. Yeah, he, a, uh, he's, a, he's a friend of our show. He's a good dude, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was real cool to see. Hopefully uh, somebody steps up and uh, can help him out the rest of the season. Yeah, I think, you know what? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for the call. Anything else? That leads yeah, me that was it. That thanks, leads, guys. Thanks for uh, calling. Appreciate it. That leads me to my next topic, my race tech round of the night. Uh, we may as well just dive into that because it involves car now. Uh, first of all, I put out a social thing to go check out his story to see what happened to him, and, and he told me that a lot of people reached reached out and helped him. So that's awesome. It looks like he's going to be able to do the rest of Supercross on a 450. Kellen, you have a privateer profile coming out with him. Yeah, I think, I think tomorrow it'll come out. Yep. Okay, I thought Pony did those. I thought are you are you <laughs> encroaching on Pony's I, I just, territory? I interview people when stories come up, and okay, because that's we of, we plug and play them on the site where they fit. It's kind of Pony's. Corner. I know, right? Okay. I know. Anyways, uh, so. Privateer profile coming up maybe tomorrow on Logan. And uh, that's my race tech rant of the night. Like, uh, look, 
I, I don't know MotoZone, his old sponsor, at all. I know people in Ohio who told me they don't know anything about MotoZone. And I know people in Ohio have told me they don't know any rider that MotoZone has supported before Carnell. So they supported Carnell this year. And look, uh, shit went sideways. Shit goes sideways in this sport with sponsors and teams. I've been in the pits for it's 22, 26 years. I've seen a lot of shit go sideways, okay? If you, if you don't have the money, you can't do what you promise. I get it. All this stuff happened to Carnell, and that's shitty for Logan. But And I just know Logan's side of the sport or story. I don't know the other side of the sport story. But I went on MotoZone's uh, Instagram, and they told me that the rider breached his contract. I followed up with Logan. Logan's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I did. Uh, you know, I, I'm, everything that the guy said he's going to pay for, I paid for. And then there was another post by MotoZone <laughs> about, uh, we're going to elaborate. We're going to tell you there's more. Due to, due to demand, there's more to the story. And if you go to our website, you'll see more to the story. And I went to the website because, I mean, I want to hear both sides. I, I like Logan, but yeah, maybe there's more to the story. There was no more to the story. No. MotoZone told us nothing else about this. So if you're going to... If you ran out of money, MotoZone, that's fine. Just tell the guy you're helping. I ran out of money. I can't do what I've told what I told you to do. What can we do to make this right? Or hey, man, I got a bail. Uh, my I'm getting divorced. Uh, my house burnt to the ground, or whatever reason you want on why you have no money. And you try to be professional about it. Again, I'm only getting one side of the story from Carnell. I tried to get the other from MotoZone. They're not giving us any 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 answers. So to me, like the whole thing is really shitty of MotoZone to do this. That's my race tech rant of the night because there's more to the story than even what I'm telling you. I don't know if Carnell wants it out there, but this MotoZone dude is fucking him over, trying to fuck him over. It's not cool. You just ran out of money. You bit off more than you can chew, and that's it. Don't be an asshole about it. Like that's where my race tech rant is like, Fuck, man! Like this, this kid. You're, you you made a, you made a promise of all the fucking things you were gonna do for him, and not even halfway through the Supercross series, you pull out. You give us no reasons why. You don't explain what happened. You tell us you're gonna explain it, but then you don't. My people in Ohio never heard of you. My people in Ohio said you never helped out any other racers, and now you fucked over one of the more popular privateers in the sport. Good luck trying to help out another person in the sport because everyone will see what you did with Carnell and they'll be like, yeah, fuck MotoZone. I want anything to do with him. And again, I'd love to get more of the story. You're not telling us more. You yeah. promised. So, you know, to do what he's doing, and again, there's more to it than what even I'm saying. I don't think Carnell would want me to, to, to put everything out there. Like, it's fucking shitty. It's fucking shitty that this guy is doing that to this privateer. No matter what happened, if you can't pay your bills, you can't live up to a contract, surely to God there's got to be a better way than, uh, than, what, than what's been going on now in this way. So, And if there is MotoZone, the zone with Moto, <laughs> uh, tell us. Tell us what it's about. Yeah. If uh, you know, I can't tell you how many people uh, have been fucked over by teams in a sport, and then they tell me their side of the story, and I say to them, if that's the truth... If that's really what happened, come on the show or, or I'll do a Racer X interview with you and we will get it out there because, again, if you're telling the truth, you have nothing to hide. Yeah. And maybe two of these, ten of these riders have said that. Most guys are like, ah, I don't want to get involved in it, blah, 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 blah. 
the truth will always uh, set you free. And that's what, I mean, Logan has a terrific story when this is all said and done about how bad MotoZone fucked them over. Yeah. And if you can't live up to your term of your deal, you can't do what you said you can, you, you thought. There's lots of reasons why. I don't know those reasons. And shit happens. Just be fucking upfront. Don't be a slime ball. Don't be a loser. Yeah. Just be professional. Be honest. Tell the truth. And that's all you can do. And you move on. That's it. Because Carnell, I mean, props to him. He got a bike from a dealer. He got some support from the fans. And he put it in the fucking 450 main event. Like, yeah. Good job, Carnell. I, lo- I mean, I love it because... I mean, if you saw, if you were there in Detroit, you saw after he qualified uh, into the main event out of the LCQ, how much it all it all just kind of like came on, you know, out yeah, for yeah. him. Like he was fist pumping, yeah. revving the bike. Yeah. He was revving the bike coming around the corner. I'm like, oh man, if he like <laughs> drops a crank right here or something on the stock yeah. 450. Yeah. But yeah, he's like fist pumping and everything like that. It, it was it was such a cool story uh, to kind of see unfold. Yeah. I guess his it, family was there, his friends it, were there. Right, you yeah. Know? So many people there to help out, and and obviously right. how many people in the moto community stepped up. Like it's, it's yeah. awesome to hear he, all those stories as well. He's out of money. Uh, two weeks ago, he's out of money. Moto Zone's not doing anything motozone's not answering calls yeah. not answering texts del nicky's cooking ravioli in a hubcap <laughs> yeah. you know on the side of the road just eating ravioli like again like hey motozone you can't you can't pay the kid you can't do what you said no problem fucking tell us yeah tell us what happened be honest don't be what don't do what he's doing now to carnell mm-hmm. don't do that that's about the shittiest thing you can do yeah this is and, a, and there's a third party involved and I feel bad for her. It's like, what the hell is going on? Right. Now, I would, and I told Carnell this on the phone, I would rewind to the offseason when this guy gave Carnell an offer with zero history in the sport, and he gave Carnell an offer that was pretty fucking good. And I, if I'm Carnell, I might be calling some people. Obviously, he didn't. He's a privateer. He was stoked on the deal. You know, he took he took a deal that yeah. was unbelievable it was too good to be true and it was yeah and again just fucking be you know just be honest with that guy's going down just fucking <laughs> this, moto zone this is a perfect case study if you're if you're in school right now you want to go into marketing and pr just go look at what this moto zone company has done in the last three days and do everything but that yeah, yeah do yeah, just yeah. you know be upfront be honest whatever it takes because it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, like you said, the the thing that he put out on Thursday or, or maybe it was Friday morning, I think they put it out. And they were just like, you know, very basic, like, we're not going to go into details. Yeah. You know, he breached his contract. And then the comments started lighting the dude up or, or yeah. you know, the page. And then they deactivated comments. Oh, they so did. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they yeah, deactivated yeah, yeah. comments. Yeah. And then Again, they posted pussy the, move, pussy move. Exactly. Then yep. they posted the thing on Saturday with yep. the more detail. Yep. But the post on the, the website is like, three whole paragraphs of nothing nothing like literally just like we don't want to go into detail we're just you know happy to support riders and this is what we do and da 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 da, da. but then no detail yeah super happy to support riders sure looks yeah. like it seems like it from the things we hear so yeah fuck fuck that man just just again that's my race tech rant if you can't do <laughs> something you said you can do something and you, you got in over your head you can't do it just be real be honest tell the truth and you can work something out. Mm-hmm. It's, when you it's, fuck you know, up, you know, own your shit. When you fuck up, own your shit. Thank you, Chris Kiefer. That, that's, that's, Indeed. that's, that's, that's right. 
That's my race tech rant. Pulp twenty two is the code to save with the race tech. Uh, I got a race tech rant about Tom Brady. If you want, I got a mini rant. If you want me to follow up with that, uh, let's get to that in uh, a second. Okay. Uh, but we do have Tyler talking about the new Supercross game. Tyler, Supercross five just came out. You want to talk to the god of motocross video games? <laughs> I'm sitting right. I, I do. I do. Right. Um, I literally just got home. Been working probably twenty hours, and I'm I have it the special edition downloaded onto my console. I'm going to go try it out. And I was wondering if he has any. Uh, I guess experience with it so far since you know you do what you do. Yeah, I, I've uh, I got an early copy of the game uh, Friday, so I was in Detroit and I just played it when I got home. But um, yeah, I mean so far like it's not a whole lot different than Supercross Four, which is what people always complain about with these games is that they change so little from year to year. Uh, I did a yeah, little bullshit. I did a little career mode thing earlier today, and the career mode isn't all that different i mean there, there's going to be a couple things that are good about it there's a little bit of uh, cross platform between ps5 and ps4 and xbox one and xbox series s now and all that stuff um they you know updated a couple things with track editor they say the servers are supposed to be better for multiplayer but honestly speaking unless you're like a, a die hard you know got to have every single game there's not a whole lot different between four to this one so if you have four don't you know i wouldn't say fret to you just get want to the, the new store. gear and the new riders right yeah but even Eli so, on a yamaha and that's another thing people always complain okay. about uh they don't really update the gear in that game there is like uh fox gear from like three years ago in mm -hmm. that game and, and the same thing with the, like uh you know old seven gear and stuff right. like that and if i'm one of these sponsors with this game i feel like i would be frustrated by that because you have new lines of gear that you want to show off yeah and you're a sponsor of the game to get your gear in the game yep uh, maybe it's you know their yeah. part is falling through and they're not sending them you know copies of the gear to, to render or whatever right. but it's it's kind of ridiculous uh there you go man thanks for the uh yeah, for the no, thank you yep thanks Tyler. i appreciate it thanks all right uh fly racing flyracing.com go to motorsport.com check out the latest from fly racing justin brayton fifth best supercross racer in the series wearing fly racing Just gear. Just lucky to be out there. No, no, now he's the fifth best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. What's happening? couple things. Uh, Tom Brady, loser or not? Come on. I mean, no. Clearly not. It's just, it's a lame thing he did. It's a lame. Do you, do you think this was like his master plan? He's like, you know what? I'm going to retire. So, and then... I need more attention because, you know, <laughs> winning all those Super Bowls and being one of the biggest stars in the world, I need a little bit more. So I'm going to hatch this plan where I'm going to fake retiring and then no, jump out so, of a birthday cake. And I'm not retiring anymore. So do, you think, do you think that's what he was doing? I read a theory that, you know, he, had a, he has a contract with Tampa Bay, right? He has a second year on his deal, mm -hmm. right? I read a theory that said he, he tried to force the Bucks' hand by, he wants to go to San Francisco. Mm. Okay. And he retired, so the Bucks would be like, yeah, well, you know, he's off our books, and we're going to use his money to, to do this or that. And when Arians and the, 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 the GM came out and said, yeah, if he wants to play, we're holding a spot for him, he was like, fuck. <laughs> like, it was a power play to get to San Francisco. Okay. So, that's so, it, so. It, you still think that's, like, super lame? Yeah, that... still super lame. Oh, what do you think about Michael Jordan, then? I just want to hear the motocross stuff. I, well, Jordan came back 18 months later. So that's a long time. I know, but he retired once to do baseball, then retired right. again to get basically out of playing for the Bulls. 
and then went on to what did he play for the? No, Wizards? but that was uh, years. Was yeah, Wizards. Wizards. Yeah, uh, it was a few years after that though. It wasn't right away. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. But I'm just saying. Tom again. Brady retired a month ago. <laughs> One month ago, we had to read all the comments yeah. about what a great guy he is and what a Mary. I mean, he is the goat of quarterbacks. There's no doubt but about he that. He wasn't doing. He wasn't doing any of that. Yeah, it's, it's not like he. Is, but he yeah, knows what's like, going to happen. Yeah. He knows he, what's going to happen. Think that was. You think that's why? Do you think that he needs? more accolades like the guy is one of the most celebrated players in history i i feel like there was much more to it than just you know what it would be great to get accolades for a month and then oh, i'm gonna play anyway like that's i just think yeah, he's above just, that like i really think he's a, above that it's it's just lame would you have been oh, heated if, if zacco a month after he retired was like ah, i'm actually i'm good i was making fun of zach for all of that okay <laughs> yeah privately i was a loser i was making did fun of all of that well he never came back so i would call him a loser if he came back yes okay he never uh, did come back you he actually ridiculous. just quit he, you know he retired so the fact that you would call somebody that has done the right thing so many times and has he really doesn't have many things you can be a detractor for. Like, okay, if you want to go deflate gate or whatever, like the guy has a legacy of doing it the right way. And for you to call him a loser is like, yeah. I just shake my head yeah. at you. Loser. Like, he he it, like, it says like, more about you than it does. him. Um, one month later, I want to play like, bro. Like it says more about you than it does. No, him. I, I, I I, okay. You. All right. Well, that's my race tech around the night. Also pulp 22 more rants. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Justin wants us to also argue here. Uh, Justin, what's going on? What's your call? What's your reason for your call, Justin? Thanks Thanks for taking my call. Um, this afternoon, my brother was listening to the review show and from Detroit, and I heard this just egregious take by JT. Oh, where, oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah, please tell and, me. And, and now I haven't listened myself. I just heard it uh, in the background. But JT was saying how um, it doesn't matter that you know the top guys have crashed out. That you've got to be in the way in the race to get your best finish mm -hmm. and all this, which I totally agree with. However, last year mm. at Millville, the second moto, when Jet Lawrence and Pierce Brown and those guys went down, and you were talking about how Mumford, ironically, had a good ride, and um, who was the Suzuki guy, Dylan Schwartz, they had good rides. JT was was driving the point home that you have to qualify that that there was you know four or five guys down in that mm -hmm. pile up. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Justin. So while these, <laughs> so while those guys did have good rides, you know JT's like we need the context here. And now this this pains me a little bit because I tend to side with JT a little more. Please, uh, although I do like <laughs> the way you stir the pot, Steve. Let, let me know but, when you uh, let me know when you want me to talk. Okay, and Justin, by the way, uh, we have a mutual friend and a group text that brought this exact same point up today. Justin, in our group text, <laughs> said Mathis. Yep, you know, I'm going to shout. I'm going to shout Justin down just like I did him. Uh, um, so yes, <laughs> okay, Justin, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, as I said, Justin, you're right. And, and, and poor Mumphy was just getting a wrath from one of his <laughs> best career finishes at the time. So all right, JT. The point about Mumford is still intact. That's a fact. Those guys would not have gotten those results had those four guys not crashed. That's fact. That's not opinion. That doesn't change the fact that they should be proud of those results. Should Mumford have been proud of his result at Millville? Absolutely. Would he have gotten that same result if all those guys didn't crash? No. Would Kate Clayson have gotten 10th without those four guys crashing? No. It doesn't change the fact. My point was that those guys have that result for the rest of their life, 
And if they never do better than that, if they, you know, if Cade never gets better than 10th, guess what? He got 10th, and he's going to take that to the grave with him, and he should be proud of that. It doesn't mean that he went out there and rode the race of his life and passed in a 10th and beat Dylan Ferrandez, right? Things happen in a race. Things go sideways. Don't be sorry for it. I don't think Mumford should be sorry for that ride at Millville either. I just don't think it's the same thing or the same context. That's it. But, like, there, there's nothing wrong. It's not Cade's fault. But to, but to say, like, oh, my God, Cade just rode out of his skin to get 10th, that's not really telling the whole story either. We can go back. I'm pretty sure I was just like, hey, Mumphy rode great. Got a got an eighth or like whatever. It wasn't like I was blowing Mumphy. I was just like <laughs> but you were I was you were like painting a picture like it was a big turnaround I, and this was I, this I, was the turning point. Pretty sure, Justin, well, I was just saying like, oh Mumphy rode great. Like good job for Mumphy. That was it. That, so I, So I went back and listened to it before I called in because oh, I wanted you. to make sure that thank it you. was fresh. So originally, you know, Steve was talking about Austin Forkner because he got fourth, and Steve was kind of like, oh, are we back? And, and that's where, JT, you were qualifying it, saying, you know, he, he probably doesn't get fourth. Like you said, let's, let's wait and see what happens at Washougal. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe JT was, you know, not so on the opposite side of the fence as to what I heard this afternoon. But then, yeah, Steve was like, Hey, Mumphy had a good ride, and he, and he wasn't, yeah, saying it was you know all time mm-hmm. or whatever. Nope. But and that's when the qualification. So anyway, I just wanted to you know. No, I, I, a JT bit. he attacked RC on Twitter. He attacked me today on Twitter. <laughs> oh he attacked Mumphy and me on that podcast. He is the definition of an internet bully. Right. <laughs> that that's what he is, Justin. I, right. I, I remember well, being shocked. Tom, let me attack Tom Brady for for deciding to play football. That's that's what I'm going to do next for my next trick. I'm going to I'm going to pretend that I have the right to tell Tom Brady he's a loser for deciding to come back to the NFL for his 23rd season. The most accomplished quarterback in history he, is now a loser. He he yes yeah yeah absolutely the way he handled right. this it is Got but it. Justin I'm glad you called in because I remember at the time being shocked at JT's level of 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 vitriol for myself and Mumford. Poor, yeah, yeah yeah I was super angry. I have, Carson I have Mumford. so much against. Carson Mumford. Um, all right. Thanks, Justin. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Uh, Jason Thomas on the show. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, Justin Brayton, fifth place this weekend in his fly racing gear. And uh, Shane McElrath did well, as, of course. And so did Hartrath, and so did Brees, and so did Kate, and <laughs> so did a lot of guys. Uh, absolutely. Uh, all right. Listen, um, we got the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs coming up, but I guess uh, JT, two rounds of MXGP. Kellen, two rounds of MXGP. I guess the number one shocking thing would be Tom Vial, right? No, You're call I, him a loser? I disagree. No, 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 not a loser, but through the four through the four motos? How would you not say Langenfelder is more of a shock? He doesn't he doesn't know who Langenfelder is. Yeah, stop it. But Vial not going one 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 tell me, one. Tell me some tell me something about Langenfelder. He's from Germany. <laughs> He's a German kid. Okay. He'd never gotten a top five before the opening round. Wrong. Oh, okay. That's what I thought I'd, I'd read. Uh, but anyways, yeah, what, what else do you want? He's a young kid. Who does he race for? He races for Caroli's team. That is incorrect. Well, He's not Prado? No, He's not incorrect. A t- it's Factory Gas Gas, which yes, is, is the Carly. Okay. Thank you. It's the Carly. And okay. So Prado is his teammate over there. Uh, but anyways, so, yeah, just I think the biggest shock would be Vial not going, not winning? I, no? I, I can't say that because... He was leading the second race at Mantova, so it looked like things were like totally on the right track. I mean, he'd been on the podium at every single moto up to that point, 
and then he has the huge off of Mantova. Right. I guess maybe that's shocking because I, I can't remember the last time Vial had like a gigantic crash. Like that was but certainly alarming. He didn't alarming, go two two with the opener though. He went I'm two shocked. three. I, I'm oh, going to side okay. with Steve on this one. Well, I'm, I'm not. What I what I'm saying is that it is shocking that Vial isn't wiping the floor. I guess, but I'm not necessarily saying it's more shocking than the, Langenfelder coming right. from being a you know eight to ten guy to winning the first GP of the yep. year. Yep. I mean, a step up is fine because you're on team and you're on good stuff but yeah yeah i mean so i i I think it speaks speaks volumes to uh tony Cairo's tutelage to be honest um if you look at what he's done for guys like guadagnini and guys like langenfelder and you could even point to prado and his you know before they really became rivals somewhat i don't know what he's doing for these guys but it's working um you know, it could be just showing them the path. Like, this is what it takes. This is the level of preparation that you're going to need to do. But those guys are showing up. And in a class that's not that stacked, let's be honest, right? It's, it's an MX2 class that they consistently move talent out of. Um, but, I mean, his improvement this year is pretty remarkable. All right, 450, 450 class? What, what, do you, what do you think? Geyser. Kind of I mean, playing out, yeah, playing so far, out like we it, thought, right? it's pretty much exactly as I thought it would be. Right. Um, when we saw how well Renault did at the opening uh, or at the French Championship rounds before the season, you could say he's a bit of a shock, obviously, yeah. being in the mix already. Because uh, generally the opening rounds, the op- those off-season international races don't mean a lot. I mean, no, but uh, yeah. when we did see that he was you know, beating the guys that he was, yeah. Sewer and Koldenhoff and those guys, you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, like yeah. maybe he is going to be a little bit feisty this year. And he's kind of come out and proven that he can run up front. Uh, whether that lasts throughout the year, we'll see. Maybe he you know, starts to run into some crashing problems right. or the things like that. But he, he certainly has the pace and just, uh, you know, hasn't really had the chance, I think, to run up front yet and fully show it. But, yeah, Geyser, uh, Prado hole-shotting at, like, basically every race so far. Uh, it just It's pretty much exactly as I expected it to be. JT? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, most surprised by Renault. I, I really didn't think that he was going to be this good. I was on record as saying I think he was making a mistake by moving to the MXGP class. And, I mean, he's certainly benefiting from – Febra and Hurlings being out, as is everyone. You know, that's, yes. that's a part of this. But he's still riding much better than I thought he would. And I just have to take the L on that. Um, clearly, he is, has a, he is adapting and has adapted to the 450 much quicker. Uh, I didn't think he would go in and be able to beat guys like Sewer and these guys right away. And, and he, he's been able to pass guys like that. So um, – I don't know if I have an apology or whatever, but I, I certainly got that one wrong. And he's really been the story because everything else has been exactly what Kellen said. We expected the rest. So to me, Renault has been really the standout. Do you think, JT, at this point, your uh, like expectations of Renault is that we're seeing a future 450 world champion as well? Or is it like this is we have to see how it pans out for a little bit before we say, like, yeah, he's he's the next one up? Man, it's, it's, that's really a tall task because you're still dealing with so many guys that are in their prime. Um, I think Geyser has several years of winning left. Prado hasn't even really got to his prime yet, in my opinion. And, and make no mistake, Prado is better than Renault right now. Uh, you know, Hurlings, I don't think he's going anywhere for the foreseeable future. And then Fevra looked like he really turned a corner last year on the Cowie. So I don't think he's going to be a world champion anytime soon, 
But again, I wouldn't have thought he would be this good. So maybe I'm just wrong all the way around, and, and he breaks out next year and wins it. He could win it this year. If, if Geiser flips himself down the track like he's prone to do and can't get up one of these times, this series is wide open at that point. Yeah. I would say my biggest uh, like shock, I guess, of the 450 class so far would be Watson. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. And I know that like... Are you off the Watson wagon? I'm a little bit off the Watson wagon. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just felt like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe going to a new team and kind of like a, a bit of a fresh start. And, I think he was frustrated, right? At his yeah, team. And, yep. and I just thought that things would kind of align for him to be, you know, the kind of breakout top five guy regular that maybe we should have expected out of him, but it's just not really gone good to start the year. JT. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really expect more because my expectations have always been pretty low. But that team, you know, we all saw that there was a a huge battle for that last spot, right? Several guys were all aiming for that spot, and it was very coveted. And then when you take Febra out of the picture, the ante gets raised because now you're the only guy. And the, the entire focus is on you, and you're getting all the effort, and you need to produce results when you have, you're the factory Kawasaki effort. You have a team owner like Kimi Raikkonen who, is used to success. Like, that's what he's in this for. And Antti Perinen is, you know, their team director. He is one of the most professional people I've ever been around, and he wants to win. Like, he wants to do well, and it just hasn't gone that way. So I'm sure they're they're burning the midnight oil trying to find results out of it. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it has not been a good start to the year. They, um, they lost their monster sponsorship? Do they need? They did. Do they, they did. are they not putting monster in the radiators or something? Like, is there, <laughs> is, there, is there a lack of monster anywhere? Uh, Kimmy was at the race. Did you see that? He was. I didn't, but that's cool. yeah. Yeah, I saw a photo of him. Like, oh. I, uh, he doesn't go to too many, so he's retired now. But oh, maybe yeah, he'll go to a lot more. Involved. Yeah, yeah, maybe he'll be I around. Think he's more. much more involved than he's ever been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, JT, so a couple things. X Baron Goggle Tariffs coming up too. By the way, uh, choice of champions for many years now. Um, the concussion protocol, like on my Instagram and I think on the show or on my Twitter or something. Um, so we saw Pierce Brown. He looked to be out. And I, I think this was last week, too, with Paul and Charles. Mm. Uh, Paul and Charles were here last week? Yeah, that was it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we saw Pierce Brown. He looked to be out. RJ looked to be out. You know, uh, I thought Blos was out earlier this year. Um, and, and, and he said he wasn't, he told me he wasn't and so on and so forth. And then these guys are, are, are saying like, oh, the concussion protocol is bullshit. Like it's bullshit. And I'm kind of like, well, okay, it might be bullshit. Like, you know, there is a test they take and there is monitoring by the Alpine star medical unit and all the people that, you know, they, they've stopped riders from racing before, you know, mm-hmm. Zach Bell famously, you know, race the next week. Um, he raced that night, that yeah. night, that <laughs> night. Sorry. Yes. Um, but I'm not ready to sit here and say it's bullshit or there's shenanigans going on. That's where, like, concussions are weird. We know this from the NFL. We know this mm-hmm. from Moto. Concussion, everybody reacts differently. Two people can react totally different to the same hit. All of that stuff. Anderson, you know, so now people are like, well, there's no way Anderson should race next weekend. A- and if he does, it's bullshit. And I get these these medical experts on Twitter and my DMs. Like, I'm but not Sexton ready. Sexton just did. What? Sexton just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not 
ready to go there. Like, I just feel like there is a process. There is monitoring. There is a test. Now, you can call that test bullshit or whatever. That's fine. JT, you talked about how you took it hungover one one Mm -hmm. year. So you can call (laughs) the test bullshit or whatever. But it is a test that was developed by some doctors or somebody that would have some experience. It's not like Kellen Brower designed this test with no knowledge of head injuries or reaction (laughs) time, right? So, like, where are you at on this? Do you, do you, do you, I, I sit back and go, hey, man, there's a monitoring system. There's a test. Everyone reacts differently to hits to the head. And who am I to sit here and say that this is bullshit and these guys are being underhanded and the factories are forcing the decisions, et cetera, et cetera? So I think the toughest part of it is that it's, there's a lot of inconsistency here. Uh, you know, this test isn't like a hard and fast, standardized thing that is just bulletproof science behind it like it's a it's a moving target it's constantly being adjusted everybody reacts differently to different hits and you're working off of your baseline test which it it all depended on how you scored on your baseline versus what your test results are going to be after you know a hit to your head like there's just so much variance in all those things that to me is the biggest problem i think everybody's trying we're trying to move science forward. We're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to keep, you know, protect people from themselves as much as possible. But this isn't just like an x-ray where it's like, yep, your arm's broken. Or no, your arm's not broken. It's not that easy. It's really not. Um, to me, there are several kind of shades of gray in this thing. And it's not just like, yeah, we can tell you're concussed or no, you're not. Like, you can hit your head and not be concussed. You know what I mean? So where is that fine line? And I think maybe 10 years from now, we're much further along and we look back and laugh at how much indecision there was. But to me, going through the process, it's been a long time since I went through the process, but going through that and just seeing how inconsistent it is even today, I think that's just the challenge of it. There's no way to do it perfectly. And hopefully, you know, we're making the smartest decisions we can but I think there's always going to be some gray area there, and people are always going to be trying to be get back on the track, right? Sexton's yeah. going to race if they let him. Like, he's going to do everything in his power to skirt around whatever way he can. And I'm not saying he's trying to cheat the system, but if you can find a way to get back on the track, you're going to well, do yeah, it. But, That's just who these guys are. Right, but ultimately the medical experts on social media, like, there's nothing underhanded here. Shades of gray, I get it. Uh, but there are people monitoring this. There is a test. And if they pass, they get to race. And if they don't, they don't get to race. And, and, right. and if, if, if they didn't want it, they would just take the concussion protocol away. Right. right? And just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you want to race, right. go race, man. It's fine. Yeah. Sign this waiver. And yeah. Head on out there. Uh, exactly. Like, like, so trying to do the best job they can. I don't think. It's just not that. It's not that clear cut. It's and, really not. And I don't think we can sit back here and know what Jason Anderson's head injury is or Chase Sexton or whoever and be like, you can't race. Like, we don't know. We don't know how they feel. We don't know look, how the look, test goes. Look and think how much money that the NFL has. I mean, when you talk about, like, endless resources, the NFL pretty much has endless resources. And the they're, like, pulling people into a tent and, like, who knows what they're doing in there, right? It's not, like, this real scientific process. Like, they'll pull people – if they look woozy, they have a guy that radios down and says, yeah, that guy looks a little woozy. Let's pull him off and check him out. Yeah. Like, it's not like they, they're doing a CAT scan on the sidelines. And this is the NFL, right? So, I think we got to cut these guys a break. They're, they're really trying – I mean, to have a concussion protocol, to have some sort of testing in place, to have doctors on site, to do all these things. 
yeah. you're already getting a lot. You're asking a lot. If you look at other sports, like lesser sports, they're doing nothing. Like They're literally doing nothing. Uh, so I, I don't think we're doing that bad of a job. I just don't think it's an easy process no. to, to get perfect. I agree. I well, just, but uh, like, and how much too is like, we see a crash happen and we see someone laying on the track or whatever. And you show, you see a replay and it looks like they hit their head and it's tough to tell maybe sometimes at the angle, but like, they're really just like catching their breath or like what, maybe in shock or something like that. That's what Blows like told me. Blows said right. he knocked like, the wind it, out of them. Not, and, it's not always know. that they're just out cold and that's why they're laying there. Like so, if you've ever had a crash, you, you've been like, oh, what's I don't know. What, to you know, me, I happened? always try to get off the track. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, like, like, but I'm saying yeah, like yeah. sometimes there's a situations where like you hit hard yeah. and you're just like, am I okay? Like right. can I even move right, or whatever? Right, right. And then when you feel like every, that adrenaline rush either right. come down or whatever and you come to – you know, it's not always just like it's no. not just straight head injury every time they're laying there. Yeah, and I'm just always like, look, man. There's tests and there's doctors and the, the Alpine Star guys are working hard and they're clearing these guys. And there's no like, like Dan Fahey isn't like um, Ted DiBiase with a briefcase of money <laughs> giving it over to Bodner. Hey, let let Anderson race. You know, like and there's none of that. So no, these are these are humans, right? They yeah. they are they also don't want their athlete that they're paying millions of dollars to to risk hurting himself further like these these people aren't monsters you know what i mean like it's everybody's trying to do the best job they can no one wants to send their rider out there when he's not healthy um so yeah i i think people are pretty harsh because it would be very easy for this sport to just be like you know what screw it if they want to race let them race we're we're trying to do all these things and we can't you know like nobody thinks we're doing a good job so screw it they want to race Fine, go for it. I mean, uh, look at Honda. Like, you know, Kenny's not feeling it, and and Honda's like, okay, we get it. Like, yeah. don't put him out on the track when he's not feeling 100 percent or ready to go. Because, yep. like you talked about with Smith earlier, that's when things happen. That's when things go really bad. So yep. they don't they don't want that for sure. Absolutely not. I mean, uh, I think uh, the the coolest thing, just real quick before we get off that subject, the coolest thing about all that is I believe that companies like Fly Racing and 6D and Whatever helmet company you want to throw into that, Bell, I think there are a lot of companies that are really on the front edge of innovation. Like, if you look out across the helmet landscape, find me a sport or a company or anything that's doing more than motocross-specific helmets and and the companies attached to that are doing, because I promise you it's not out there. So we have the best tech. The tech that's coming out of Moto is slowly moving into the NFL at this point. Like, there's a lot of companies that are, you know, a lot of NFL helmet companies that are looking at stuff from Moto and looking at all the deflection and the rotational impacts and all those things and adapting that stuff. But if you want to talk about, like, we're not doing it right, I would disagree because we're, we're at the front of that tech. Like, everybody around is looking at moto helmets saying man they actually have some innovative stuff going on here yeah again i've said it before if you have a a dirt bike helmet and obviously i love the formula and the tech behind the formula is amazing go read about it yourself uh and i'm biased fly gives me a bunch of money i get it but if i would never race or ride a dirt bike without a helmet that has secondary protection in it it is not enough to just throw in your shell throw in your eps and call it a day not enough anymore Got to have some sort of secondary protection, well, in my opinion. So, In my opinion, and from the data I've seen, uh, you are doing yourself a disservice to go that route, yes. And I'm not saying it has to be a fly racing no, helmet. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. There are a lot of good helmets on the market, and, and thank, that's, that's a great thing for everybody involved. Um, but I, I think if you're just going to ignore the science and the steps forward that yeah. the sport's taken in the last eight or nine years, Spe- you're, only, you're only doing yourself a disservice. And, and in my opinion – 
lessening the, the chance of a, a safe crash. Spend the money and get some sort of secondary safety system for sure. Uh, all right, X-Brand Gogoteros, let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Look, people, I don't want to jump to conclusions here, but Kyle Chisholm is an X-Brand athlete, rode amazing, switched goggles this week, didn't have a great race. Now, I'm not saying it's because of the goggles, <laughs> but I'm not saying it isn't. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Freddie Nolan, Ryan Brees, 11th with X-Brand goggles. 11th place with X-Brand goggles. That's eight. There's a couple ones in there. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Thanks, <laughs> Keller. We're going to put you in the ad. You're going to do the next ad. I can't, say, I can't say anything or Justin will get mad. Why? What, I don't want to say anything about the results at all because Justin, the caller, will get mad about uh, it. Oh, yeah, Justin, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, got it. I thought you meant Brayton. I was like, what? Okay, <laughs> no. uh, X-Brown Goggles, EKSBrand.com, Pulp Show 22. Great company, great goggles. Use the code to get a discount from the folks at X-Brand Goggles. The choice of champions everywhere. All right, these questions, you got 30 seconds on the clock. Rapid fire. Uh, they're submitted by Corey Moser. Are you Who? familiar? Yeah. Yeah. No, JT? No idea. Uh, I don't know. Is that the guy that gets wasted at Seattle every year? It's the guy that wants all the free shit all the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. That yeah. Same, same guy, though. Same guy, yeah, yeah. I, I told, real quick, I told Weege, uh, because we're both going to Seattle, yeah. so one of us will probably be doing most of the work, I said, you should have Moser rent you to make your trip worth it. Oh, there you go. Rent a Weege. <laughs> rent a Weege for a day. Uh, that, that rent a chicken, <laughs> rent a Denny. I mean, rent a Denny and then the appearance by chicken. It, it, it can't uh, be beat. The stories. Yeah. Ended in disaster. Yeah, just a disaster. <laughs> all right, Marks, let's do this. Steve. Come on, Marks. If 20 minutes and Why would he too... pull the tear off right there? We're just getting started. We want to start fresh. <laughs> oh, I got a starting start. line. Yeah, yeah. pull, pull five. Off, yeah. Okay, all right. Because he hit the intro button earlier, so I'm wondering yeah. what's going on in the corner. Rattled. Right. Okay. Yar, yar. Yar, yar. Steve, if 20 minutes is too long and 20 laps isn't long enough, what's the perfect length race? Perfect length? like eight inches. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Keep dreaming, bro. I don't know, man. I, I think... I was a proponent of the 20 minutes because the, the laps were so short we were getting 14-minute main events. But now, JT, we had Mookie on the night, and he said, in his opinion, when the tracks are that short, uh, they should have a lap limit. And I don't know if he's wrong. Yeah, I don't 20, know. 27 I, laps, he, you know? But I don't – when I watch the race, and, and I'm guessing he's trying to – correlate the crashes and the chaos we saw to so many laps is that yes. why he thinks it's too many yes but but see when i watched those crashes like for okay ferrandis's incident to me had nothing to do with too many laps like he to me looked already injured and he just aggravated it from the, his hand keeps blowing off the bars every weekend i don't think that was from too many laps the web sexton crash i don't think was from too many laps like there was something very strange going on there it wasn't like the track broke down and that's why web crashed. Uh, was he was he so tired he saw three out of a turn <laughs> no okay no I, I don't think web was crashed they weren't even they were at like what 16 minutes or something yeah, no i don't he was believe just exhausted so. okay right and then anderson just lost the front end like he just his yeah. front front wheel split out yeah. so to me those crashes were not the result of a completely deteriorated track i don't believe you know so you know when you whether got him, or not mookie's point is right or wrong i don't think that you should you can say well all those guys got hurt this weekend because we did too many laps i don't think that's necessarily on. true when you're on a merry-go-round and you go round and round and round you get really dizzy is it possible that webb was going so around so many laps <laughs> he got dizzy I, that's a theory i'm working on 
I would say no. Okay. All right. Next question. It's a very long answer. Yeah. yeah. This is like the Tom Brady theory for you. It's not Same a theory. Level. It's just an opinion. It's an opinion. All right. Okay. JT, uh, which Supercross has the best dirt and which has the worst dirt? Oh, that's tough. They It can vary, man. Um, historically, you know, like Atlanta and the Dome had some of the best. Uh, Indy St. Louis. has had some, some of the best. St. Louis. But – Yep, St. Louis is right up there, too. But, you know, it, it changes, though, because St. Louis in April will be very different than St. Louis would be in February. So there is a pretty big fundamental shift there, and we've seen Indianapolis in February where it's just rut central. It 30, used to be the, the East Coast opener. 30 seconds. Listen to versus me. Indy we've seen in April where it's – pretty hard pack and slippery like go back to like 2010 indy and it was like rock hard What about anal bleaching <laughs> so um yeah I, I would say those east coast tracks though are pretty much the okay. best the worst third of the series is yeah. would have been las vegas pretty easily all right we gotta go about your stupid time <laughs> well we got we got oldenburg coming up so we got it we got to rush all right let's really try to make this hurry okay kellen what's the most valuable life lesson you've learned through your moto media gig or we, what's, we just give you the most viable life lesson. <laughs> yeah, right. Pinch your, pinch your pennies, right, with Weege. Uh No, honestly, it's it's probably been time management because there's so much going on on a day-to-day basis at Racer X and stuff like that that I feel like I have to have very, like, specific windows of when I work and when I don't and when I... It, yeah, you it, just work always. Yeah, So, but, I mean, like, you yeah. have to take that time for, like, your kids and your wife right. and stuff, too. So it, it's just, yeah, time management. I was telling somebody that I take Sundays off usually from the fl- but then but then i actually don't because i fly back yeah it's a and, travel then, day. and then i do a review show yep so but to, to me flying all day or flying for half a day and taking an hour is the day off right where i'm like oh i took this day it kind of has to be yeah right, right steve will mookie pull off a main event race win this season yes i said it earlier kellen and i are in agreement mookie will win this year jt I think he's working towards it. Oh, uh, fucking hell. Waffle, he just waffle, waffle, waffle. Yeah, waffle. We, we, we just... We talked about this in the review pod. I think it's going to come, but I think it's going to be one of the last few rounds. Okay, so, so yes. Yes. No, I get to answer however I want. It's not even I your question. To... It was my question. You asked me. I know. I let you in, but you can't hog all the time. Watch me. Okay. <laughs> JT says yes. We all say yes. Mookie will win. Yeah. And whatever, however it happens, JT, your point is very valid. Like near the end of the year. Oh, so now I'm on. Now I but, but you just have to say yes, and then we no, move on. You know. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. All right, JT, this question what is about yours. about anal bleaching? Which fly rider has sold the most gear, and why is it Andrew Short? <laughs> uh, that is a good question, I mean, though. Like, Sure, I'll take Shorty. I, it, we don't have a way to, to ever – gauge that right i i don't have a metric for it or anything um j law <laughs> no. no i mean when you look at longevity how long he's been around and the fact that people really resonate with shorty i'm sure you would have to say it's shorty yeah and canard was super popular too but not as long as shorty but well, yes and, yep. and with trey we just we didn't get all the races we could have out of him yeah. right if, if yeah. trey had stayed healthy his whole career it could have been totally different yep kellen who has taught you the most since working at Racer X? Man, a lot of teaching questions. Yeah. What are you learning? Um, 
I don't, I don't know. Uh, probably, I guess, just Weege because he's taught me so much about like the ins and outs of the industry that I didn't know of before I worked at Racer X. Like, I, I've learned a lot about, you know, who to talk to and oh. the go-tos and stuff. So he, Don't listen to him on who to talk to. Well, I, I just mean, like, in terms of, uh, you know, if you need to get a hold of somebody at a team, like, oh, these okay, are the right yeah, people to go through and stuff. Weege will talk to any idiot in the pits. <laughs> I, I've said this over and over. Like, you you, you got to stop talking to these fucking nut jobs. Who's Weege? your favorite rider? Yeah, so right. it's unbelievable. He will give that guy anybody. He will give the, anybody his time. Yep. Anybody. Yep. It was right. incredible at Glendale to walk through the pits with Weege on the phone because it was just like you're on like a express highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no yeah. one wanted to, to stop him and bother right, him. Right. But then the second he's off the phone, hey Weege, yeah. picture, picture, which yep. is cool. But you right. know. Yep. Steve, who's been your favorite Racer X intern or part-time employee? I don't. I don't. I can't even think of an Scoops? intern or a part-time employee. Was Scoops an intern or a part-time employee? I guess maybe she was full-time. I don't. Oh, know. I don't know. I, I wasn't there when she yeah, was there. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I. don't know. No. No idea. Can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Hansel. I feel like Hansel's full-time. I guess not. But yeah, Hansel. Go Hansel. He, All right. I don't okay. Full-time. JT, how long can you hang from the fly racing handlebar challenge in the pits? I've never done it. I, I've never done it. Um Usually when that's going on, I'm running around like a crazy person. I, I kind of never stop moving on Saturdays. But, uh, yeah, interesting question. I've just never tried it. It's popular, though. There is a never-ending line over there. And when are you doing the uh, – you're doing a push-up challenge? Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do that against yep. Moe's, huh? Yep. In, yeah, in it's, yeah, I'm ready. I, I've been training. I, yep. I'm ready. Moser JT, push-up challenge. Let's do it. Oh, boy. I forgot all about it, but I'm oh, prepared. Yeah. Hard cut. Yeah. All right, last one. Kellen. When do you think we'll see a virtual reality moto game with VR or Meta or WTF? It's called. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's what it's. That's what the question says. Uh, well, uh, MX Bikes, which is a game that's already playable, uh, has VR, so you can play it now if you want. I don't think they get a blowjob before the main event. Probably not. All right, <laughs> seventeen seconds already available. All right. Is it any good? I've never tried it, okay. but I've seen people try it, and they say it's it's fun. Right, right. So, all right. X-Brand Goggles, Choice of Champions Everywhere, Kyle Chisholm, Freddie Norn, Ryan Brees, Josh Strang, the guy in the desert in the rally stuff, Which KTM is? kid. Oh, Skylar Howes, or whatever his name is? Mason Klein. Oh, Mason Klein. X-Brand. X-Brand Goggles. Right there, Mason there Klein. Is. That's my guy. Is six time an X-Brand? Uh, I have a set, but I usually he, wear Scott. He, <laughs> I've been riding with him a few times. He literally every time I go with him, he's got a different fucking sponsor on. Okay, helmet O'Neill. No, it's a been it's been Alpine Stars for a while. Has now. it? Okay. Yeah, since you hooked me up with Enjoy them. the ride is no longer around. Eh, it was okay. all like five years old. So okay. I have like fresh Alpine Star gear now, so I just wear that. Okay, all right, all right, JT. Thanks for calling in. Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Thanks, buddy. I guess. All right, see you. All right, let's get a uh, freckle uh, on the line if we can. We'll go, let's go to Cody. Cody, what's up, man? Hey, all right, that caller earlier about the tickets. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Okay. Well, I don't know, dude. He said he was on disability and he had kids. That's that's my point, though. Okay, I'm I'm a paraplegic for a moto wreck. I'm in a wheelchair, all that stuff. Will be for the rest of my life. Fuck pulling the disability card. I oh, said he was broke too. Yeah, I get that. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I just felt like he literally called at 5 o'clock on the nose. No. And he no, was waiting I, for 30 minutes, and I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I get it. You 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 did a good thing. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. But fuck that guy. Cody, so, Steve isn't nice very often, so let him run with it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Hey, do we ever see uh, either of the Hills race again? Round three. Yeah. Justin uh, Hill. Uh, that's a good question, right? Because, I mean, Josh wrecked his hip, like had a pretty good injury. Like one would think. When's that, Benny back? He's riding, so soon. Like after the break, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Uh, and Justin Hill, uh, yeah, God only knows what's going on there. So yeah, Galdi mentioned something about maybe some some stuff with the team that they weren't happy with. Yeah, him or something. yeah, yeah. Imagine that Justin Hill was beefing with the team. It's incredible. Um, yeah, fair enough. I, I would put All it right. at let's go forty percent that they do race again. One of them. Yeah, I, I think we do yeah. see another one. Okay. It'd be right. cool. They're good. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it. All right. Our next guest on the show brought to you by the folks at Wysco Piston. They've been manufacturing pistons right here in the USA for over 80 years. Uh, Factory Honda, Club MX, uh, Rocky Mountain KTM, SGB Honda, uh, A-Ray Cade using Wysco. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Wysco has a variety of pistons from reliable forge replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. They've got the Garage Buddy Rebuild Kits, CV4 Thermal Protection. They make a single-stop performance name. They are everything. They are a single-stop performance name out there. Uh, visit motorsport.com, your local dealer. Go to wisco.com to find products. So if you're in the market for a piston or for one of these garage buddies or connecting rods, go to pulpamexshow.com. There's a code to save from Wisco on there, and uh, you can save with a top-end kit uh, with Wisco with that code. Wisco, of course, has been around a long time, used a lot by a lot of teams. And, God, I use Wisco. Uh, I think every, just about every team I was on, not factory Yamaha, but KTM, Birdwell, Nick Way, Triple X, we use Wysco. So they've been around a long time. They're bringing you our next guest. He is a, a top 250 supercross racer, and we saw him on the 450 on the West Coast. Mitchell Oldenburg, what's up? Freckle, how are you, man? I'm doing good, guys. How are you all doing? We're good. Sorry for put you, put, making you wait, dude. That's that's a Blame JT. Blame JT. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I got nothing else better to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you are in California now, so I knew that you were you know not in Texas anymore. Yep, yep. We're out here, uh, out here through Supercross. So, um, just trying to enjoy it while we can. <laughs> uh, how was Detroit for you? Uh, again, you're, I talked to you after the race. I did a did a pulpcast with you, but your damn start uh, cost you for sure. But your speed looked okay. Yeah, yeah. Detroit. I mean, kind of same old story for me, right? Like, I feel like my speed's ninety nine percent of the time there, and just been blowing it on my main event starts this year so far so uh we got to get that figured out and and i think we'll be i don't know man i just want to be fighting at the front um don't really care about a result at this point just want to put in some some fights with the guys okay so but, uh, okay. Uh, question for you i feel like okay. your starts were a strength on other teams or in the past am i right or wrong yeah um the last couple of years i feel i feel like i've i Figured him out a bit. Um, figured out a technique that that worked for me, and um, I don't know, man. Just this year, it just hasn't been working as good. So uh, we're actually tomorrow. Tony Alessi is going to work with me a lot, and we're going to try some different stuff and not reinvent the wheel with it. Yeah. But uh, we need yeah. to, we need to perfect it a lot better. I feel like my starts aren't as consistent this year. Um, you know, I've I've had good starts this year. I've pulled a couple heat race starts. I've pulled the practice starts, but when it counts in the main event, it's mm -hmm. just been god awful. So, um, yeah, we're, we'll get it figured out. Um, I don't think it's a confidence thing or anything like that. Like, I, I feel confident in myself, and I've I've gone to the line. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pulling this whole shot, and yep. 
yeah, it's worked a couple times, but yeah, <laughs> just when it counts, it doesn't. So yeah, uh, we'll get it sorted. Yeah, like uh, um, I almost think like is it a clutch or motor setup like that you like on the track, but maybe it's costing you off the line. A little bit, you know. I I don't know because again, I've seen you get good starts. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, I I don't think so. I mean, uh, I mean, Vince has pulled what ninety percent of the starts on the West Coast. <laughs> it's so a great point. It's a great it's point. Def- yeah, yeah, de- definitely not the bike. I mean, I, I'm the first guy to blame myself, and uh, yeah, I, I put all the blame on me. You know, I I kind of just approach racing as um, I, I, I talked to Tony at the beginning of the year, and I just said, hey, look, like, give me the best bike you can, and I'll give you the best I can, and we'll see where we end up. So I'm not I'm not a guy to, to point the finger at anybody but myself. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll just keep plugging away. Wow, Jesus. There's a guy to teach some start lessons. Is there somebody better than Tony Alessi? Oh, my God. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing, right? We probably should have been doing that uh, before round ten, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get it we'll get it handled. Yeah, no, what the listen. Fuck are you doing? Yeah, you've had good uh, you've had good season. I think obviously the opener was terrible, but again, not all your fault at all when it comes to that. And and like you said earlier, I caught that uh, freckle when you said, "I'm not really worried about a result right now. I just want to you know ride your best you can, and and you feel like you can get close to the podium or on the podium, and that's really like where a guy like you wants to be." So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, round one was a bummer, but uh, there ain't nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's in the past. We'll just keep moving forward. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you, you have the results in your head that you want, but uh, I feel like this year I'm trying not to think about it because when, when it doesn't happen, I feel like you can just go down that rabbit hole of just like, running yourself into the ground and, and getting bummed out and things not working the way they're supposed to because you're just focused on mm-hmm. one position rather than mm-hmm. doing your job. So um, Detroit, for instance, like, dude, I was stoked on how I rode. I felt like I was strong the whole way through. I mm-hmm. I had some good passes. I made some good decisions. You know, like 99% of my race was was really, really good. It's just that, that first five seconds of, of the gate drop, and it was just terrible. So um no all positives over here and we'll just keep right. keep her moving and i don't know man <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh you, look you rode 450s on the west i talked to you a few times for that i i we used to do this all the time chad reed did this and then went on to win a championship michael byrne did it uh uh nick way did like we used to see ricky carmichael did it we used to see guys do this all the time and then it stopped and I don't know why. I guess injury, but to me, you get injured practicing as much as you can racing. I think you race in 450 on the West. It's a fantastic idea. Yeah, no, for sure. I was I was all about it. Um, I mean, the injuries—that's just life. Like I, I feel like I can get in a car accident at any moment, or or you know, like anything can happen just walking down the sidewalk. So um, we choose to race dirt bikes for a living. Like this is our choice. So, so why live in a shell and and just do what, what I guess you're um, expected to do? Um, for me, like at this point, like I'm Supercross only. Like I'd love to race outdoors, but the way it worked out, I'm Supercross only, and to race nine races of Supercross, it, yeah. I don't really feel like it's it's worth it at, at the point I'm at in my life. So to race all 17 rounds, get some 450 experience, yeah. have some gate drops before the season started, like. It just all made sense, so um, I, I'm stoked with it. I, I wish I could have uh, 
maybe put that the injury part of it out of my head at the beginning of the year because I was so focused on the 250 championship that I, I played it kind of safe in the 450 class and um, definitely rode within my means. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm better than I, than I showed on the 450, so... Are you with me though, you know, Kellen? Like, got, are you with me though, Kellen? Like these guys should do this more. Like, yeah, I think it's I think, a great idea. Like, if, look, if you're Jet Lawrence and you're 17, don't throw him in a 450 class. Yeah. But if you're Mitchell Oldenburg or Jeremy Martin or somebody older that you know can understand and be smart about it, yeah. it's a great thing. Well, I think it's awesome because like we always theorize like, oh man, you know, if Christian moved up right now, where would he finish or whatever? And and we get a cool like eye test with someone like Oldenburg mm-hmm. and Freezy as well, where they're like, oh, here's where they're actually finishing in the 250 class. They're not that far off of a Craig or, yeah. or Lawrence or whatever. And then when they go up to the 450 class, this is where they slot in. So it gives us a little bit of a like a good visual test too, kind of where those guys are, I yep. think, speed wise. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think it was a good idea by the team and by you, Freckle. And also, Freckle, the uh, the purse money, slightly better in a 450 class. Slightly. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, quite a bit better. So that was always <laughs> a, a positive on on Tuesdays when the direct deposit came through. It was, uh, it was a lot better, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Wisco Pistons bringing you Mitchell Oldenburg. Uh, please check it out. There's a code to save on com if you want to save from the folks at Wisco Pistons, uh, two- and four-stroke Pistons. Yeah, Mitch, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, you've been in a few different factory teams, and so you've kind of seen how that operation works, and now coming to Moto Concepts, like, what is it about this team that y- you feel is, is, like, you know, good or different that, um, you know, gives a positive impact to you guys out on the track? Um, I think just, just like, the way um, Tony, for instance, is, uh, you know, he's been in every position in this sport as a father, as a team manager, as you know he's he's seen it all, and I feel like he really understands what we go through as racers, um, as far as the highs and lows. You know, like like the lows, he he's a really positive person as far as like picking us back up and, and getting us back on track and and not dwelling on them. Um, because I think personally he went through a lot of those lows with his son and and myself as a father now. Like I, I get it. Like a lot more makes sense to me of you know, Tony's past, like, uh, as far as the father goes, like I would do absolutely anything for my son, no questions asked. And I think people kind of forget that and don't, don't, uh, take that into consideration. So, um, Tony's been unbelievable, like way better than I ever expected he would be. Um, as far as just a friend and a person. So I don't know, man, like it, the factory teams have been great to me, and, and I've got good relationships with all of them, but I just feel like this is more like they truly care about you and they have your best interests at heart, and they're not looking for the next guy up. Um, that was something I kind of struggled with and mm-hmm. and really uh, maybe put too much. I was just in my head too much when it came to that stuff as far as re-signing contracts and, and trying to keep that factory right. I was always, well, who's next? Like, who's trying to replace me kind of thing so yeah, instead yeah. of – focusing on doing my job so um just stuff you learn through the years and i mean i wouldn't change any of it i'm I'm totally blessed and stoked at where i'm at in my life and um kind of got a sense of i've said it a million times a sense of real life the last couple of years and and uh although dirt bikes is my life and i want it to be my life for a long time i know there's there's something after this for me so just trying to enjoy it while I can, and, and um, man, the team's just been great to me, so I just want to repay them with some results. 
Yeah, so I was actually my next question to you, uh, Freckle, was I did a privateer profile with you where you told me, hey, man, I started, you know, doing some work in the offseason and I was really wasn't going to race unless I could get a good team and a good ride. And you got it uh, and you're doing well. Does this open your eyes to racing in 23? Like, are you kind of uh, reinvigorated a little bit by the Moto Concepts experience and the team and, and, and being a professional racer? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I feel like this year kind of opened my eyes. Like, I got I got a lot more left in the tank. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Last year, I, I rode good. I just, things weren't going my way, like, the way I wanted them to go, I guess you'd say. Uh, I feel like I plateaued a lot last year, and I just couldn't go any faster on my dirt bike. Like, that was that was the biggest struggle for me last year is I was getting fourth and fifth, but I felt like that next step to get on the podium was just, like, I couldn't get there. So it was it was pretty defeating and just, just hard to accept. And then I'm going out there, and I'm I'm really not making enough money to, to cover all my bills and my expenses and do my job properly. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. what's what's the point in this right like if i I, i'm not someone who's just gonna go at this point in my life i'm not someone who's just gonna go do this for fun like i i i got a a family to support i got i gotta grow up eventually so um last year was pretty tough and like i don't know probably four or five rounds left to go last year i told my wife like i'm not touching a dirt bike next year for less than x amount Mm -hmm. and not that it was a lot of money. I felt like that's the money I needed to do my job properly and do my job right. Um, and then put, you know, a little bit in my pocket. But And and truthfully, I thought there was no way anybody was going to pay me that. Um, it was just something that, I don't know, I feel like that, that level just below the factory spot, you're kind of fighting with guys like, I don't know how to put it. But well, guys that will arrive for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? And I'm not at that point in my life anymore. So, like, basically my TLD fill-in ride, like, that was for free. And I was, you know, I was 20, 20 years old, living with mom and dad still, didn't really have any bills. Like, mm-hmm. I could do it. So, um, yeah, I just didn't think it was really going to happen. And um, it ended up working out, you know. I, I'm – I was kind of blown away when I got the phone call just because, like I said, I was building fences and, and doing that whole deal and thought dirt bikes was done for me. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm, – I'm excited for the future. I think, like, I think I do have a lot more left in me. I think doing the fencing and real work this summer really opened my eyes to what I can achieve still. So, I don't know, man. I'll just That's awesome. keep plugging away. Yeah. Uh, I really liked your Instagram story of Phil getting in the zone where you snuck up. The, I really like that. Yeah, keep keep doing that if you can. Yeah. Well, I will. That one. Yeah, we were all laughing at that one. That was a good uh, one. By the way, can you take us off Bluetooth? Uh, we're getting some feedback a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yep. For sure. Mitchell Oldenburg brought to you by the folks at Weisco. Uh, four-stroke, two-stroke pistons. Weisco is a variety of pistons from reliable forge replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. Again, uh, Garage Buddy rebuild kits are fantastic as well. So please check out Weisco.com. Bringing you Mitchell Oldenburg on on the uh, Mech Show. Uh, Freckle, did you have any? "Quote unquote interactions with Vince before you rode for the team this year in your career? Uh, no, 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 no interactions with Vince. Okay, uh, I, so, raced him a, I raced him a little bit as a privateer, but no, I didn't. I didn't know him at all. Okay, so 
What's your impression of him? He's riding really well. He did create some controversy, obviously, and I didn't like that move on Craig at all. Uh, he, you know, it's Vince Freeze, right? We just we know the name, but at the end of the day, he is a nice guy, uh, and he's been riding great. So, talk about maybe coming into the team and being like, oh no, and then hanging out with him. Uh, I mean. Uh, I never really had that that impression on Vince. I think uh, obviously he's done some questionable stuff in the past, but um, nothing ever to me. So I I kind of came in like I I kind of come into every every friendship relationship with mm-hmm. an open mind, and um, I'm a pretty easy guy to get along with. I don't feel like I have anybody out there who hates me or anything. So, um, but no, Vince has been he's been awesome to to ride with and, and work with every day. Like. Um, just a super down to earth dude who who's there to do a job, and I think uh, that gets lost a lot. So, um, I've learned a lot from him personally, just with his racecraft. I think that's something that I've really slacked in on the last couple of years and and throughout my career. But um, just learning how to pick up on stuff during motos, like he's a super smart rider when it comes to that, and uh, you know he he catches on quick. So. Um, I enjoy doing motos with guys during the week. I, I know a lot of guys don't. Like I can, I can take it on the chin. I can, I can, uh, you know, take being slower than someone someday. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we've been working really well together, and I think obviously it helps. We don't race each other, so I think that helps too. But um, no, nah, he's been he's been awesome. I mean, I can't, I don't have anything bad to say about him. He's been a great dude to me, a great friend, and dude, um, sixth, yeah. sixth, sixth in four fifty class. Nice work. Yeah, 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 gnarly. I know you said a little bit earlier that, uh, you know, if you could, you you would like to race outdoors. Have you had anybody reach out or any rumblings uh, about a potential ride for you to do outdoors? Or, or maybe are you interested in, like, doing World Supercross? Like, do you have anything kind of in the woodwork right now? No, I mean, I'll, I'll race anything for a dollar. <laughs> so, I mean, uh yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I, I would race outdoors. I, I would like to race outdoors, but I'll, I'm not doing it for free. You know, like I'm. That's just not not on my uh, not on my plate. I yeah, don't really enjoy right. outdoors. I don't think anybody really enjoys outdoors unless they're winning. Uh, it's basically a suffer fest every weekend. So um, I love to suffer. I love I love to race outdoors, and um, but it's not something I'm going to go do for fun. So. Um, but as far as World Supercross goes, like, I, I don't know much on details, um, but I'm all about it. Like, I raced in Australia in 2019 and had the time of my life, so I uh, would love to travel the world and, and to see what that's all about. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really anxious to see, like, the, the upcoming announcements on it and, and see what it's all about and hopefully get in on that as well. Uh, Mitchell Oldenburg on the show tonight. Uh, 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Freckle. Give us a call from uh, Privateer Hero to Factory Rider and on Motor Concepts now. 702-586-7857. Give us a call to talk to Mitchell Oldenburg. Um, two years in a row on team with Justin Brayton, and I've talked to Brayton a little bit about you uh, on and off, like publicly and privately. He's a big fan of yours. He really likes you. He thinks you've got a lot of potential. Uh, and obviously, you know, we all know JB's career and, and things that he does. Uh, what's it been like to be teammates with him? Oh, it's been awesome. I mean, he's he's been around the sport a long time, and uh, I mean, he loves to give advice if you're willing to take it, and that's something that I'm always uh, I'm always open to to at least try something. So, 
Uh, I've been bouncing a lot of ideas off him and, and questions off him a lot more this year than last. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, I don't know, this year he just, he just seems like a different person. Um, you know, it, it is coming to the end for him. He doesn't have very many races left this year. and uh, He really seems to be enjoying it a lot more this year. So um, just something to to just, yeah, yeah. just someone to, to bounce ideas off of. And I'm always asking him, you know, like, heading up to the line like yeah. do i start inside of the guys or outside of the guys like what do you think what's what's the best right. best situation you think you should do and stuff like that so i mean it's jb like he he's right. he's been around he's seen it all it's yeah i think it's funny because cade a few weeks ago talking to cade he's like i asked jb about this rhythm section you know and jb said you know do this or whatever and then I want to say, like, last week or the week before, Phil's like, yeah, I asked JB about it. He said, don't fucking jump it. You know, like, like, like you got these guys that are like, I imagine he's texting just, you know, like, like you know, yeah. old guys, young guys, 250 guys, 450 guys. They're getting, like, advice yeah. from Brayton, you know? Uh, I think that's yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's been funny this year, too. It's like, uh, there's been some, some pretty big rhythms, and I'm like, are you going to jump it? Especially when I was on the 450, like, yeah. the same bike as him, he's, He's like, no, nah, I ain't jumping it. Like, I've had too many crashes the last couple of weeks. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna stick to the safe line and blah blah blah. And yeah. I was like, well, like, what about me? He's like, well, yeah. I mean, you're 27 years old. And I'm like, well, send of course. it. Like, if I was your age, I wouldn't even think about it. I need to say that. So, so did you jump? Uh, did you jump these things then? After that, do you remember what it was? Uh, yeah, I think there was one at Phoenix. I didn't. Okay. Uh, I, I should have, but. Um, once he said that, it was kind of like it clicked. Like, yeah, if I want to be on the podium or, right. or be where I want to be in the 250 class, like there is no being scared anymore. Like, I gotta gotta go for it. Right. So. Uh, we had Jordan Smith on earlier before you, and he he brought the and I kind of I don't have it. I didn't have this question for you coming in the show, but he brought up like he was on the team with TLD with you and Troll yep. and McElrath, and like yep. sort of think like. You were you got a couple podiums that year, and trolls troll, and Shane and Jordan were going for titles. Like that's a really good team, Freckle. That was good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good year. I mean, aside from the injuries I had that year, I mean, I raced, I raced uh, what four Supercrosses, and I went five or went four, three, two, five. So right, and the five was a shootout. So it's like that was probably my my that was the strongest I've I've felt, and that's kind of the the carrot I've been chasing the last couple of years is getting back to that level mm-hmm. of, of riding. Like I had an amazing off season, unfortunately, like I, I hurt myself at round two in practice, um, but came back and, and got on the podium the, the very first race back and um, was my first podium. Like things were looking good and just the way that year shook out. Like I, I just wish I had a time machine to go back because it was just at the end of the day, it was just, I had bad doctor advice with my collarbones mm-hmm. and I basically sat out the whole year um getting a, a, a dang collarbone fixed up so yeah, yeah. uh i mean it, it was it's really like it just really bones me out to think about it because i i was on the podium doing great like things were looking up and then you take a whole year off like and everyone else is getting better while you're sitting on the couch it just kind of kind of sucks the way it played out yeah. but um good team though yeah that was good team yeah it was yeah. a fun year right that was a really fun year yeah i forgot about kind of that a little bit when jordan brought it up when we were talking about yeah just le- just leaving geico to go into ktm you know so yeah uh yeah. has genova said anything about taking the whole team plus some media guys to uh maui in his condo has that come up at all uh not not yet yeah. uh all right keep me informed we're getting we're getting to that time of year yeah we're getting to that time of year we need to start figuring something out yeah because uh 
Yeah. After Salt Lake, I'm I'm ready to go go on a beach somewhere. That's yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should try to catch an e-bike ride in Salt Lake. I'm gonna go up early. I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll bring a bike up if you need it. Uh, big oh, e-bike, big e-bike guy now. Yeah, no, uh, Oldenburg and Vince are e-bike guys. Vince, They're your guys now, huh? Vince isn't quite doing it the right way because he just rides on boost the whole time. Yeah, I heard. So, I right, heard right. Yeah. so we're not, you know, we're maybe not fans of that <laughs> on e-bike nation, but hey, whatever whatever it takes. You guys should get together and go with John Tomac on a regular bike and just see who beats who. Yeah. Vince okay. on boost, right. you guys on the on the right. eco mode. and Right, right, yeah. I mean, we'll take the yeah. e-bike guys. Like, we'll take anybody, but we don't, we don't yeah. like to just put it on boost. <laughs> no, 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 no. So no. we went this morning, and I, I had to turn it off for a little bit because I was like, "Man, I feel like I'm cheating too much." And then I, I look back, and yeah, Vince is still on boost, going for it. So. <laughs> hey, when uh, when that shit goes down at Glendale with Christian and Vince, and you're on the 450, and you come back, are you just like? Yeah, hey, I'm just over here in my lawn chair, man. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I'm in my lawn chair. I'm in my zone, and that's it. Yeah, it's actually it's actually funny. Like uh, JB and I were standing, I think, at the Honda truck watching it because they had a TV outside. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and we're like just standing there before we head up, and and Vince, it it happened, and we looked at each other like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to hit the fan. Let's just like, let's just focus on our races. Yeah, yeah. Well, it worked out too because like. With the triple crowns, like I don't think a lot of fans realize how quick everything happens. That yeah. like, yep. when they come off the track, we're already on the starting line. So I, we didn't even get to see Vince or anything. Right. I didn't even see Vince <laughs> the rest of the night because after the race, I mean, they were at the AMA trailer and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. But me and JB were just looked at each other like, "What just happened?" <laughs> you and JB are like, "Hey, let's let's leave the Honda truck. Like, let's just go. Let's just walk away. Just yeah. Go hide in the shadows. Like yeah. Homer, like Homer in the shrubs. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. going backwards. <laughs> just be like, doo doo." Yeah. So uh, Mitchell Oldenburg on the show here. Um, you've come a long way from your Jimmy Albertson privateer days on the Yamaha when you were sending it and putting in some fast laps, but then also uh, crashing at times. Uh, and then you've gone through oh, the different yeah. rides. But have you, are you happy with the way your career's been and the way things have gone for you? Um, are you, you okay right now if you had to go build fences uh, next year? Or do you feel like you left something on the table? I mean, you stood on the box, uh, something that 97% of pro racers never get to do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, where are you at, uh, Freckle? Yeah, I mean, I think you asked me this question uh, when we did the, the yeah. privateer deal uh, podcast, but uh, and I think I was okay with it then. But no, definitely not okay with it now. <laughs> um, nice. I, gosh, I just I want to win a race so bad. That's that's like the the last thing on my checklist. I feel right at this point. Um, you know, I've I've been fastest qualifier. I've won heat races. I've been on the podium. Like I've done almost everything mm-hmm. there is to do, except win a race. So. I don't know if it's going to happen, man. I'm, I'm going to give it my best. I, I truly believe I'm still capable of doing it. Um, but looking back and, and how far we've come and, and where I've come from as a, a 18-year-old turning pro, going to the races in a van with his brother, not knowing anything <laughs> to, to where we're at now, like right. it, it's pretty amazing. Like I don't think people understand how clueless a lot of – rookie privateers people who don't have like the team um telling them what to expect are yeah yeah i remember my my first outdoor national like i was like 10 minutes in and i was dead tired like no clue (laughs) what i just got myself into after the first one i'm dying back at the motorhome and my dad's like all right you ready to go back to the line and i'm like 
No. We had like 40 minutes in between motos. I, I was, yeah, just completely clueless. <laughs> yeah, you're so. A-Ray. You're A-Ray a few years ago. That's what you are. You're just A-Ray going through life, wondering what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a mess, but. I feel like 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 I feel like in 2023, you could jump into a 450 class, and, and you know you're a main event guy now. You look at somebody like Brandon Hartraft. Uh, he's a he's an a, a nine to 12 place guy. A lot of weekends. Uh, I feel like you could do that pretty easy or better, and you can keep going. I, I think you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't feel like I feel like you're a long way from building fences, man. I think so too. I mean. I really hope so, but I mean, at the same time, like I want to keep it going. Like, I I still plan on doing that this summer and trying to to grow a business um, while I'm still racing because it's going to end at some point, and yeah, I got to make money still. So, um, but yeah, as far as like racing goes, I got I I don't know. I feel like I have so much left in me. This World Supercross thing sounds amazing to me. Um, being able to race, you know, two series basically throughout the year and if it gets to that point from what i'm hearing the 12 to 14 rounds plus you know 17 rounds of supercross here like that's 30 weekends out of the year i'm racing a dirt bike so it doesn't mm-hmm. leave much time to do much else so i mean i hope it works out i'm gonna do everything i can to to, to help it work out but um yeah i'm just happy with where i'm at and and kind of just going with the flow rolling with the punches at this point sure i just want to say how cool it is how driven he sounds to you know to want to win a race because like you know personally speaking watching you ride in the main event of detroit i was kind of like man he's, he's riding really well like he got a bad start but his ride was fantastic to catch the group of people that he did and then i heard i think it was either in the interview you did with him or maybe anton and he like he you know you sounded really mad mitchell like you were like man i i I got a bad start and like everything just didn't go my way in the first couple laps and stuff. And, uh, I just like to hear that, that drive in you still, like it, it's awesome to hear that you still have that focus and that, and that, you know, level of commitment, um, all these years later. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's frustrating starting last week in a row. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really, I feel like I'm, I'm so much better than I've, than I've showed the last couple of weekends and, and, I think if if you watch me, like I'm riding better than than my results are showing too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said earlier too, just not putting a position on it, just going out there and, and riding the best I can, putting myself in good positions. And I, I want to fight at the front. And if I go back to to fifth or sixth or seventh, like so be it. At least I got some experience at the front, and I know learning the pace and and learning how to lead laps and stuff like that. So. Uh, I mean, I I believe when I'm my best and, and riding the best I can that that there's not many people who can ride a dirt bike faster than me. And, you know, like those those days where it's just like you can't make a mistake and you're riding perfect is nothing beats it. And the the whole goal is to get that on Saturday, and it's probably the hardest thing in the world to do. But um, just trying to get that figured out so we can fight at the front is, has been been tough and. It's just frustrating every weekend. It comes down to the first five seconds of the race. That's been been, been blowing it for me. So, yeah, somebody uh, somebody told me it should be called Start Cross, not Super Cross. It should be called yeah. Start Cross. Well, this weekend it literally yeah. was Death Cross. Yeah, this weekend was Death Cross. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming on, uh, Freckle. Really appreciate yeah. it, man. Uh, I wanted to get you on here for a while. I'm glad we could make it happen. Uh, good job this year. Uh, I hope you get on the podium. That'd be awesome. Uh, I think you're capable of it. That's for sure. Uh, so, thanks for the time, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Talk to you soon, man. See ya. See ya. 
All right, that's uh, Mitchell Oldenburg, everybody. Uh, good dude, good guy. Really good uh, dude. I've always liked, uh, enjoyed talking to Freckle over the years. I, uh, I had like a small interaction with him on Saturday morning. I took an elevator, and he was in my hotel. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know, like maybe it's just like I'm still so kind of new to interviewing these guys yeah. and like getting to know them that I didn't really expect it. But I was like, hey, man, how are you? And I expected to hear like, yeah, I'm feeling good today yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And he's all like, yeah, I'm good, man. Like, how are you doing? And right. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, someone yeah. cares. Right. I know, right? Uh, yeah, usually, when, uh, I mean, at this point for me, I, I just make fun of myself or the person, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> kind of at the point. Uh, the 8 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at Skosh, Skosh Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and accessories, celebrating over 40 years in business. Get 20% off Skosh, S-C-O-S-C-H-E, Skosh.com, Pulp 2022 is the code to save. For your appearance tonight, Kellen, I am giving you a pair of Skosh uh, wireless uh, Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. Thanks to Scotch for doing that. These are awesome. I'm yeah. excited to try these out. Give them, a, give them a try. Give them a review. Let me know how they do. Pulp 2022 at Scotch. Uh, thanks to those guys. The 8 o'clock hour brought to you by Scotch. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, all right. Let's get to our next guest here. He is a um, professional baseball player, noted meat stealer. <laughs> it's our friend, Chris Betts. What's up, Betts? Hey, fellas. How you guys doing? Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm just, you know, what about I, was anal get, bleaching? I was getting tired just waiting around. Eight o'clock must have changed. Oh, sorry, eight twenty-one. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, um, yeah, all right. So, a lot of our listeners were super stoked, except for Kellen, that you uh, got picked up by the LA Dodgers. Uh, I'm so happy. You're for not him. Happy. I'm, I'm happy for you him said, that he found a new home. But you said I cannot... three hours ago that you cannot look at him in a Dodgers I uniform. Can't, I can't. I really can't. It, yeah, it drives me insane. You're a Padres fan, and, <laughs> yeah. and Padres and Dodgers are yeah the ultimate rivals. Maybe not as much as Dodgers and Giants. Dodgers fans will say to the death, Padres are there's nothing like right. It's not even a rivalry. Right. And and I'm just like, oh, great. Okay. Okay, so again, Betts, you got picked up by the Dodgers, uh, but people got to be like, you're not going to be in the major leagues. You're going to their minor league camp. You're still a catcher. Uh, you're yep. working your way up. But just, I know you. I saw your Instagram and I saw people talking about it. Like, hey man, good luck in the majors. Like, you're going to be in Arizona. Oh, oh they're probably just confused because he's in a right. Dodgers jersey. I know, I know. Like, I know. Yeah, so, yeah. I I felt bad and that like that last post of the Dodgers, the ones of me in the uniform, like not the one of me signing. Um, that was that brought a lot of conversations at the field the next day of just trying to explain myself, um, and I I was made aware that Twitch commented on my post by someone else because someone said uh, the guy that does the backflips commented on your post and I had no fucking clue what he was talking about. <laughs> that's Marks. That's Marks. That's yeah. Marks. Yeah, I didn't know if it was Marks. Some people asked me if Adam does backflips. Um, <laughs> Front flips in the yeah, loops. so it's it's a lot of explanations to go around, but I'm happy to be out here. And right? Do you um, uh, sometimes sometimes in major league camps and they just open? There's a new CBA. We're not going to get hardcore baseball talk here. Kellen doesn't want to um, start pulp baseball, and I'm all in. But okay. this is a motocross. Show. Okay, all right. But but the, the, are you going to get like sometimes the major league camps need catchers? Is there any chance of that happening for you? Um, yeah, I mean, so like last year with Tampa, I was right. in major league camp. Uh, I think in a regular year I would be at Major League Camp, but because spring training gets started so much later this year, yep. it's more about getting the 25, 26 guys ready to get out there. So sure. okay. um, to answer your question, yes, I, there's a really good chance I'm over there, but I just don't know in what capacity or, or how often. Right, right. How's things going so far? Have we cleaned up our swing? I, I didn't like our swing I saw, but how are we feeling? <laughs> this place is like Disneyland. It's unbelievable. I 
I've never, I didn't know things like this existed in professional sports. It's been pretty, <laughs> pretty eye-opening. Uh, wow, the Blue Jays just opened a new complex over there in Dunedin. Maybe you should get over there. That place, I, that place is unbelievable, I've but heard. this is nicer. Uh, you, and you like being in Arizona better than Florida? So much better. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I don't feel like. I feel like I'm I'm in the United States still. So, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm in a second world country. Uh, any 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 contact with my dear friend Nick and more meat? No, because I don't blow him up all the time asking him for meat. But the uh, the people who are letting me stay in their house at a in their little casita on their property, I'm going to be nice enough and order them a nice meat package themselves and pay full price for it just okay for you. all right okay good to hear don't yeah don't be like hey my buddy nick he's out of place so i'll get you free meat so, <laughs> you were you were wondering about asking some people some moto people if they had any place you could stay it didn't it didn't resort to that did it oh dude it was it, I, it got close i almost <laughs> i almost took you up i was oh i it got to the point where i asked adam um i asked adam if the motorhome was spoken for Wow. For, mm. for the month because I had no yeah it was not can you good, imagine if I if, if a pulp fan put bets up for spring training <laughs> in Arizona for free yeah oh my for gosh. free right exactly somebody would so do that oh, too. oh 100% yeah. no but that's the issue that's the issue is is I I appreciate it and those people out there that would do this that's great but the type of people that would blindly put someone up without meeting them I don't know if I want to be with no, yeah, you do. Yeah, it worked, it's worked yeah. well for Moser. Yeah, look at Moser. Yeah, it's worked great. Wait, what? It's Moser, our buddy Moser. Yeah, I know who it is. Oh. He just puts random people up? Uh, yeah, or he stays with random people. Wow. We well, just done that too, though, hadn't he? Hasn't he, like, stayed at yep. fans' stayed at houses yep. Yep. to save, save uh, money? Bets, we think you're going to go to AA Michigan, we think. Or is that, that set in be, stone? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to high A, but it's a good deal, and there's a lot of baseball intricacies in it that uh, we're not going to We don't to get to be the loon balls. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, I don't like this move at all. I need your agent's number. <laughs> so, like I said, there's a lot of baseball intricacies in this that, that we're really happy with it. Um, no, no. And we're going to be in the fabulous no. home state of Nick Way, so can't beat it. Lots of, lots of good vibes. So you'll be high A in Michigan to start, most likely. Freezing my yeah. balls off. Right, right. Could, could you move to the loon balls? Well, that is the Loon Balls. Oh, I thought that's the AA affiliate. No, the AA is uh, Tulsa. Oh, the Oklahoma. Tulsa Drillers. Okay. I, I hit the furthest ball of my career in that stadium, so I'm not upset about going back to it. <laughs> Where, Tulsa or Loon Ball? In Great Lakes in Michigan. Oh, in Michigan. Okay. The, oh, okay. All yeah. right. So there is, yeah, there's, there's past history here. Well, uh, lots of good history there. Can we talk about our buddy Charles Caslew possibly saving your career? Oh, what? my God. Steve, I wore Prism sunglasses today. In, during the daytime for the first time in my professional career, and I was, like, giggling after. I could not <laughs> believe it. I could Wait, not believe it. I thought the prisms were bad. No, the polarized were bad. Oh, polarized. That's it. Okay, so. I, the diff, he was, I don't, I've never ridden uh, motocross or supercross suspension. Um, <laughs> okay. But. I would have to imagine the difference that I experienced is greater than what that so, is. So Betts was wondering about sunglasses, and he was wearing polarized sunglasses outdoors. And they, then, they have an Oakley deal, I'm guessing? Is that? Uh, well, no. Charles no. is 100%. No, but, I know, but oh. yeah, Prism lens. Yeah, Prism is Oakley thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then he was asking Charles about wearing polarized outdoors, and Charles was like, no, don't wear that outdoors. Mm -hmm. That's for, like, fishing, you know <laughs> what I mean, or whatever. So try Prism, which is – there's a – Prism is Oakley's name for it, but everyone's got their own Prism. Type yeah, of lens. yeah. 
Uh, I wear a Prism mountain biking, and I love it. It's good in low light, bright light. It's an amazing lens. And everybody has their own, quote, unquote, Prism. Yeah. So Chuck, passed it, I pass it on to Betts. Betts is like, oh, my God, I've been wearing Polarized for years. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I, I looked it up after that, and, like, I put some effort into it. Sure as shit, there's some research that says, like, the depth perception with polarized lenses is not very good. Yeah. And there's just to every day during the season, we take batting practice when the sun's out, even if it's a 7 o'clock game. And mm-hmm. so I'm wearing sunglasses every day during batting practice. And without fail, I take them off after the first two rounds. And I always tell myself, like, ah, they're fogging up or something. And, like, I'm, like, just missing balls. I mean, I'm hammering balls into the top of the, the cage. And then I take them off and, like, you know, just leaving the yard at will during batting practice. And it just makes sense now. Like I just could not see properly with them on. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. His don't, OPS I'm plus a, in day games is going to shoot that's through what he the was, roof. That's what he was saying. <laughs> that's what he's saying. So, Oh my God. It was when Steve sent me the screenshot of what Charles said, I, I was pretty blown away. It was uh frightening. I can't believe I made it this far. Yeah, no, I can't believe you. I can't believe you were a second round draft pick wearing polarized glasses. But hopefully your luck changes. You know, hopefully things change. Uh, Chris Betts here on the show, uh, Public Mech Show. Um, so you got me a gift for Show Five Hundred. I can't wait. Oh, it's good. Is Mark's in there? Yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, you know what this is, Mark? Hi, buddy. It's at his house. Oh, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> you really? Yeah, it's at my house. It's in my office. I get to look at it every day. Am I gonna like it? He said he he's claiming big things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. You motherfucker. Oh, you're welcome. So this is a baseball thing. I don't guessing, know, right? Or, I have no idea. No, 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 it's just it's just a gift for Show Five Hundred. No, I know, but is it a baseball related gift? No, it's just no, a gift okay. for Show Five Hundred. But I want to be on the line for it. Yeah. Mark, so, so so during, during Five Hundred, we gotta we'll call bet we gotta have bets on for a few. Okay. And we will present you with. This gift that that's got that rules that you're not getting Charlie's if, number. If it's a fucking tomahawk from Nick, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be stoked on that. Like I got you some meat, man. That is the most incredible idea ever. Message <laughs> Nick as soon as we get off the phone. Oh, I got man. you. I got you a prime food distributing tomahawk from my guy. Yeah, from my dear friend. <laughs> my dear friend. Oh my goodness. Um, really? Hey, real quick, okay. what the fuck happened on Saturday? I don't know, bro. It was like Kellen was there. We had about five minutes where there was $10 million laying on the ground. (laughs) How does that happen? I don't know, man. They were all different, right? Like JT was saying earlier, like Anderson, just a wash in the front end and Webb making a massive mistake. Sexton having nowhere to go. Ferrandis going short or long or like, yeah, like nothing. There was nothing. No rhyme or reason to any of the the those, the planets aligned for like two minutes and then they all went away. Right. Again. Well, uh, RM Army. I, yeah. I thought uh, my yeah. first my first instinct was that Russia had just launched a tactical nuke and this was the prelude to us all dying. Like it was yeah. that, it was just weird. I was I was freaking out. Uh, yeah, it was it was strange. Uh, a couple things before we uh, get into the, some more stuff. Bets here. Uh, so Fernando Tatis, uh, <laughs> Kellen's guy, the Padres. Broke his wrist on a dirt bike, and it's going to be out three months. Uh, there's a photo. Is that a public photo, Betts? A, the, the, a Franco? No, it's a tweet. It's a tweet. No, Franco. Oh yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, all right, never mind then. So, thank you. Some of these guys are riding dirt bikes in the off season. Like, what are they doing? Like, you can't ride a dirt bike. Well, the 
I don't know what idiot baseball player would ever think about being around dirt bikes during the offseason. It's right. absolutely <laughs> it's, 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 it's nuts, right. But to, to paint a really good picture, Tatis and I are with the same agency. And um, I sent a screenshot of uh, a tweet that a player who got traded today tweeted, and it was just poorly worded, and the first two sentences were awful. Uh, Kellen, it was Christian Pache with the Braves. Okay. And he basically said, my heart is broken. I just found out I got traded to the A's. Um, and so his whole new fan base saw that tweet. So I sent it over to our PR guy at the agency and is like, can you imagine dealing with these guys who don't know how to handle a event like this? No less than 20 minutes later, the Tatis interview comes out and the man says, which crash? Which crash? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> So, oh my goodness! So these Dominican uh, guys are just r- riding around in the jungles with 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 their butts. Like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know if you've ever. Have you ever been down there, Steve? Or no. to anywhere but like Mexico? No, no, just Mexico. There, there's quite literally no rules. It's, <laughs> it's just, have you it's, seen it's those emo. Dominican races that are down there though? No. Yep. Dude, oh my god! Like, the, uh, you know Jeremy Smith? Yeah. He showed me videos, and it's like literally people standing like on the track. As they're yeah. going by, like, hands out, like, trying to grab them. And it's just a race going on with fans lining the entire track. It's like a race from the 60s. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> Steve, I, I got past today. Just, like, there's a big learning curve for Latin guys when they come to the States. But one of the biggest ones is when they get a license. There's a way, I think, with one of the working visas that the guys get where they can get a driver's license in the States or a temp okay. one. Um, so there's the older Latin guys drive around just like you and I would and the younger ones who come over here don't understand that like we don't drive the way we do by by choice. <laughs> it's it's how, how, how you have to drive. <laughs> right. So today in the parking lot, um, you know, it's like five it's like six fifteen in the morning and so there's no one there, so we're just cutting across the stadium portion. And this fucking Toyota Camry loaded down with five five of our Latin guys just blows by me at like 80 miles an hour in the parking lot and I'm doing 40 cutting across the whole entire massive lot. And then, you know, they get to the gravel, he breaks it loose. They're just spinning around. It's like, they just don't, there's, it's not the same world for them. So right. there's like, they grow up, you know, getting around on a 2004 practice bike that someone left down there after a race. Like it's absurd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just nuts, man. It's, it's, Wander, I mean, you know, uh, Wander Franco, yeah, is, is obviously one of the highly paid rich guys, young guys, a huge contract. And then Fernando Tatis is a star, yeah, a superstar. And and they say, what, cr- what, which crash did you, or what crash? And he's like, which crash are you talking about? Like, if you're the general manager of the Padres, you're just like, oh my god. Apparently, this happened a while ago, though. Yeah, this he wasn't said like that, today. Yeah. It was like yeah. four and months ago. He was ago. getting ready, right? For baseball, yeah, yeah, and it just no, the problem never went away. So, jeez. Yeah, there's a lot to that. That's weird, but that's a way above um, my pay grade. So, bets a couple things about Moto. Uh, yeah. Adam Cincerello is uh, out for the foreseeable future. He tore his knee up after coming yep. into Supercross with a shoulder injury. How do we feel? Good. I've been talking to him a lot. Uh, we're in average. We're, we're in good spirits. We're getting healthy. And our guy's just living his life. He's just enjoying, not I definitely not enjoying, but he's just getting ready. And I would really appreciate people uh, stop DMing me to tell Adam to turn his Instagram back on. So that'd be cool. Oh, his Instagram. I didn't off. even know it's off. Oh, I didn't even know it's off. Yeah, not off, but he just hasn't posted oh. anything. And I, I, I mean, it's at least five or six a day. It's incredible. Can we get him and his guy uh, that does the vlogs to go down and vlog you in spring training? Yeah. 
We actually, Adam and I the other day talked about him coming out to hang out, so maybe that could be an option. Yeah, get the crew out. That that would be electric. Yeah. That would be pretty good. I should drive out there, too. Uh, I, got, I would go, too, Liz. It would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, let's I got... All, let's, can we do a Pulp Live show out here? Yeah, I feel like we could. Yeah. yeah. Can you get Kershaw to come on? <laughs> um, I No, I watched Kershaw pitch from the lunchroom today, though, so that was cool. Okay. So yeah, you yeah. haven't caught him yet. Yeah, no, I, I haven't even sniffed him. I haven't even smelt his odor. Yet. <laughs> who did you uh, who did you go against the other day? You told us. Oh my god, Gratterall, right? Gratterall made me Gratterall. Like I that's it. Yeah, fucking mechanic or something else easy in life. <laughs> you were just like, how do I hit this? <laughs> Dude, I hold on. I'm gonna text you a screenshot right now of my reaction, and and you and Kellen can look at this. I, I've never seen any. I've never seen a baseball do this in my life. I don't understand and, his pitching form. It looks like he's barely moving, and then he just tosses like one hundred and two, no problem. No, you're exactly. And and the issue is, is I've I've faced a ton of big leaguers at different spring trainings, and when guys are rehabbing and stuff, and they all all get so overhyped that they're borderline underwhelming. That's bets. And, and, <laughs> and, so, is that like after the last strike or something? Or what yeah, is that? Just, you, oh, my you, God. If you crop if you crop out the, the, yeah, the catcher. borders on that, you can post it if you want. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> but, um, Gratterall is the only big leaguer I've ever faced that I'm like, that does not do it justice. Like, right. that's – I mind you, that's the first time him throwing a live hitters, and he made me – shit my pants <laughs> what does that sound like going by is it just like whistling yeah it's put it this way like i in my opinion when guys like get above 97 to 100 it's really hard to see and you you really just kind of hear it and you're swinging to a spot but what's really fucked up about gratterall is when he throws a cutter it you don't see it looks like a cue ball like it's spinning so hard, there's right. no seams on it. It's just it's this cue ball coming at you, and then all of a sudden it's exiting stage left in your knees. Um, uh. So you you have to totally it's 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 a scary at bat because both pitches are so good and they both go different directions. You have to just completely sell out for one of them and hope you get it. It's nuts. I, I wouldn't want to face. I, I want to try to hit like a 92 mile per hour fastball to see if I could even. Make contact. You, you could do it. You I would. Do that I would not step into the box if Bruce Dahl Gratterall is up on the mound. It, you, it's man, honestly, it, it's a sight. It's really impressive. It's you, one of the cool. Sorry, sorry. Can you imagine being a left-hander batter facing Randy Johnson as he basically releases the ball at your head? That's Chris Sale, dude. Hey, that Kudai Sung guy. Yeah, that good point. Yeah, from Chris Korea. Sale. Same thing. Same thing. You remember yeah. that? Did you see that clip that no. one time? This Kudai Sung Korean pitcher yeah. lit up Randy Johnson as a left-handed batter that had never ever stepped in the, really? in the box before. Really? Yeah. No, I never see that. Uh, also, so bats. Yeah, tough, tough start for AC here. Uh, we'll pull it together. We'll get it together. He was on TV. How'd you think he did? Oh my God! How oh, good was he? I imagine yeah, that. Imagine incredible. that. He thinks uh, he, he thinks AC did great. Are we surprised? And he grinded through the end. He was practically playing injured by the end of it. Well, the carbon monoxide was getting him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, the, uh, but, yeah, no, he was good. I thought it was hilarious how often they were throwing it down to him. Okay, so now the tough part of the interview. We, that's what we do. We ask the tough questions here. Um, oh, boy. Is Superfan Dylan, is he vindicated? What does that mean? I only went to high school. <laughs> is he vindicated for his love and his support of Eli Tomac after what's going on this year? Like, does that mean like he's he's right? He's, yeah, he's vindicated. His his his. I, he, I don't. 
he made this a right or wrong thing. I, I root for – I've never – outside of Club MX, I've never <laughs> – I've never gone after anyone personally. What is with Club MX? You know, you know that rant that I went on <laughs> many times, dude. Oh, oh my gosh! Is it just That's fantasy true. related? Is that it? Yeah, it's all fantasy. Okay. Anaheim, uh, thought, uh, what was that? Anaheim two. Marchbanks didn't make it. Oh my god! Like <laughs> I had Marchbanks on my team, but I didn't care because I was laughing so hard at <laughs> bets in our our text chat. Uh, and then and then troll got me too. Yeah, yeah. But with Dylan, I just it's it's like, dude, I root for my guy. Why are you coming at me? And then he says stuff that's so stupid, you can't be the bigger person. But you can't well, you can't just walk away from some of the shit he says. It, so I don't he, know if he's vindicated or not. I think everyone in the industry is just happy that he's kind of somehow gone away. Where is he? That's is, none of my business, and I do not care to know. But look at Eli's riding great. That. that that seems Maybe like he should come out again and all up in his shit. No, I, I I don't follow him on Twitter. Somebody said he's posting all the time about Eli on Twitter. No. And so. he just Damn. can't call into the show anymore. I anything? guess not. And I don't follow him, so I didn't see that. But I felt like he would attach me on some Eli Tomac is great tweets. Yeah, but, maybe. You know, I'm just Eli saying, Bets, you know. Eli wouldn't be able to commentate like Adam could. Oh, okay. Not, not right. even close. I don't know. Eli's cooler now. He's in a good mood right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's super weird because I feel like everyone hates Steve. So that was just like when 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 John came on, it was super cool. Right. It's just wild. I, you think everyone hates me? Just Anderson right now. Well, it maybe is. more after the that stank dog. After those tweets today, maybe some maybe yeah, more, more people, people will jump not, on. Not that's also on me. <laughs> Why is that what? on you? Because I you you sent that in the group text and then I just started throwing gas on. That's the fire. true. You <laughs> did. Yeah, you did. You did. Right. And I just I, I I can't believe these guys. Like, like they're just motocrossers. Okay, and that's great. They're amazing on a dirt bike. Betts is an amazing baseball player. I'm good at podcasting, so we're all good at something. These guys are great at dirt bike racing. What experiences would they have in life to motivate people or to tell them which way to do things? And then on top of that, their spelling is atrocious. They don't know your and theirs and any, like, so to me, if you don't know yours and theirs and the proper way to use those terms, you're not that smart. That's all. Well, That's all I'm I, saying. I think it's fair that they have a following. I think it's fair they try and be motivational. I think it's fair that they try and be political. All that shit. What just blows my mind is the, like, the blind agreeance and following but that's that's not for me to say that's that's your that's your i just uh, look i think everyone has opinions and i'm not saying no one should be allowed to post post their opinion but when you are telling people how to live life not not how to ride a dirt bike because that they're experts on that and not how to raise a kid in a dirt bike world because you're you're also good at that when you're telling people how to live life and you can't use the words properly. That tells me I don't want to live the life that you tell me to. Because you can't <laughs> use the words properly. That's all. Race Tech Rant 2.0. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I just read this stuff and I'm like, oh my God. Like, are you serious right now? And there's three or four of them. Yeah. Ex-pros. Yeah. And it, I'm just like, it doesn't... come on. Like, okay, so maybe it's me. You know, I got some tweets today that people said, I don't give a fuck how they spell words or they use words. I don't, you know, I don't care, Mathis. And... That's fine. But to me, like if I have a toilet problem and I want to get a toilet fixed, 
I call a plumber. And he comes over and he says, this is what's wrong with your toilet. This is how much it's how to fix it. And I go, okay, because you're a plumber. You went to school for this. You're smart about this. I don't call a roofer to fix my toilet because he doesn't have experience with it. So if I want to live my life right, why am I asking a motocrosser? Or why am I reading a motocrosser about how to live life right? Like, that's where I'm at. Like, what? Like, I'll look at, like, you know, there's a guy on Scott Galloway. He's a, he's a, he's a guy uh, on internet, uh, business-wise, a uh, smart guy, uh, you know, investments, uh, living life. You watch any of his talks he's done. He's a really smart guy. He's got a lot of life lessons in his, in his stuff. And, and I read it. I read some of his articles. I listen to a podcast every now and then with him. And I'm like, well, shit, man, this guy's kind of got it together. He's been fired a few times. He talked about getting fired from, I think, Apple or Google or one of those like places. I like you're describing JT. Yeah, yeah, really, right? <laughs> and, and, and I would be like, okay, that's somebody that maybe I'm going to listen to about life. Someone who's a professional motocrosser who was sheltered their whole life, told when to go to autograph signing, told when to line up, told them when they're testing, told them, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you're going to follow this person for life advice? Yeah, I mean, I would say the Kellen's thing... like not agreeing with me. Well, but... no, I I do agree with uh, kind of where you're coming from, but I will say that, like in in regards to these athletes, yes, I do agree that not all of them really have all of the life experience that they should have to be giving life advice. I agree with you on that. However, all these people that follow these athletes or these riders like them because of their choices in life. And things that they did, whether they said like "f the system," I'm doing this, or whatever it is. Don't or, they just um, like them on the track? Not like always. How not always. Okay. Like, you know, uh, look at like the Craigs right now, for example. People like their family vibe and the things that they do as okay. a family and stuff like that. And so, if if you know Christian Craig, Christian Craig gave some life advice. But there he, might be some people out but there. But he doesn't. He just shows I, you the I, life of his saying, family. Right. I'm not saying who or right. what does right. it. I'm just saying these are the reason why people will follow those, you know, certain influencers or certain people is to, you know, be inspired or whatever by what they do. Okay. But when you read something and it's got horrible misspellings. I, I hate that. And, and is using the wrong terms. I know. I hate that. I, I think that like, sucks. But... Aren't you like... And first of all, by the way, we live in a society where you can auto-correct. Your phone will tell you how to fix it. Your phone will tell you how to look smart. And they can't even do that. They can't even take the time to Google how to use the word. to. to that's, I agree with you so on all that. Now you're following someone who can't use the word there, 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 right? And they can't be bothered to work the Google to make sure their message goes through. It blows my mind. Blows my mind. That's all. I guess that's my race tech round of the night. Chris Betts. 2.0. This is riveting. Chris Betts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, don't don't throw my name on that. <laughs> I'm just on the phone. <laughs> you, I cannot. Well, I'm just sitting here. I can't believe that that finally made the air. I just, I mean, I got more, but I'm going to just hold back a little bit. But it's just. You're, you're riled up today, I think. I don't know what it is. Well, high T. High T. High T. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I spoke to my doctor with a text today. Which one and is low on tea? Instagram or, or a real one? Yeah, I, sp- yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I asked I asked an ex I asked the retired rider about my tea levels. No, you know what I mean? And he prescribed me um no, I, my tea's not working. The tea is not Just working. Drink some, Interesting. Drink some chamomile and get some sleep, as some of them would probably tell you. I I don't know, man. Like I, I just and trust me, like listen, I've spoken to current and past riders that are like these fucking guys. Like, so this isn't like 
This isn't just Steve Mathis' opinion. I'm the only one ballsy enough to actually say something uh, publicly. I spoke to a writer this weekend that was like, dude, can you fucking believe that guy? <laughs> like, like this, he said this, but then he went and did this on a, to a factory team years ago. There's a lot of, you know? yeah, there is a lot of uh, right. hypo- hypocritical approaches to life, I would say, dude, sometimes with these guys. Dude, and then like Bet said, you read the comments to some of these retired ex-riders, and these fucking people are all in, dude. They are all in. If one of them told them to go fucking jump off a 24-story building... And they'll be, you know, they'll find the meaning of life. You would see people just tumbling from the fucking ground. But, dude, I, I again, I agree yeah. with you on a lot of this. Yeah. But, dude, there's millions of people that follow the Kardashians for what reason? Like, it doesn't. I don't to know. To us, it makes zero sense. But to those people, it does. You know what I mean? Like, but everybody are, are has we just, their. Are we just living in a world of morons? <laughs> you would probably think so, yes. So uh, I mean, if you're going to get. I can't leave them on the line for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's drop it. All right. Oh, that's fine. Bets 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 want bets wants to go. I don't need to go. I just don't. I just I've had enough hate DMs from certain things I've said. On this <laughs> go, go steal some more. Yeah, meat. when we talk about baseball for a bunch of time, and then the yeah. DMs start rolling in. Go steal meat. Hey, trust me, you don't you don't understand. On Saturdays, I I have a I have quite the routine. Like at the end of the day, to take care of my body in the gym afterwards, like you know, just maintenance. On Saturdays, I get the fuck out of the field so I can go watch the race. Like I'm. Uh, I'm borderline like dirt bikes first, then I'll just do my job later. So have you uh, have you talked to anybody from the Dodgers or or minor do- minor league people or anybody like that's like, hey, your social following is yep. rather odd. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. It. it <laughs> yeah. I there's there must be more coaches and players here that follow me on Twitter than with Tampa because after I I forget what I tweeted, but I said some shit like I'm gonna have to go to the field the next day and have no one to talk to about what the hell just happened. Yeah, yeah. And um, some coach came up to me. He's like, so what happened last night? <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I'm not staying at the team hotel. I don't think I did anything wrong. Like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, well, I saw your tweet. And I was like, oh, boy, here yeah, we go. You're like, oh, it's this. Yeah, because that guy like, thinks like, oh, hookers and blow or something. Like, what did he do? Yeah. So I told him, I was like, so basically Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, they were all just laying on the ground first at the same time. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and what sport? And I was like, super cross. And he goes, oh, is that the, what do you say? Is that the racing? And I said, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then I got out of there. And okay. then I had to explain to someone how I knew Twitch because he commented on my Instagram story. And so I told him, I was like, oh, I was playing in a golf tournament with him and my other buddy who races dirt bikes, my friend Adam. Uh-huh. And he said, what charity golf tournament were you at that he was there? And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it was, uh, my buddy took me to Ryan Sheckler's golf tournament. And then that was a – it's like – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having to explain myself all over again, and people think it's it's interesting. Have you, gotten, have you gotten any of your teammates, though, that, like, didn't know what the sport was at all before to watch it with you, and, and now they're kind yeah. of, like, interested in it? Yeah, there's, there's uh, probably three or four guys – with the Rays that would watch all the outdoor nationals with me last year, because I, it's like kind of during batting practice time. So I would run in and turn my phone on right away and usually catch like the middle of the first moto. Um, and then it got to the point where I just brought an HDMI cord and I would have like four or five guys watching it with me, um, on the couches in the clubhouse during the day. What, um, what are the, what are the odds, uh, Kellen, that 
Bet slides up to Kershaw and is like, "Hey, I got a line on some fucking tomahawks if you want." Clayton, <laughs> that I feel like Clayton's good with the anything he dude, wants in life. No, dude, multimillionaires love nothing better than free stuff. I guess. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Clayton, it, I got a ribeye. You got a ribeye connection. He hasn't actually signed yet, has he? Yeah, he did. No, he did? He, I literally yeah. watched him throw a live batting practice. He, threw, he signed for one no. year. Oh, okay. Yeah, he signed for. I, yeah. I thought he was just like still working out with the team, but he hadn't actually signed. No, you, you're you're think, he's your, you're a Padres happen. fan. That's what you're wishing as a Padres fan. But it, it, I yeah. don't know. He hasn't been that great these last couple of years. So uh, you want to take some phone calls, bets? Not for you, but Let's just in general. Bring it on. Okay. All right. First up is Ash. Ash, what's going on? You got a you got a thought about the uh, broadcast? Ash, you there? All right. Ash is not there. Uh, let's go to three. Derek, what's up, man? You got some stats? Yeah, what's up, fellas? How's it going? First-time caller. Oh, uh, my stats. Stay. What's up, Can man? you hear? Yeah, we got you. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, Kellen, first off, a huge congrats for uh, Start Your Systems. That's badass. I've been playing uh, MX games my whole life. It's been awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, also, a few things. Uh, I just started playing MX Fantasy, and it's hilarious because it uh, dehumanizes like, I'd watch, you know, Jalik Swole crashed a bit ago. Normally, I'd be like, oh, shit, I hope he's all right. But he was on my team, so I was all pissed. Oh, <laughs> B- bets can relate to that. Yeah. Yep, yeah, man. It's kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of – a couple of years ago, I went over, looked up, uh, just thinking about, you know, a rider who's started a season and who's won every season they've entered, entered, ever entered. And uh, Villapoto's never lost, even when he went to GP. The three races never lost. Dungey's only lost uh, 07 Outdoors. Ricky was 99 Supercross. Tomac, I think, two. he's lost in two races. So it's just, you know, it just shows. Uh, oh, so you're saying you're saying even if the guy got hurt, it, it, that counts as a season? Even, even that if counts got, as a season, yeah. Right, right. So, so yeah, Tomac yeah. would have had the one year he got hurt at Anaheim 1, right? Um, right. And you're not. Supercross, yep. 2011 Outdoors, and then Stewart was 05 Outdoors, and then 2016, obviously. Um, but yeah, it just kind of shows, you know, who's in it. You've got all these guys used to always win, you know, that's kind of what makes them legends, eh? But now yeah. it's like Shane McElrath takes them eight seasons, you know, to win. And yeah, yeah. So you, uh, I wonder uh, what RJ's is because he was, even when RJ was a kid, he won his rookie year, I think, at Carlsbad. Then he, he wouldn't have won in 82, but then I think he won in 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89. RJ would have won indoors and out. I think. Think for nine years of his ten, right? Yeah. So I show. Yeah. I only know like two thousand on, but it shows. Right. Um, so I got a question too. Um, who would you say is the, the the rider season year whatever who going to the line? You know they're not going to lose unless they crash. You know, maybe I would say Stewart two thousand three outdoors or something. Who would you guys say? Yeah, Ricky or Stu those two outdoor seasons. Yeah, yeah. Or Timmy um, every every race <laughs> when I was Timmy's mechanic. Exactly. I used to be a big fan, eh? A great outdoors. Steve, you're always on there. I was, yeah. They're filming me, so I've known you all the way since then. It's been pretty cool. Yeah, I always used to Uh, tell Timmy, like, hey, uh, on a a line for the main event for the Supercross, I'm like, hey, start next to Ricky. And he's like, why? I'm like, we'll get on TV. (laughs) He's just like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah, bro, I want to get on TV. They're going to show Ricky. I'll be on TV. So this is all about that TV time. This is maybe why Um, I didn't become a successful mechanic, Betts. Um, Sorry, so oh, me and my wife, uh, I just got her into Supercross. We're in Tampa, Florida right now. We're Canadian. I'm just wondering, have you guys given tickets away for that at all? or For what? 
for Indianapolis Supercross? Oh, yeah, no, we already gave him away to a guy. Oh, uh, you already yeah. did. Yeah, sorry, man. No, that's all good. All right, all right, fellas, keep all it right. up, eh? Thanks, sure. Derek. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Bets, I really wanted to get on TV with next to Ricky. You can't blame you. I mean, you did get on TV. It's just he was in your face screaming at you. Yeah, yeah, there was that. There was that point. Uh, I, I will say in relation to that guy's point, though, like, dude, we've been pretty fortunate, like, the last decade that there's been enough parity in the sport that we don't have to be like, how is this guy going to lose? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it there was, was that way for a long time. Decades of that. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy McGrath and Supercross. Oh, my God, here he goes again. Yeah. You know, so, uh, all right, Ash is on four. Ash, what's up, man? Hey, Steve, sorry, my connection dropped out. Hey, um, you were at home last weekend watching the races, weren't you? So I just wanted to ask about the starts. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but on both indoors and outdoors, they always set up the camera position shooting at the wrong people. I want to watch the superstars get a whole shot, and they zoom in on the fucking C-grade riders well, out on the Well, yeah, because they're on the ends, and, right? They're on the ends. That's where the camera guys stand. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Come on, man. We're a fucking trying to be a professional sport. And then another yeah. thing they do is they zoom in on the rear tire, and yes, like, I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, it looks no, cool. I know. But by the time yeah, they cut I away, know, I know. Like, we get, they're I, halfway down the street. I know. And, and you know what? We're good with just one of those shots. We don't need four. We got the one. Agree. You know, like, I get it. Get the one. I'm fine with it. Like, honestly, though, Kellen and Mark's yelling about Race Day Live. I watched Daytona. Was it great? No. But was it anger level 10 worthy, like Kellen and Mark's act? No, it wasn't. It was fine. It, You know, the worst thing about it was Daniel Blair. Uh, <laughs> other than that, it was fine. I mean, Betts, do you have a problem with the Race Day Live stuff like Kellen and Mark's do? Uh, I mean, everything outside of DB on it absolutely sucks. Okay. All right. So DB is the highlight for you. Yeah, he's solid. He's, I don't know. I feel like he, uh, he's also he's way better than that. He's way better than the position he's got right now. I have a question. I have a question. So Answer. I like Todd Harris, professional announcer. He's been in sport a long time. Oh boy. He called him Justin Anderson multiple times. Okay, I've I've live announced and I've made mistakes on this show and I've made mistakes live announcing many times. It happens. Why is nobody in Todd's ear saying, "Hey Todd, hey Todd, it's 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 Jason." You know what I mean? Like, you okay back there? You okay back there? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I I don't know. Like, mistakes happen, but dude, after like two or three times. Can someone go in Todd's ear? They have the ability to do yeah, that. Yeah. Bondo, or can someone be like, hey, Todd, hey, just FYI, it's Jason Anderson. Well, Ricky was saying Jason Anderson after. Like, he would say, oh, yeah, Jason Anderson this. And Jason yeah, Anderson that's true. That. Yeah. But, like, he wasn't picking it up at all. <laughs> Ricky was like, hey, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason Anderson yeah, sure did that right, thing there. Right, And, again, like, it's hard. I get it. Mistakes happen. I'm not one of those piling on dudes. But at some point, someone's got to be. There's got to be an intervention. Did you, you talk? Did you text Weege about that at all? I did. And did he say anything? Or yeah, yeah. We just like I don't know, man. It should have happened. Uh, okay. Like not the first time because that happens. But yeah, I mean, you know. as far as I'm aware, uh, like I've only done spotting for TV once. Yeah. But man, Bondo is talking a lot right. when you're doing it. And I know it's not all going back to those guys. Yeah. But you're, like yeah. you're saying, he yeah, has the ability. Yeah, you can hit a button and be talked to yeah. Todd Harris or Ricky or whatever. He definitely has the yes. ability to just real quick, hey, it's Jason Anderson or whatever. Yeah, you know, hey, like, Todd, it's Jason. Right. And that's it. I, I don't know. Yeah, Ash. So I don't know, Ash. I didn't think it's that bad. Like, 
I see so many complaints uh, I about it. Ra- you're, you're at the race. Yeah, you're at the races. I see every Supercross and Moto on the TV. Right. Um, so I, I, it, it gets annoying. But tell Weege to fix that shit, at least for outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ash, do you, uh, do you think Dylan, superfan of Eli, has been vindicated? Um, I actually think he's a bit of a fucking goose, to be honest. I like that. Um, but, but he but but I mean, validated. Yeah. Yeah. He, his 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 theory is validated, but the reason see you can't give him Fuck that much ass. credit because whenever something goes wrong, he goes completely left field. So his logic is uh, questionable at best. You're all hail dumb people in the world. All hail He's the new king, category. Dylan, super fan. All hail the new king. <laughs> wow. I mean, look, I, Eli's maybe better than ever. I'll take my talents to swap if you don't. <laughs> there's, there's one man who saw this. The one man foresaw all of this happening. Oh, so we're just going to act like we all, none of us thought that Eli could win a championship or lead. I mean, we're just going to act like none of us thought that this Did we happen. think he'd have a 42 point lead after 10 rounds? You didn't. I didn't. Dylan did. <laughs> Honestly, the great Randy Richards. Let's talk about Randy Richards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right, Ash, anything else? Um, hey, I, I wanted to ask JT, but I'll pick your brain. Um, I know you're not a big fan of <laughs> yeah, JT. One, JT's but, terrible. He's terrible. Yeah, he hates Mumford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he's not terrible. He's a, he's a, very, he's a very smart guy. Um, <laughs> F1, they had uh, Hunter on the Daniel Ricciardo section. So, I, like, I heard that. I haven't watched it yet. Big yeah. deal. Did you watch it? Did you see it? No, Tell I haven't. Check it out. No. Yeah. What was this on Sky Sports? or? No, no, on the Drive to Survive. Oh, oh no. I, I Yeah, I came out while we are in Detroit, so I haven't. Yeah. I was going to watch it with my wife this week. Right, so... Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I mean, I, no doubt the big contracts are coming. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ash, thanks. Thanks. All right, thanks, Ash. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's cool for Hunter. I'm not, yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. That, I mean, right. wasn't uh, Will and Daniel Ricardo close for a while, too? Like, yeah, I, think they I like are. that Daniel's right. as in, interested in the sport as he is, but, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to break new uh, barriers of entry. Caleb's been on hold for a while. Let's get to him. Caleb, you want to talk about Pulp Max Fantasy? Yeah, hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. Do you, are you upset at March Banks and Troll like Chris Betts is? Oh, it's, uh, it's not those not, two guys. Not too bad. Not too bad. This this whole Pulp MX fantasy ride has been just just filled with ups and downs, man. It is. It really is. At <laughs> the least. But uh, it, it has. Uh, it, it. We started it this year, and and I now found my, found my wife. Uh, arguing with me about picking people like Bogle, <laughs> it's it's great. It's great. It's terrible. It's all of it at the same time, man. It's Do you follow me on Twitter? Did you see that guy when uh, um, uh, Michael Hicks made the main event? Did you see that guy running into his I, wife on Twitter? No, I didn't. Oh my god, this I'll guy just, filmed himself. I'll check that out. This guy filmed himself running into his wife sleeping, yelling, Michael Hicks made the main, Michael Hicks made the main. And she's like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, good times. Yeah, this thing has evolved into uh, now my wife needs a team next year so so that we can uh, we can we can decide who's better at this. Right, right. <laughs> oh, you guys share a team? No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to have separate teams for the outdoors. Yeah, but he's but saying cur- currently. Oh, currently no. She just uh, she she always wants to know who I'm picking, and then usually gives me her two cents, and it, it's it's usually in disagreements. Mm, wow. And I will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every time I pick Bogle, that's what I hear. Uh, Bets, Bets, do you do you pay to play Bets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I even right. I bought the Mulligans because 
I didn't understand what they were, and I thought you got to change your pick with them. And so I'm bummed that I bought like five of them. Oh, if only there was a help button on the mulligan when you buy it. <laughs> or if that only tells you what it does. Oh, if only he could text the guy who uh, put the mulligans in the game. Right. Speaking of marks, though. Speaking of marks, though, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I got the beta of the app, and it is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, That's buddy. awesome. Thanks, Thank Vets. It's coming out this Friday, I think. The nineteenth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, what else? Uh, 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 Caleb, what else? Yeah, not much, man. I just wanted to say thanks for uh, all the content you guys are putting out uh, for idiots like me that can't get enough moto. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the the show and the the codes and the sponsors and all that. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Have a good night, guys. All right, thanks. Uh, All right, Betts, uh, we got Lars Lindstrom on the other line. He's the Honda team manager. We're going to grill him about Kenny and all of that. (laughs) Do you want to stay on for that, or do you got to go? Can I fill in over there? Am I... I don't know. Hold on. Let's let's get to Lars. Lars, you there? Yeah, what's up? Hey, Chris Betts wants to know if it's a muddy Supercross race, if he can fill in f- for Kenny. You know what? I, I've I remember I heard about this, and um, that is super interesting. And I <laughs> I um, I may I've thought about it. So, okay. Oh. Chris, I mean, we yeah. I've never talked. I'm about, we never talked before, Chris. But yeah, I know. I, are you sure you're you're low maintenance? Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm low maintenance. Um, all okay. I need is some free tomahawks, and I'm there. I got some steaks, and I'll be good. Yeah, just steaks. That's what he rides for. All right, but yeah, I mean, you need like what? Do you, how many? It, this is a production bike deal, right? Like ride a ride a muddy supercross track for like how long, and then? What's well, the deal? I was just gonna bring my 05, if that's okay. It is a Honda. Yeah, but I'm not sure if I trust your 05 Honda, maintained by you. I'm assuming. Um. Yeah, and other people. I've never really touched it. I just spray the smell good stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest to God. It's at Connor Olson's house. He does. He just fixes it. I broke it. It somehow. I don't know. Wait. How do you know he, Connor Olson? Fox. Through when Kiefer allegedly took me out to the high des to ride. He was with Kenny Day. Oh. Okay. All right. So, I, I didn't yeah. know. Was, like AC Fox. So Lars, you Lars, listen. You are a great rider. You made the night show. Uh, in a supercross, so Betts wanted to know, like, uh, I'm trying. To, what's the muddiest supercross we've had recently? Like Anaheim 05, Lars. Remember that Daytona 08. Yep. Betts was yep. saying if he practiced on nothing but a mud supercross track where you just roll the jumps, like you you barely do any jumps, could Betts make the night show? Uh, this is what I was talking about. I, I heard this before. Right. right. I think I listened to that episode with with Chris talking about that. And that's why I think it's super interesting because I don't know if I a hundred percent want to say no, because oh. I mean, how interesting is that? Like you just ride a muddy crappy supercross track and that's all you do. And then you have the backing to do that. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say no only because I, you still got to have a lot of skill. I mean, it's a okay. gnarly deal. Yeah, yeah. I already I, ride I with my legs out and feet off the pegs most times anyway, so I got that down. That's good. Ricky, one time I remember saying that he didn't understand why people had so many, so much, so difficult of a time in muddy ruts because all you got to do is put your feet out and like basically paddle and you're good. So I mean, maybe there's something there. <laughs> yeah. Can Betts wear his catcher's mask and helmet? Oh, God. It might be required to, actually. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Betts. Uh, thanks for calling in tonight. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Good luck in Dodgers camp. 
Absolutely. Have a good one, guys. And uh, let's get out there and, and Kellen and yeah. go, go cheer him on. I'm in. Yeah, we need to do this. Be awesome. When do you start playing right games? What was that? When do you start playing games? Uh, tomorrow. Got the Rangers on the backfield. If anyone wants to come on out. Oh, interesting. interesting. Uh, are you are you are you starting? Do you know? I don't know. I I just show up. Okay. It's kind of like Groundhog Day at this point. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Betts. See you guys. All right. See you. That's Chris Betts, everybody. Hero to all of us. What's up, Lars? Hey, not much. I got a question, real quick. Yeah. Um, is he playing majors or still minor? No, or? he'll he'll be in the minors still. Yeah, he's got he signed with the Dodgers. He was with the, with the Rays, and he signed with the Dodgers, right. which is good because he's a Long Beach guy. Uh, yeah. But he uh, he will start in the low minors and work his way up, hopefully. Wow, my uh, my son had a baseball game tonight. He's seven, and he is on the Rangers, and he played the Dodgers. So oh wow! Kind of, why didn't kind we, of interesting. Why didn't you say that when he was on the line? Well, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> do, do, do you want your son to get lessons from Betts? Heck yeah! Because I we feel get, like if if you get Betts some parts, he, yeah, for his O five, yeah, for his O five, <laughs> which I think I might have a carburetor I can hook him up with. <laughs> I mean, the Kickstarter still works, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. For sure. Uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Brought to you by Renthal, by the way. Um, how's, how's Renthal for you guys over the years? You know, I went and did that factory bike thing. Uh, and mm-hmm. you, in 1986, you guys switched to rent, Honda switched to Renthal. And it's been that yeah. way ever since. It's incredible. 1986. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I just talked to Paul about that, about, you know, and there's not, there's not too many years away now that. Um, we will have a 40th anniversary of running rental, and I yeah. can't see us changing. No. Um, so if that happens, uh, we're going to have to do something special. But I'm I am pretty lucky that um, you know, first of all, we don't have any any you know issue with our handlebars and and sprockets. Um, and uh, the other thing is that I get to work with Paul Perbinos, who is a buddy of mine, and. Um, and, and you know, within Renthal, it's it's just pretty cool to have somebody like that that I get to you know deal yeah. with and bounce things off of, and we get to you know, we, it's just we've known each other for a pretty long time now, yeah. we, and um, we you know we talk often. I, I lived at his place there for a little while, and it's just kind of cool that yeah, uh, yeah, it's, no, work. it's it's really good. Renthal.com bringing you Lars Lindstrom on the show and uh, grips, bars, sprockets, chains, all of it. Uh, Renthal been with Honda almost forty years, so. Um, Dude, that poor Chase Sexton. I mean, okay, the Minneapolis thing was his fault, but it was so weird, right? He was on his way to win. And then this weekend, not his fault. Don't know what Cooper Webb was thinking. And he took another hard hit. Like, oh, my God, this guy. I, I, you got to feel for him. For sure. Yeah, he, uh, he's had the short end of the stick a few times. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, too, but it's, he always catches a lip somehow. No, I haven't. No, I haven't noticed that. No. It's every time he's, he's, his face, poor face, just gets smacked around. I don't know why, but um, he's a lip. He had to get it sewn together. But other than that, he was pretty unscathed. Other oh. than his tire doing a burnout on his back. Um, oh, so he? Oh, you're saying this weekend's crash got him in the lip? Oh yeah. He oh, I didn't. In the oh, first truck. Yeah, dude. His face. His poor face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus, he's so. a good-looking guy too. He's probably going to start looking like. Kellen, Dude, he's coming out. with new hairdos every weekend. He has, too. yeah, yeah. Him and Bogle yeah. are big into the in, into the uh, entrances and stuff and the yeah. look, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah real bummer there. Uh, uh, do you think uh, kind of a debate tonight on the show with JT and myself and Kellen? You think Webb just lost track of where he was? Do you think he was trying to triple in? What, what, or you think he 
he knew he was trying to just double him, but he got whiskey throttle. Like that was so bizarre. Do you have any thoughts, Lars, on what what possibly could have happened? I mean, you don't know for sure, but what are you thinking? I, I mean, I think that he he had a lot of pressure right there. He was uh, Webb was j- jumping into that thing into that left hander, and he was trying to avoid the lapper to his right. That was or, Cade. You know, that was Cade, by the way. Yeah, Cade Clayson, uh, and he was so he was trying to avoid that while at the same time trying to avoid being stuffed by Chase, who mm-hmm. was coming in pretty hot. And so I think in all of that going on, which is a lot to take in in, in a few milliseconds, I I think he just lost track of where he was, and, and he you know he went to go three in, which that three in, Chase was doing that and on press day. Yeah. He rode press day yeah. and was able to go three in. So they could have done it, and they, you know that I know that that section was – Controversial because there's a few things going on there right before. Yeah, they they forgot to tell they forgot to tell the the riders that they took they smoothed the third one to try to enable tripling in, and then the guys were not getting as much pop, and then dudes were eating shit. Yeah, that's funny though because I I heard from uh, you know our from Jets mechanic that they were down there on the line telling everybody. Oh really? So okay, all right. So yeah, I I, I told they didn't tell you. Usually, I have to say that usually. the uh, you know we have a, like a team manager text message group which yep. is great and um they'll usually be like hey you know we we changed this we changed the section here we we took this down or we added this or blah blah, blah. we didn't get that this time but then again it's not like something that we always get it's just kind of sometimes it kind of works out and it's kind of nice but um they they apparently you know they usually come down on the you know even as me as a mechanic i remember them coming through the lineup and going hey there's this over here, or we need you guys to pull off the track over there. They're usually pretty good about that. And so when, you know, when uh, Jets mechanic Christian told me, you know, that they did that, mm-hmm. then I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm not going to be too mad because they did yeah. go around telling everybody. Yeah. But whether they did that or not for the B group um, is one thing. I, I obviously don't know about that, but from from all the crashes, it seems like, you know, some, there, were, there was some miscommunication there. But um, as far as Cooper goes, yeah, I think he just kind of, Right. Lost track of where he was for a second. Just came out of there trying to stay in fifth or whatever he was, and um, or fourth maybe. And then um, yeah, just just you know tried to triple yeah. and then case the crap out of it. And unfortunately, there I think it seemed like Chase. You know, he went two and he was committing to three, and then at the last second, you know, he he realized you know oh man yep. like webs webs there. Um, I think that all happens so quickly in the mind of you trying to race that yeah you know you can look back and go like why didn't chase just jump to the left more or why didn't he do this or or you know whatever but it just happened so quick there's no way to avoid it so no um uh a ray a ray attachment instagram dylan did it on saturday in practice three in oh yeah yeah but i never really saw anybody other than that try it so um, yeah. It kind of popped you up at the end, I guess, is what someone was telling me that it wouldn't be that. Yeah, good. and I think you had to kind of like single into that turn. Yeah, yeah. and it just it, yep. it wasn't the best. I thought it would have been a cool option because you would have been jumping into a section with no ruts. Right. So yeah. right. I, I thought that for safety and all that, I thought it would have been, would have been smart, but it just didn't set you up good for that for that turn, which that next turn was was super important. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, Rental dot com for more information. Uh, Lars Lindstrom, factory Honda rider. Yeah, Betts is now texting us. Right, I'm a rider. Uh, sorry, factory Honda team manager. Uh, Betts, <laughs> it, you are a rider. No, because Betts is just texting us about how now he's a factory Honda rider, possibly. <laughs> so that's what. Yeah. He's very excited. So. Yeah. Um, no. 
yeah, it was. It's been tough for Chase, man. God damn, he's yeah. He should have had a few wins, and he's had some hard hits to the ground for sure. But I guess he's okay though, right? He, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should be no problem for the weekend. I mean, the most important thing was that even though he had a huge hit, I, um, you know, he was checked out in the A Stars rig, which the A Stars rig was was. Uh, was there a sign outside and it was flashing the, the vacancy sign was lit up <laughs> because uh, there was uh, and not just you know like anybody I mean there, there was big name guys in there yeah and we were all outside waiting in the 14 degree weather with me and um, Nastasia you know his his wife and a friend his wife and then Barsha's you know yeah everybody and then to Anderson so it was it was pretty interesting but um, yeah he he luckily got out of that without uh, any major injuries. No concussion. Um, you know what's funny is that you know um, I'm sure everybody saw that his that his visor was was off, but his visor blew off on its own, like you know third lap or something or whatever it was. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he must have like hit the bars or something, or I don't know what happened there. But so um, I'm not sure how hard he actually hit his head, but obviously his face got 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 some contact for it because of his lip. But um, yeah, I'm uh, we're all really happy that uh, he's going to be able to ride and not have any major issues. Um, this next weekend. What's it like as like a team manager w when you have a situation where obviously Jet wins a 250 main event, but then Chase has this big crash? Like, what is the vibe within the team? Like, is everybody suddenly just gutted and bummed and, and like Jet kind of doesn't get to celebrate or, or you know, is, oh, is there on. still. I can speak to this. Okay. I can speak okay. to this because I've been on teams where the guy wins and you have a terrible night. Yeah. And everyone is happy except for you and your rider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, everyone is happy. It's all fucking party time, and you and your rider are miserable, moping, and you hate life. So that's how it is at teams right. I've been on. All right. Yeah. No, that's a, I think that's actually a really good question because, um, um, I mean, this weekend sucked for sure in, in that respect, but nothing was worse than Minneapolis because we were, you know, it was Jet's first race, you know, for the season. Um, and then Chase had it, you know, in the bag. And then uh, we looked like we we're going to have a double win, which I don't know if we've done in Supercross really ever. You know, um, even even back in the day, yeah, I, I would no, have Henry that. and McGrath would have done it for sure in Supercross, though. Yeah, yeah, Henry was a 125 Supercross champion. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what? Ninety four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something? A long time ago, right? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even then, um, when we we did it in outdoors this summer in Adela, which was rad. But um, Supercross, we it would just been it would have been really special, and uh, it looked like it was going to happen. So for that not to happen, wow, that was that was tough. And then, um, uh, you know, but yeah, to your point though, um, it is it's really difficult because Jet just you know kicked everybody's ass and you want to be there and and re and show him how much you you know really appreciate it and 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 how much respect he should deserves and and just the excitement that he should be able to get and and then on the other hand you have you know what happened to chase and then um man it's it's tough um i'm not gonna lie and so <laughs> um we we try to to do our best i, I try to let you know like show Jet and and not just him, but his mechanic and mm -hmm. the the guys that work on the 250 side, um, as much you know happiness as I can. But it, it's tough when uh, when the premier class, you know, is we get that big of a hit, and especially now with Ken too. So 
um, it's not it's not the easiest thing, but at the same time, you know, I got to look at it, you know, just in Jet's case, you know, and and be stoked that I mean he is unbelievable right now and um, and riding super smart um, to make you know to win those races and uh, and take the a little bit more of a lead in the championship. So you know how many race wins that Chad Reed and Grant Langston had on teams I was on where my rider sucked. <laughs> yeah. What about the days that Timmy did win though? Uh, no, we just won the first moto at Bud's Creek with me. That was You it. never got an overall with it? No. Oh. That was Brian Kinney, not me. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> also, too, uh, uh, Lars, we didn't even talk about Jet tonight at all in the show because we had so much to talk about. 450 class, so impressive. Like, obviously, little sketchy moments a couple weeks ago. But this week, like, big lead, lappers, and maybe a mistake by him. He gets caught. I mean, Pierce was a second behind him. McAdoo's charging, and it was almost like Jet was like, oh, 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 I, look, 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 they're catching me. Oh, all right, watch this. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it was just, I mean, again, you know, Pierce Brown and McAdoo, I don't want to take anything away from those guys. They rode great. This was Jet's race the whole way, and even though he got caught, he was able to just turn it back on. It was really impressive. Yeah, um, I think that, that has, you know, Minneapolis was the same way, um, just total control. Yep. Um, if he wouldn't have had those those mistakes on the, the start at Arlington, I think it would have been the same there. Yeah. Um, and he even had good starts. You know, he's had really good starts pretty much the entire time. Um, but this weekend, I was really impressed with Pierce Brown. Yep. Um, I Even in, in qualifying, you know, he was ripping. Uh, and McAdoo, too. McAdoo's very very solid um and not as sketchy as he was before you know he's really yeah, he's yep. kind of but he's buttoning that up quite a bit especially in the whoops he's really really yeah good. he's fast um, in the whoops yeah for sure but um yeah so i was i was impressed with pierce and then um and i think i think jet was too you know because uh he wasn't really gapping him like he probably expected to um but yeah when he when he did run, run into those lappers and obviously lappers was a big deal because of the short lap time and yep. and all that but um um, yeah, it didn't look like he had too much to worry about, or you know, he didn't sweat it too much, anyways. And um, wrote, you know, was able to ride away from those guys. But for uh, it's, you know, for that, I mean, I, I have to give the kid a lot of props. He's only eighteen, and uh, you know, no stress. He just he was able to do what he needed to do, and um, he's um, yeah, he's on top of it right now, which is yeah. which is really really fun to see. Does he know what's going on with the bike? Or is he just kind of like, yeah, 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 that's good. Um, no, he's actually pretty good. Is I mean, he, he doesn't he doesn't really sweat it too much. Um, as far as you know, like he gets, um, he's had his setting that he really likes, and you know, and and I, I really like Johnny O'Mara, like uh, having him on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, you know, got a kind of a. Well, obviously he's got a ton of experience, but he he's also kind of got a good idea of what what we if we need to change something or not, and uh, and then obviously Jet's dad too, Darren Dazzy is Dazzy, um, yeah. yeah him and him and Johnny have been together for a while now too, and they they definitely if they have a difference in opinion they you know they're able to talk about it and figure out what they want to do, but I know that uh, some of the some of our guys wanted to make some changes to to Jet's bike to just get the suspension in a little def- different spot. And um, Jet was kind of like, yeah, whatever. He's like, I like my bike, but we can we can make some changes. Yeah. And so um, so they were able to to get it in a little better spot last week that they wanted, and so that was kind of ongoing during the day. And I think that's kind of the second or the first qualifying session when he wasn't fastest. 
um, they were still kind of working out some stuff, and they were, were able to fin- figure that out before the the last qualifier. And then he, he threw down some heaters there. Um, but um, yeah, it was good. It was impressive. Yeah, yeah. But but he he knows kind of what's going on. He just doesn't really. Right now, I think he's he's good enough to where he can kind of make some you know any any adjustments that he needs to to a bike that's not that's not perfect. But um, um, but his feedback is actually really good. He's he's not you know over dramatic about it and you know, he kind of he feels it and he'll let you know and mm-hmm. um i know that that our guys have been really happy with uh, the feedback and that he has compared you know he's got hunter is is obviously a lot different in the way that he rides and his attitude and everything he's hunter hunter is a lot more sensitive but um but they both have good feedback so hey lars moving yeah. into the the team manager role this year i'm sure you had you know, like maybe an expectation or a thought of how it was going to go or, or how the role would play out. Uh, how much, you know, different or at all uh, has it been than what you thought it would be before you took this role? Hmm. Um, you know what? I'm not really sure, I guess. Um, <laughs> I So far, it's somewhat what I expected. Um, you know, there is a lot of um, um, trying to, like, you know, make sure that everybody feels the love if they need that and and uh and also getting them what they need um the that part is um is you know it's a little tough because you definitely want you don't want to like you know have a favorite and and make somebody else feel like they're not important so trying to make sure that everybody gets what they need and feels like they they're getting what they need and the, you know, what, whatever attention someone, you know, is, is, uh, requiring it. All that is, I kind of expected that, I guess it's, you know, I've been around for a little while. So, um, uh, f- for that part, it, it's kind of something I, that I, I'm okay with. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of other things with the, with the job that, that, you know, I didn't expect, I didn't, didn't expect to do, um, as much, um, kind of dealing with like all these little details when it comes to, you know, payments and trucks and, uh, you know, parts and things like that. But for the most part, I kind of understood what I, was, what I was getting myself into. So it's actually, I'm getting a little bit of a flow there. So it's a, it's not too bad. I wish you were my team manager. I'd be able to get do anything I wanted. It'd be <laughs> awesome. You'd be the greatest <laughs> team manager ever. Like you and I go a ways back. You're a nice guy. I'd, I'd be able to do anything I wanted. Like you'd be so much better than Jimmy Perry. <laughs> I would just get to do whatever I wanted. It'd be great. So, what do, you, what do you mean? You think I'm just a pushover? Like, I'd no, not whatever. a pushover. I'd, you'd just be like, yeah, that's fine. Well, man. I, that's another question I had. Is like, I don't know Lars all that well, right. but he seems like a pretty like mellow, chill guy right. to me. Uh, like, have have you had times yet where you've had you know to get like mad Lars and come out a little bit of your shell? I guess with this new role. Um, well, I mean, I've definitely had to put my foot down with a few things, I okay. guess. And, um, wow. um, wow. so yeah, we've had, we've had a few things go on that haven't been really like, you know, it hasn't been all like roses, you know, but, um, for the most part, I, I mean, picture you being like, and probably you're talking about yelling at truck drivers, I would guess, <laughs> but I, I can't, I can't picture you just being like, no, man, this is the way we're doing it. No, no questions. Like, this is how we're going to have to Like, I can't picture you doing that, Lars, but I guess you have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, if I have to, then I will. But I, as far as that goes, so far we, you know, it's been pretty good. Um, I think I, I'm lucky right now. I got a good group of guys and girls that um, really make my life 
easier than it than it could be, I guess, you know. I mean there's yeah, yeah. there's always a few things here and there. Um but also I mean I, I I've I've done a lot of these roles, so you yeah. know, I understand Yeah, you literally started it, on the bottom over there. You know what I mean? Like test guy washed the test truck. You know, you started low level. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, I I think that helps me because um when when somebody is like, Hey I you know, I can't make it in, or I I I want to do this, or I want you know take some time off. I'm I'm always, you know, I kind of understand. I've been watching. I, you know, I see what everybody does on the team. They, you know, we all put in a lot of time and effort, and um, and if you're not happy, then you're not gonna you know, you're not gonna like your job. You know, you're not gonna work hard. And uh, so I try to like be fair with everybody and and make sure that they, you know, are okay with what you know whatever they got going on and um whatever they need if they need something then you know i definitely will you know quiz them on on why and what we need it for and those kind of things but yeah i mean i mean i've so far it's been pretty pretty mellow um um i haven't had to really get too crazy on anybody i guess and and i have to i've already accepted that part of the job coming into it that i'm not going to make everybody I can't please everyone. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be happy, and uh, if I need to to be the dick, basically at some point, then uh, then I will have to. And I learned that from my buddy Double D from Dan Bentley. <laughs> um, <laughs> he told me that I, um, you know, when I took the job, I I kind of called all the guys. Um, I think I talked to you before that on the last show, maybe that I kind of have a relationship with basically every team manager since 1979, which was my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, when I, uh, when I called Dan Bedley, he, he was a little, I don't think he was concerned, but he just kind of gave me some advice and said, Hey, sometimes you gotta be a kind of, kind of be a dick, you know, yeah. and you, you uh, not everybody's going to love that. And um, so, he, you know, obviously I have a lot of respect for for all those guys, but you know, uh, when you know he told me that, I, I I knew that, I realized that, and uh, so you know, you kind of got to step up and not just be the the nice you know guy all the time and um, be ready for whatever whatever you need to do. So, uh, Renthal.com bringing you Lars Lindstrom on the uh, Pop and Mix Show seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Lars? Uh, all right, the the Ken Roxon deal, uh, huge blow to the team to the series. Uh, Kenny won Anaheim one, and then I don't know what the hell has been going on. Props to the transparency in the press release saying he got COVID, and we saw him jet off to Europe um, to do a procedure there. Uh, I spoke to him on a text the other day. I I think he's in Europe again uh, trying to figure out what's going on. That's a tough decision. What he was doing wasn't working for anybody, uh, but that was a tough decision for Honda and everything else. I guess take us through that decision and kind of where that came from, and, and when you, do you think will he be back for nationals? Do you think, or, or what's your look outlook? Yeah, I think that um, you know what was going on wasn't what any of us wanted, um, and you know he he has put a lot of time, a lot of money, um, and effort into trying to to get himself to where he needs to be, and um, it just you know hasn't really been the easiest time for him. Um, for us, you know, mm-hmm. from basically December to now, I mean, he had, he had a lot, he had a really good November, December until he got sick there. And, uh, you know, before that he was really feeling like the old Ken of, you know, uh, from years past. And, uh, and then that, that, that first sickness, which unbelievably wasn't COVID, you know, it was just apparently you can still get sick without COVID. I'm not, I'm not sure if you knew that. Yeah, but, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, he so that really wiped him out, and and he was kind of tweaked from that, and he did you know he didn't and we didn't think that the first Anaheim was going to go very well and then, you know, ends up winning, which was unbelievable. And I think that just kind of shows that Ken Roxon is, is an unbelievable rider, you know, mm-hmm. and he's got this talent that is um, undeniable. And, and that's why it's it's so hard to, uh, you know, not to root for him because um, he can do some special things at, you know, at any time. And, um, but, you know, that – it really just um, it took it all out of him, uh, the sickness before that, and then he wasn't really able to recover from that. And I'm not sure if that's from injuries past and surgeries yeah. and all that stuff, but um, it kind of started snowballing. And then he, you know, he had a really bad Oakland uh, where he crashed, and luckily he didn't get more injured there when Chase ran over his head. Um, and then um, it just kind of, you know, he, he wasn't able to get himself back to where he wanted to, which. I think um, it's kind of a snowball effect with everything, yeah. you know, with, with physical, and then that affects your mental, and then and then the bike feels crappy because of that, and you know, like you know, there's a lot of things there. Um, yeah. So, um, unfortunately, it just it wasn't getting any better, and um, he, you know, he came to us and just wasn't uh, wasn't really in the right mind space and the, and the physical space to be able to to keep going, and it just kind of kept seem, seeming to run himself into the ground. Um, so, yeah, I think um, between him and, and us, we just decided that right now would be a good time for him to, to take this time to, to try to get, you know, anything that, that he thinks from his doctors that could help him recover um, in a, you know, quicker. Yeah. So that he could come back for the Nationals and really put a, you know, fight on for, for a championship there. You know, I, I know that, that you know we definitely are are hungry for a 450 championship um obviously and and he is too and he you know he wants to definitely give it to that give it to us um you know before you know th- this is his last year on his deal you know and you know who knows what's happening next year um whether he, you know he wants to race and i believe he does you know i know that he's he's you know definitely wants to but he's got to figure out if uh if that's something that he is able to do yeah. um but uh but for this coming season i know that his goal is to win that outdoor championship and if if that's what it takes is for him to take the break now get whatever he needs to get done and start you know prepping for for the outdoors then uh it was just seemed like the best choice for all of us yeah, that sucks, man. It's terrible. But like you said, it wasn't going anybody's way there. It was I couldn't believe what I was seeing from Ken Roxon. And, you know, yeah, not good for Honda, not good for him. And I think whether it's, you know, Jason Anderson a few years ago or, or it's happened a few times non-publicly where they say a guy got hurt, but he has he didn't get hurt, like just resetting helps. You think, anyways, because it's week to week, man. It's hard to make gains, hard to get better, hard to do any of that when it's week to week traveling and all that. So, yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, bummer, bummer deal for you guys, though. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Lars Lindstrom on the show, brought to you by Renthal. Renthal.com for more information. Great website. Uh, everything else. So earlier in the season, when Kenny, um, I like, I talked to him at the second round, and he just said he was having a tough time kind of figuring out the bike and everything like that and it, it kind of struck me as weird because it's the second year on that model for him and he was pretty good on it last year as well uh but so you, what you're saying is that like all these other issues that he was having kind of carried over to him not gelling with the bike as well and and did you guys kind of i guess struggle with that with him 
Well, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously we, this is the second year on this chassis and, um, you know, last year we had a lot of success, you know, pretty quickly without a ton of development. Um, luckily because it, it didn't seem like it needed it. Um, there's always going to be weaknesses in, in any bike and especially when, when it comes to supercross because, you know, no bike is really developed for supercross. You know, it's developed for guys like you and me to go ride and, or, you know, just a, a broad spectrum of riders. So, um, but that one, you know, this current bike, 21 and 22, seem to, to be a little bit easier to set up, a little bit less sensitive to change um, compared to the old one. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, we definitely tried to improve in areas that, that we were lacking in last year. And um, we definitely thought we had a, you know, had the bike in that direction. Um and then, you know, he won the first race, so we didn't seem like we had done, you know, we, we seemed like we did our homework, you know, correctly. Um, but uh, then, you know, obviously you always want to improve, and no bike's perfect, so we kind of struggled with him to, to get him into a spot where, where just he's comfortable, and, and the way that he likes a bike set up is not really, you know, perfect for a lot of other riders. Um, so I think that, um, the bike was, could have been better, but at the same time for us, I think the struggle was, you know, are we setting up the bike for a guy that's, that's healthy and, you know, able to, to ride the bike like, like he needs to, or is, are we trying to, to kind of bandaid it for however he feels? And, um, that's tough. You know, I, I don't know if, uh, if we made improvements or not, but, uh, even, uh, Recently, you know, like his qualifying at Dallas, I mean, he was second to Tomac by a tenth or something. It was like right there, not even that, I think it was less than that. So he was able to do, you know, pretty pretty quick lap times on it, and even at Dallas, to, or excuse me, at Daytona. But, um, you know, when it came to the actual race, you know, I, it just didn't seem to work for him. So it was, um, yeah, it was tough to, to try to figure that out right now. And, Hopefully, you know, coming back with uh, if he's rejuvenated and able to, to ride like uh, nor, you know, like he normally, like the Ken Roxon can, mm-hmm. uh, the Ken Roxon of old, um, then you know maybe we'll be able to to get the nail on the head a little bit easier. Uh, we have that LCQ race coming up in Denver. Have you heard about this thing we're doing? I, I did hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay, so the bikes is there, right? Can we put a rider on the bike for this race? <laughs> Who like Chris Batts? Uh, yeah, or, or, you know, can we, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, hey, we're doing an LCQ privateer race. There's 17 riders, five wild cards that I get to pick. And then also, one of you will get a factory Honda for the ride, for the race. <laughs> I was just going to say, you just said that it's a privateer challenge, right? And then you're going to put it Yeah, but, like, but like, imagine if we're like, hey, Devin Raper, <laughs> I know you ride a privateer Cowie, but you can have Ken Roxon's factory Honda or your factory cow or your privateer Cowie. <laughs> You know, like, I, I feel like that'd be awesome. Like, it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. Yeah. Is uh, John Short racing that race? I don't know. I think I know. he wants to. I have wild cards. He's not going to qualify, so I got wild cards, so I may put John Short in. All right. Will you give John well, Short the factory bike? What about what about Hanny? Can we put Hanny in there? No, I think you got to have a supercross license. I don't think the AMA is not going to let that happen. Uh, you can't get one? I thought that Hanny like actually had one, though, because he was doing press day stuff. Yeah, but I think you got to have one. You got to be like signed up for the race and everything. Like I think it's 
Oh, I don't I, know. I thought he still hmm. had his pro card. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he does. Hmm. But um, I don't think. Now, let me think about that. I I, I like it. Um, you know, like you said, it is just sitting there. Yeah, not bad. actually, actually, at that point, it might not be sitting there because um, the truck's coming back after Seattle, and the bike might be off. So just we might leave it screwed. on there. It's two more rounds. <laughs> it's fine. Or I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up in Torrance and drive it to Denver. Should we put you Paul Perbinius on the bike? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, we could do that. That'd be great. <laughs> what about you? What about you? Do you want you want some money? How's your uh, How's your soupy I'm, skills? I might ride for the first time in like six or no, way more than that. I just, since I got my ACL fixed, and uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be ready in that short amount of time. I might need more time, but should we put should maybe? We put, should we put a tank and hand guards on it, and Gothic can can ride? It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that'd be interesting for sure. Yeah, so but you just make it run a lap. But for reals, like uh, you know, Cade was joking around with me about getting on Kenny's bike, and, and you know, you're not going to fill it in, but it, it's so much more than just like you know, hey, let's grab a privateer or let's let's help this guy out. I mean, you you know, you come from that background. You love helping these guys out. I know you give them parts if you can, and you've helped out a ton of guys, especially if you have them in Pulp Mix Fantasy when you played the game. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's so much harder to just be like, why don't they put somebody on Kenny's bike? Like, there's so many hoops to jump through. Yeah, and, um, you know, we don't – I know there's a, there's a lot of teams with uh, sponsors that, that yeah. require a certain amount and all that, and we – a lot of that we don't have a lot of that um which is cool and at the same time um sometimes it's nice to have that right but um i uh if there was a a long you know we've done this before we yeah. we had christian craig on our bike right Freddie so, norn yeah exactly you know, it's it's happened but for what we're doing right now there's just not a, a need you know we have we have three badass riders yeah. um and um and you know, hopefully, this is only very temporary, and then we get Kenny back for the outdoors. So, yeah, um, there's not really a need for that. Although, you know, if there was, then we would start thinking about. It. But you're right; it's not that easy. Um, even the even the privateer guys, you know, like quote unquote privateer guys, are still backed by you know companies that are paying for them to to go to the races and represent them. So, you know, it's gear and it's those sponsors and whatever else. I mean, it does work out sometimes, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's not usually that easy. Um, yeah. But, people people uh, are saying, put yeah. Brayton on the bike. It's like Mike Genova's paying Justin Brayton <laughs> to represent, you know, uh, 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 motor concepts and, and, and what the fuck's the bullfrog. Yeah. Smart talk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. Right. Justin Brayton's not just not going to be like, yeah, see you Genova. Like it's, it's so much harder yeah. than that, you know? So, yeah. You know, one thing that I've seen before, you know, like when I worked with Chad the first year in 11, we were full privateer. Right. And I, I would have to say we can call ourselves full privateer. We built bikes out of production. We used pro circuit parts that Chad paid for. Right. It wasn't free. And, um, you know, he did well. At, at the end, they offered us the works bike, and he did ride it for the last two races. Um, but we are actually had two, two graphics. It's not like we went road under the factory truck. So right, yeah. I guess something like that would happen, if, yep. especially if there was, you know, anything else. Um, but, um, right now we still have, you know, chase who can win anytime. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, the other, the other two riders, jet and hunter. So, pretty um, good too, yeah. yeah, we're represented really well right now. And, um, there's no need for us to, to jump through any hoops to get, you know, especially if we're going to put somebody on the bike that's not going to be at the front with Chase, then um, I'm not sure there's really you know any I, need for that. I would love, though. Like, it would be cool to be like, here, Cade, 
here's the, like, put your SUV graphics on it. You know what I mean? Like, just do what you just said, Lars. Here, Cade, like, here's a factory bike. And just to see how a guy's results would be. Just to see if Cade, I mean, obviously, look, he got 10th this weekend. We know we got a little fortunate with some crashes, but he's been really good all year. It would be a cool story if a guy could take a step up. Or, and, I'm, and I'm on the record of saying, like, the factory bike is not the magic button. It is not, you know, you could not just jump on it and say get five spots better. There's just, just the bike doesn't make that much difference. But it would be cool. To, yeah. It would be cool to see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know me. I'm like you too. I, I think that stuff is cool. Yeah. Those stories are cool. And maybe in the future we'll do something like that, that, that just yeah. is a feel-good story and, you know, whatever. But, um, but you're right. <clears throat> it's not 1985 anymore, you know. Like, if you put some struggling privateer on a factory hunt in 85, it might make a big, might yeah. make a big difference. Um, I mean, if we put a, if we put a guy like Kate or someone on our bike, I mean, the 450 right now is so good, you know, in any, yeah. um, you know, any production form or anything like that. I think that what we would do for him as far as, yeah, I think the bike would be a, quite a bit better, but, um, just putting him on some kind of program and giving him the confidence, it, I, I would hope that he would do quite a bit better. And, you know, we could well, probably tailor the bike to him, whatever, but, um, yeah, unfortunately, man, production bikes are good right now. Dude, look at you Chiz. Know? Chiz is riding with a muffler, race cast, and ignition. <laughs> but and, he's Chiz. Yeah. You know, and, the, and he's getting 13th and 14th on a bike that you could literally just put together and roll it out. Stock motor. Yeah. Stock everything. Well, I mean, look at you know. look at Carnow literally buying yeah. a bike right. that, you know, yep. and then the next day putting it in the main. Right. So. And if you put A-Ray on it, would you have enough parts? <laughs> right, yeah. So. Yeah, that's the only problem there. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, Lars. Hey, man, thanks for – oh, wait, we got a question for you from Cody. Cody's on line three. Cody, what's up? What's your question for Lars Lindstrom? Hey, thank you all, gentlemen, for your time. Steve, thanks for all you do for the moto community. Kellen, you too. I'm a big fan of your gaming YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, my question for Lars is, you know, being a, a BA rider who made a main event and being a mechanic – uh, you know, hearing so much of Steve talk about is him and Tim, Timmy against the world. Do you find that experience coming into your management role in, influence the way maybe you stand up more for the riders or you maybe can understand where they're coming from more and that can help you convey certain situations to the higher-ups? Also, Cody, Cody, he worked for – he wrenched from McGrath. I mean – Fuck me. Oh, <laughs> he wrenched from a girl. I have one of McGrath's jerseys. My dad drew a picture of him like a character and gave it to him at one of the signings in Houston, and McGrath gave us his jersey after the race. Yeah, nice, nice. So, Lars, what about it? What Does your role help you out a little bit uh, when you talk to Japan or, you know, anybody else? Um, yeah, I think it helps me, and it probably hurts me in, in some ways, too, because um, <laughs> um, I think that it helps because I can understand when they're telling me, the bikes doing this and I can see that too. And, you know, um, you know, that I can, I can kind of understand what, what, what they're talking about. Um, and, uh, and also when they don't want to jump something or something like that, or they're, they're hesitant to go into the whoops as fast as somebody else, you know, it, it, you know, I can, I can feel that too. You know, I'm like, yeah, are you, obviously I know how difficult it is. It's <laughs> right. not easy. I mean, at that level, it's unbelievably hard and they make it look so easy. Right. Um, so I, I think that helps in kind of understanding where they're coming from. But also, I kind of feel like some of the other guys that have never done that before, they have the 
kind of the balls to tell them, like, what are you doing? Just, just do it. You know, it's, it's that guy's doing, you know, jump the jump. and then kind of get into it, you know, like yeah. where they're, where they're almost mad at them for not doing it. And like, you know, a lot of dads are like that too, right? They're, they'll tell their kid, go jump that double. And maybe I would tell my kid like, well, that's kind of gnarly. I, w- I wouldn't do it. But then the kid goes and jumps a double and they push their kid to be even better. And maybe some managers do the same thing. I mean, that, that could be a benefit sometimes that you don't realize how gnarly it is. Um, so, but as far as, um, you know, I, I think it's mainly a benefit just being able to, you know, understand what they're talking about. And if I need to uh, argue something that, uh, that we need to get for them or something like that, it, it, I think that that is a pretty good asset, you know, of mine to, to be able to give them. So yeah, just jump yeah. the jumps. I like that one, <laughs> Cody. I like that. Yeah. that that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks well, for that, that good know, question though. Yeah. Yeah, Lars, you you know, you've had a lot of highs this uh, season with Jet, and you've had uh, some lows, you know, with the Roxon situation. But I just want to say, man, you're doing a great job, and uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Cody. Appreciate it, man. Uh, all right, Lars, hey, thanks for calling in so late. I appreciate you being honest about it. And, uh, and yeah, good job with Chase and bummer about Kenny and the Jets amazing and Hunter's having a good season too. So uh, somehow they're all pulling together. I mean, I think you'd be better if you got rid of that droopy guy but you know that's just my opinion so you know whenever whenever yeah. somebody gets mad at me for something i say or i write i'm like tell, blame shane drew and they, and they look at me like what are you talking about and i'm like if it wasn't for shane drew i wouldn't be in this country because yep. shane brought me down to be a mechanic back in the day so you know yeah 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 i've heard that before yeah blame shane drew uh all right lars thanks man appreciate it yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. All right, see you later. That's Lars Lindstrom, everybody. Brought to you by Renthal. Renthal.com. The uh, 9 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at ORW. Uh, Marks, have you gone mobbing yet? I have not. I, I had a busy weekend. But, oh, uh, my God. Uh, oh, it's so frustrating. What is so frustrating? I just got it like two weeks ago. ORW installing the uh, SDI e-click suspension Onto uh, Marx's Raptor. Off-Road Warehouse sponsoring the Club MX team, too. They, you see that ORW butt patch on Enzo and Phil and Marchbanks and these guys. Uh, ORW, uh, please check that out. Pulp MX code to save. Offroadwarehouse.com. Get your bike to the track and style and performance from Off-Road Warehouse. They've got uh, uh, industry's leading brands there. They're staffed by a knowledgeable, experienced team. Plus, they install everything they sell. Uh, was the installation good, Marks? Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, uh-huh. super, super easy. Uh, and I will say, even on the street, that thing makes a difference it's very nice very 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 nice and i haven't even gone mobbing yet so well please let us know on the mobbing there will be mobbing uh thank you to sdi for getting us the e-click shock uh, system for marx's raptor sdi was founded in 2005 they're a, a one-stop shop for hard to get oem mx suspension parts uh they've got uh, tons of stuff for utvs that's really where they're crushing it right now they got the e-click shocks for ford raptors utvs and more jeeps as well e-click is available for all of that the code is pulp mx to save it's suspension direct uh, dot com. Please check out suspensiondirect.com. And uh, again, UTV stuff, shocks, hard to find uh, suspension parts, uh, all of that available at suspensiondirect.com. Code is PulpMX to save. Thank you to those guys. Uh, let's get to our next caller here. <laughs> oh, shit. That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. What's up, Jamie? <laughs> What's up, Steve? Another night at Pulp Mex. How's the show been so far for you? How's the show been so far far for you? Dude, Kellen is so fucking knowledgeable. He rules. Racer X is killing it. 
Oh, yeah, all the, all the uh, resurrection employees. He's just yeah, sucking yeah. up to wow. me, I feel like, a little bit. He's, <laughs> he's on your corner because he's doing a privateer profile. So, you know, I mean. Are you kidding? Yeah, I yeah. just did one on Logan in December, Kellen, but that's all right, man. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. sorry. Look, a story came up, and I felt like I should go down and just hear the side. Yeah, uh, I, agree. I, agree. <laughs> I agree. You should. It's a big story. Who, uh, who was on the wrap-up last? Did anybody listen to the wrap-up show last week? I did, yeah. Oh, and who was Vincent on Vincent Murphy and RJ Wageman. How'd they do? How was it? That was yep. awesome. It was awesome. Well, here's the thing, right? Awesome. You you pick on Dark Side and this wrap up show and all this stuff like that. But I'll tell you what I love about it is that it's not even really like a wrap up show so much anymore. It's like that's he, right. He, he well, he gets guys on that are interesting to hear from. Like it, these are cool privateers, and they react to the like the same topics that you guys are talking about in the show. So it's that's like an not extension. what I want to hear, Kellen. It's just it's cool that's because not it's what like, I want to hear. It's like an extension he's, of the show. He's got the pony pod for that. <laughs> That's the pony pod. (laughs) My show doesn't talk about your show. The wrap-up show is still talking about your show. Yeah, but you can ask RJ and Murphy on the pony pod about, you know, whatever we talk about. Like, it's because it's the topics of the sport. I'm saying it's cool, though. Like, run with it. I'm not even going to listen now. I'm Uh, not even going to listen. All right, whatever. I'll just get mad. (laughs) He's Since the haircut, he is... Gone his own way in every which uh, way. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Why are you? No, man. Why are you so passionate about Dolly Parton and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, uh, I, I just who said I was passionate? Just because I re- reposted it? I mean, I feel like that must be pretty close to your heart to, to put out <laughs> something like that on well, your social. So yeah, Eddie Trump posted that, and he's a big, you know, big guy in the music business. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's so many great bands that are rock and roll that have been ignored. And then people like Dolly Parton and no disrespect to LL Cool J or whatever, that's not rock and roll, but they're getting in. And then there's bands that, you know, hard rock bands or classic rock bands that deserve to be in that aren't. Who's who's, who's not in that should be in. Dude, I don't don't even know off the top of my head right now. I couldn't even (laughs) remember because some have gotten in in the last few years that have been um, that had been ignored. I'm trying to remember. There's I somebody mean, okay, first of all, just passed away. It's a fan it's vote, like, right? It's a fan vote lately. Haven't that? Is that not how they've been I, doing it? I think it's yeah. There's people that you that get the option, like like Eddie Trunk. He, he's a voter, so they get. It's not just fan vote. I think there is a fan vote for part of it, okay. but there's still like a board or whatever. You know, a, a group of people that they right. acknowledge get a, a vote. Is Rush? In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes, I okay, believe they are. Good. Yeah. Like yeah, I think they got in. Yeah. Marks, do you have any feelings on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I sure do not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. The, ra- the Rap cool and Roll that, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I just thought it was cool that Dolly was like, like, I don't deserve to be in this. I'm not Rock and Roll. I mean, that's... Wow. That's, I think that was... A, I mean, could it be called yeah. the Music Hall of Fame, I guess, more than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if they change it to the Music Hall of Fame, then I guess uh, there would be no argument there, right? Right, right. What I'm getting from this is it's very nice that there's just Hall of Fame arguments aplenty. It doesn't just yeah. stick to just baseball, just, just baseball, which is what I care about. Right, right. Or <laughs> hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hockey's real d- d- divisive, too, yeah. for sure. But, I mean, honestly. Yeah, like if, you know, would Chris Betts go in the Hockey Hall of Fame? No, he's not fucking hockey. <laughs> do, you think, do you think the Pulp Show should get in the, like, a Moto Podcast Hall of Fame? Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be the first entry, I would think. Oh, there we go. Mr. Brightside. The first and still best? 
Original is still best. Oh, yeah, that one? Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, the wrap-up show, if it's the way it's going, you're going to fucking get canceled. <laughs> that might happen. I don't know. Ask him but, about the show yeah. and what we said. We do. They, they do. And it's it's still we good. It's funny. Do. The reactions are good. But I do like that there's still a little bit more of like, Either. you know, what do you, what do you guys think of Daytona? He asked them. because well, They should have their own show on the Pony Pod. Oh, my God. So, Jesus. Steve, Marks, do you listen? You talked listen? about Daytona. You said Daytona sucks. It should be taken off. I, JT doesn't agree with that. Hey, Vince, what do you think? No, they're fucking, you know, Steve's ridiculous. That's, that's a ridiculous response. Of course it shouldn't be taken off. I don't listen every week, no. I try to I try to when I can. Okay. I listen to when drop, I think so. they might be talking about me. I listened to the one after Yari was in. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did, right? Sixth time over there. Wants to see what Yari's going to be on this week. Good job, sixth time. Yari's on this oh. week. Yeah, Yari's wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. Oh. <laughs> he was He was worried. Nah, this week I got uh, Jason Murr from Grill Your Ass Off and uh, Clay Olson from PDR Performance Race Tech Service Center in Minneapolis. Can you make sure to to, to pump up the Grill Your Ass Off stuff? It's really good, and I want to keep getting it free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I always, like, anytime Kiefer After Dark's on, when we wrap up, I still mention Grill Your Ass Off, even though they're not a sponsor of the wrap-up show. Right. I love beating my meat. Okay. All right. We ran out of our yeah. care package of it, so we bought more. Oh, wow. We, we I'll give you some before you leave. I have some. Uh, I mean, no, I have yeah. lunch, so I'll give okay. you some. Yeah, right. just to stock up. Uh, I was yeah. supposed to get some last time I was there, but we forgot. Pulpamex uh, code to save at grillyourassoff.com. And honestly, I got to reevaluate the wrap up show, it sounds like. <laughs> clippy, clippy. <laughs> well, hopefully, you won't do that. Well, yeah, hopefully, that doesn't happen. Fuck you. We yeah, wrap up. We wrap up. And then sometimes it goes into other topics. Dark side, who should I? What should I do for the uh, five wild cards for the Yamaha race? Man, that's tough. The, have you decided if like four fifty guys you're gonna let four fifty guys in? No, the four fifty guys like, are in. Can like, or I mean two fifty guys. Sorry, no. like two fifty guys can come in, right? Like Carnell. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like I can put two fifties in there, and I, I feel like there'll be. I, I'm saying right now seventeen guys and then five wild cards, but like RJ. RJ's hurt. He's not going to make the race, and so I'll need six wild cards. You know, like I feel I'll have more wild yeah. cards than, than, than five. And so, yeah, like, why not a 250 guy? I, I think that's good. I, you know, I, I'd throw out my guy, John Short. I he texted John's me. A good guy. He texted me about it. Did he? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like he's got a factory Honda if he wants it, too. Yeah, yeah, Lars is <laughs> yeah. all about that. <laughs> Dude, I just I texted him just a minute ago. Said you better go talk to Lars this weekend, <laughs> even if it's not. You need to go at least put your face up there and like, hey, I'm here. Why did he? But, um, uh, why did Lars bust John Short out of nowhere? I don't know. Has he tested for them ever or something? He rode Hondas, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's talked to Geico a couple years ago, but that's all. You know, went over talked to some of those guys, right. but as right. far as factory Honda, not that I know. Of, but yeah. they, yeah, that means that Lars is aware of them at least. By the way, the Yamaha LCQ race, Denver, Friday, we're working on uh, uh, getting it on social or getting it on video or whatever. But I also want to thank the folks at Blowfish. Blowfish for Hangover stepped up, gave us some money, and uh, we're going to give some of that money into the purse of this thing. Blowfish is a hangover remedy that actually works. When you wake up, drop two tablets in water and drink when the fizzing stops. Uh, the only hangover product recognized by the FDA it starts to work in 10 or 15 minutes. It kills the headache, wakes you up, gentle on the stomach. This sounds like it's all good for Talon. Or Yar Yar. Yes. <laughs> Marks? After a long night of... Yeah. 
Uh, Pulp 22 at 4hangovers.com. 4hangovers.com. Pulp 22 is a code to save. I could have used this Saturday of Daytona because the Friday night was not good. What happened? Did you know that Uber charges 150 bucks if you throw up on their in their car? Oh, jeez. Uh, I feel like there's a story here. That 150 we bucks. Wait a minute. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was you? I cannot be. confirm or deny. Oh, my goodness. I dude. haven't heard about this. You told me that you... you got tuned up a little bit on Friday. I didn't know it was that tuned up. Oh, I got $150 for cleaning. I think Weege Weege. would have just committed suicide. <laughs> Weege just sort of slit his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I was not aware of this. I'm getting tuned up over here, bro. Yeah. So, anyways. Tuned up, bro. <laughs> Man, I, I want to hear the story. 4hangovers.com, Pulp 22, available at CVS, GNC stores, Amazon as well. These guys, Blowfish for Hangovers, are giving us money to give to the privateers again. So, again, uh, 20 prizes. Are the prizes up? We're good? Uh, yes, they are. Uh, prizes are up. 20, 20 prizes. Yeah. 20 prizes. Uh, first prize is a 2022 YZ450. Thank you to Yamaha for that. And you can win 19 other prizes. Tickets are 30 bucks. All the money goes to privateers. Thank you to guys at Blowfish as well. So, it's awesome. Can nice. we skip tweets and do your story instead? <laughs> My story <laughs> about throwing up in the Uber? No, I was, it was nothing special. I just got too drunk. That's a, I mean, you know, not, like we didn't do anything. But you don't really drink. I don't, and that's probably why I got drunk. Like, yeah, I don't really drink. Hmm. You're right. So, that's exactly what happened. Hmm. So, oh, Dustin, Dustin knows about Dustin. You're aware of this Uber fee? Oh, yes, I am. Uh, well, my ex is, uh, we were leaving a wedding, and apparently she had a little bit too much, and halfway to dropping her friend off, um, yeah, right inside the little glove door in the back seat, filled that thing up, and then her cousin or her friend dipped out, and my wife at the time was losing her mind because she was afraid she was going to lose her rating in a Uber as an Uber client. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. So I think it was about $175 because they had to have the car completely detailed, not just, you know, cleaned out. Yeah. And there was, a, I think she dropped a star. Uh, wow. Yeah. I uh, dropped so a star, that too. Is, that's, that's, that's big. That's absolutely, yeah. It was an absolutely true. And she was sweating that thing for days. Well, I, uh, what, what the worst thing was, was I not realizing sort of what, because it wasn't in the Uber, it was out the window. Okay. Well, see, okay, you're better off. Well, no, but then, and then so we got done. I apologized to the guy. I got done. We got home. What did the guy say? Was he like, oh, no problem? No, no. I was saying to him, I was telling him to pull over, and he didn't pull over. And, 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 um, so I was saying, pull over, like, you know, I'm going to throw up. He never did. And then I leaned out the window and threw up. Yeah. I probably got some inside the car. You never know. Right. But, anyways, the point is, I tipped him. Mm -hmm. I tipped him pretty good because I'm like, oh, shit, I threw out the window of his Uber. Right, but so like he didn't say anything. No, like, he didn't say a word. Wow. So I was like, okay, I tipped him because I'm like, oh shit, like I better tip this guy pretty good. So I tipped him pretty good. Well, guess what? I woke up in the morning, hundred fifty dollar charge, and then that great tip. It might just be policy, like they they have well, to do it for each time. I, I you feel like the yeah, driver could have said something. It's a sanit I think it's something with sanitary uh, being sanitary or yeah. something. But yeah, it's. The look on that Uber face, man, was just eye roll and like, oh, like son of a bitch. Like, I don't mind the, I don't mind the hundred fifty dollars. Like, whatever, I did it. My bad. You know, I suck. I'm a loser. I can't hold alcohol. I get that. But then I want my tip back. <laughs> I want my <laughs> fucking tip back. Dude, that that's where I'm at. I smell your head. 
is that actually in the fine print? Because I never went back and looked because I didn't pay for it. No, I didn't I look either. I really wonder if that's in there. I don't look either, but yeah, I, I do. I would love to see we just we just face it, to see <laughs> oh, that. So he pro- oh, he's pretty fast. I can imagine him just dipping out and running. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, there we go, everybody. That's your tip of the night. So, uh, all right, Dark Side. Um, anything else? Uh, well, you, a couple other names that I think you know. I, I texted you about Richard Taylor. I think it'd be a good one. Hardy Munoz because he's is is Richard going to be healed? Or, is Richard going to be healed up by then? He thinks he's going to be ready by Denver. That's yeah. what he said in my most recent privateer profile. Oh, wow. Well, I'm racing. So, he, he said he wants in. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, and a guy like Hardy Munoz, who you just never know where he's going to end up, uh, you know, Jeremy Hand, those guys would all be good. Yeah. Are you trying with these five wild cards to find people that could win it or that are, like, feel-good stories? No, or yeah, just they, they just got to be nice guys to me. Uh, okay. Like, I just got to be like, yeah, you're cool. You're in. That's it. I don't, you know, like, I, I don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. So like, you'd, you'd pull one of the amateurs that's a fan of the show up? No, I think you've got to be <laughs> racing. But, but no, I, I would uh, – D would probably win. Um, yeah. You know, like just, hey, you're a good guy. I've known you for a long time. You yeah. can probably use the money. Here, you're in the race. You know what I mean? That, yeah. t- that type of yeah. guy. Like, yeah, no no, no, uh, no real qualifiers, qualifiers other than that, which is awesome that I could just be like, yeah, you're a dick. You're out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like there's a racer that may have made this top 17. Like Josh Hill, I'll, just, I'll say it. Josh Hill w- yeah. might have made this top seventeen. Zero fucking chance he was racing my race. Mm. And if he wanted to race, I wouldn't pay him a dime. Would you have done the same thing he did to you at the party and like go tap yes, on his shoulder? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, hey, mm, yeah, you're gonna have to go. Yeah, you, <laughs> oh you're gosh. not allowed in. So you know what I mean? So yeah, that's how the race works. And I, and if you don't like it, too fucking bad. Yeah, but that's just my. That's yeah, your show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm di- I'm giving the money up. I'm raising the money thanks to Yamaha, and that's how I would roll. Yeah. So. Uh, Pony, any more any more reaction to the hair haircut? Uh, yeah, I mean, I still run into people that haven't seen me yet—family, friends, whatever—that I haven't seen in a while. That you know, it's all positive. Everybody likes it's it. All positive. Mm. You're welcome. You know, You're fucking welcome. Mm. One thing I'd forgotten though is how often you gotta get your fucking haircut. Like, I, you know, I gotta go spend twenty five fucking bucks every couple weeks to get my haircut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't gotta go to a stylist. Yeah, I mean, I can't just go like the local barber for ten bucks. I mean, you gotta you know do something with it. And Jilly looks too fucking far away. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's already grown out so much. It needs to be cut again. Well, call Jilly. Call Jilly. Get her down there. <laughs> it's a long way away. Yeah, I meet her halfway. Drive halfway. <laughs> Gargle <laughs> cock. She's worth. She'd be worth it. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, what about anal bleaching? Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, man. And and again, please let's work on that wrap up show a little bit. All right. Hey, we're killing. It's getting. It's getting better every week. No oh boy. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Pony. See you, man. All right. That's Jamie. You guys Weeder, are all pussies. Everybody. Uh, Ride Engineering. Ride-Engineering.com. The new CRF 250 and 450 handle amazingly well, but they can't be a handful on high-speed tracks. Ride Engineering makes a bolt-on bracket to add back to show a damper that comes stock on 2016 and older models. Remember this thing on the behind the front number plate? A little. Shock absorber. Yeah. Dampener. Uh, combine it with the triple clamps and incorporate the lower mount. Triple clamps are available in two offsets, uh, stock 22 or 23 and a half. Clamp 649, bracket 49, damper start at 275. Pulp Fan 20 discount at ridedesengineering.com. Pulp Fan 20 discount code saves you at ridedesengineering.com. All right, it's time for the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. No, that's my mom. It's the Motosport.com Tweets at Talon segment. 
Motorsport.com, everybody, please check them out. Uh, great products, OEM and aftermarket parts. They'll dial you in. They got customer service, dedicated team of gearheads that are waiting for you, and they really know what's going on. Use the banner on Pulpamex or Pulpamexshow.com, and we appreciate it. Uh, please check out Motorsport.com. These questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter, and the guy in the corner takes the best one. Reads them to us. All right, first one from Brad JMX 95 for Kellen. What's a gear company from the 2000s you'd want to bring back? No Fear, Alloy, Oxbow, One Industries? Oh, no Fear out of that group, I'd say. No Fear was right. Got rad. it, right? Yeah. I, uh, first race I ever won, though, on oh, wow. a 65, I was okay, wearing alloy, alloy gear. Just slide that right yeah. in there. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do we have that drop? Uh, oh, yeah, okay, I don't good, have yeah. it. It's super... Right now. <laughs> okay. Sorry, but I still have uh, the little like leg patch, so it's like the alloy logo yep. from from winning that race. So, wow. yeah, I picked I don't two think from get a blowjob before the main event. Was that oh, you? Okay, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah. All right. I got another from Brad JMX uh, for you, Steve. Can we get a story from your wrenching days? Did you get lost while driving, unload Timmy or Birdwell's bike, and ride a local track? Did you ever race a Wednesday night fair race? No, I did. Yeah, I did. Um. 97 working for birdwell he might have got hurt at this point or maybe not i don't know but my brother was wrenching on a road race team like american road racing and they were racing in brainerd minnesota so i diverted i don't know if birdwell was hurt or he wasn't there but i diverted to brainerd to watch some superbike motorcycle street bike racing it was boring as fuck <laughs> and and then i I heard about or I read about a local race at a fair race in Minnesota. I don't know where it was. I cannot tell you where it was. But I went there and and showed up in a box van. And it was like a little mini stayed race. And I raced Birdwell's bike. I had LBZ. No, sorry. I had extreme over-the-boots riding gear. Yes. <laughs> That's all I had on the truck. So I had gray extreme over-the-boots riding gear, Birdwell jersey, kind of tight. Uh, and a, and a helmet and everything else, and I raced, and uh, I don't know. I think I did okay. Like I remember, I was top five or something, some some fair race, and I don't even remember what class. And then the best part was we were sponsored by Pirelli. Hopefully, nobody's listening to this from Pirelli. I sold some Pirelli tires to other <laughs> racers after the race to make some money, and then I went on my merry way. It was amazing. Yeah, wow. I just went stopped at a local race, number eighty nine kx250 <laughs> raced and sold some tires and left they still talk about you at that track to this day they're like remember when that guy came remember that weirdo guy with the, he was with just the selling baggy, tires baggy gear <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that that uh, yeah, that's funny i did in minnesota years ago 97 i think all right from oh and then fmf honda i was a mechanic for fmf honda we were at uh we were in ohio in steubenville ohio that's where the race shop was don't ask why i don't know why <laughs> My buddy and I, Stevie Van Zylen, took up some XR600s that we had for shop bikes and rode them to a track to go race on the street and then raced our XR600s and the tool bags were flying off and the, everything was, the light, light was bouncing around and we had a dice of death, I think for the lead. I swear to God, I think it was for the lead. He got me, I remember. But we raced XR600s, handguards on, and then we, went, we drove home with our lights on, <laughs> beeping our horn back to the race shop. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, my gosh. I wonder where that track was. I got to ask Stevie where that track was. All right. Uh, from Dobson110, what are the chances that we see double Supercross motocross champion in both 450 and 250 this year? Will be the first time in the modern era of four strokes. Like Jet and then Eli? Tomac, yep. Probably since like RC James or something. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. Because, um, like, yeah, didn't didn't Dungeon Villapoto, like, alternate? Oh, he's talking 250 class, too. Yeah, yeah both at the both same at time. This, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm to think last uh, time yeah, I don't know. Sure, yeah. Right on. Cool, man. Maybe we'll see it. <laughs> cool. I, I don't know. Like, what do you, like, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. It's not like we've never seen it before. Do you think you'll see it this year, though, with Tomac and Sure. Jim? Yeah, I think so. Sure. That's yeah. definitely very possible. Yeah. Yeah. From Lax Defense Coach, with Cody Shock's injury, has his window to potentially earn a factory 250 ride closed with such a small sample of Supercross results? No. No, he could yeah, no, heal up, and nobody remembers those things if you crush it at the races when you come back. From Storkin MXS, Kellen, you might know him. I don't know. Uh, Kellen, how do you stay motivated streaming, especially when streaming alone? That stuff killed me. Guess it's kind of the same for Mathis, force behind the grind. What do you mean? How do you stay motivated for streaming alone? I think he's saying, so, like, there's times that, like, I'll stream these outdoor races for this game, yep. right? And it's just me. So it's kind of like the Malin thing, right, where he's just talking to himself oh. for, like, five hours at a time. And they're like, how do you stay? Are you, you saying, calling video games? Yeah. You're calling people playing video games? Yeah. But that's like how that's part of your systems, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. saying, how do you stay, uh, I guess, like, motivated? Well, you to, make money. That's your job. Yeah, I, mean, I don't make that much money, but yeah, like I, I would say that the you just gotta like ingrain yourself in, in whatever's going on. In this case, there's a cool video game race going on that I'm calling, and you just have to kind of like live vicariously through it. I would say, like in your case, there's a cool show going on right now, and you have there, to, you know, this show is never tough to get up for. Like I, I always enjoy it. Yeah, there's always a lot of topics. I enjoy the co-hosts. I enjoy interacting with everybody. But there are definitely podcasts that I do where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that podcast right now. Like, right. You know what I right. mean? Uh, but yeah, you get into it. You, you sit down. It's your job. You grind away. You never stop grinding. You just that's how you that's how you succeed in life. Yeah, there's definitely times. That's that, my motivational like, thing from a podcaster. Well done. Thank there's you. definitely times going to these broadcasts. I'm like, man, this yeah. is, is going to be a grind and whatever. And then you start doing it and, and you're like, oh, this isn't bad. Do you get a jack in the box before you? And that helps. Yeah, you? tons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to Jack in the Box after the show. There we go. Yep. I asked him if he wanted Jack in the Box for dinner tonight. <laughs> I would have done it. I would have done it. And he said, we should get something better than Jack in the Box. Yeah. I definitely did not say that, but you I mean, can you can uh, run with maybe it. Maybe Pookie said that. Sure. Somebody said we got to get something better than Jack <laughs> I don't in the think Box. I got it last night, so I mean, right. I've had my fill in the last I, 24 hours. but I noticed how you were silent when Betts was on the line. What do you mean? Silent about the Jack in the Box thing. I forgot. I meant to bring it up. Go ahead, call him back. Bring it up. My my biggest gripe with you guys in that whole thing uh -huh. is that you guys were just crapping on me in the text group, mm -hmm. and then you called bets, and then you called JT, and you're like, "Ha ha, let's just continue to crap on him." And you never called me to say like, "Can you explain this? Defend this? Whatever." You just got into a big let's crap on Kellen Fest on the show. And yeah, why, why would we want? Why would, <laughs> why would we want not want you to? We don't want you to chime in. We want to crap yeah, on you. Whatever. Fuck my ass. I mean, your take on Jack in the Box being in the top five is insane. Stand by. Wow. Y'all sleeping on them tacos though. Taco, <laughs> yeah. Sleeping on them. Tacos. I told him today the sour jacks aren't so bad. So the egg rolls and uh, ultimate cheeseburger. Just, not bad. No, I'm saying. <laughs> Any place that makes burgers and egg rolls, like stay away. No, dude, you can get whatever you want. Hey, you got Mexican, you got egg rolls, you got Mexican, you got burgers. Get whatever you want. Stay away. One stop shop. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, from Filator. If Anderson, are good, though. the commercials are really good. They're funny. I think they bought Del Taco too. Oh boy. 
If Anderson is out for Indy, does Cowie temporarily fill his spot or just skip Indy? No, Who would even be available skip, to fill in? But Anderson yeah. will race. Yeah, Anderson will race. It's too. It's way too soon for them to. I mean, Tickle. Tickle's waiting, but I don't feel like they would throw him in in a week. Yeah, I don't think so yep. either. Jacket on the parade lap wants to know what's more disappointing: Dylan Supercross season after his outdoor performance, or Weege's burnout. Weege's burnout. <laughs> we should have learned. We should have learned our lesson with Zacho from Dylan. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we need to stop rating the outdoor stuff as you know as a kicker to your Supercross series. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Right. Yeah. By the way, that guy's what's his name? Jackets on the parade lap or whatever. Yep. I wanted to bring this up, and it's probably too late because we're going long, but I wanted you to tell the story about why you do those tweets because I asked you and you told me, but I had always wanted to know, and maybe the fans do. They said about when I was a mechanic? Was that why? Yeah. Yeah. So as a mechanic, I, n- I hated – nothing I hated more. Well, <laughs> lots of things I hated more. One of the things I hated most was my rider saying I need to have a jacket – to bring down to the line for a fucking parade lap. I'd be like, okay, wait. You're in a stadium of 65,000 people. You're riding 30 seconds, maybe a minute, from the truck to the stadium. You're in a stadium of 65,000 people that's most likely covered. Your fucking adrenaline is going. You're about to race a race, and you need a fucking jacket to stay warm? (laughs) Yes. Okay, but then what? Well, then you have to hold the jacket. So you're the mechanic. You... I, so a couple times I put jackets over the, the rails behind the starting gate. They would go missing. People would take them. So now you got to hold the jacket, put it in front of you, keep it like a baby Yoda, <laughs> you know, in your area. You, you, you got you to put it in the ground. You got to step on it. You can't step on it. You got to watch it. You got jackets everywhere. Everyone's got their jacket. Like, fuck off. I don't want to watch <laughs> a fucking jacket. If you want to get your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, or if you're prepared to just throw this jacket away, no problem. <laughs> But your fucking jacket shouldn't be my responsibility. I already got fucking goggles, a water bottle, a fuel bottle, a fanny pack, a tire cart, a fucking boot. Like, (laughs) I already have everything. I don't want your fucking jacket. And that's why I hate those fucking jackets on parade laps. All right. So the guys that don't wear jackets, is that what I said? Is that what I told you? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. The guys that don't wear the jacket, thank you. (laughs) Thank you to to those people. Because your mechanic doesn't want your fucking jacket and have to deal with it. Oh, my gosh. I, I think it. Kelly Smith. I think it was Kelly Smith. It might have been Nick. One of the jackets went missing because after they gave it to me, I just put it on the railing. Yeah. And it was gone. And they were fucking irate. And I'm like, you make thousands of dollars. Why not a fucking jacket? <laughs> well, I don't like, know. You, you told know. me one ride. I don't remember who, but you put the jacket on the ground at one point. Yes. Just so you could yeah, know, you, do something. Yeah, you're pit boarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when you gave it back to him, they were all pissed yeah. off because it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. had dirt on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> the whole thing. Like, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> That's, so that, that's that, the story yeah, behind the, Mathis's tweets before the main event yep. saying how many jackets are out Yeah, because that nothing bugged there me more. Go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got everything, man. I cannot be responsible for you to stay warm. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Put on a fucking T-shirt if you want to stay warm. Or bring a jacket, but then I don't get it yourself. I'm not your mom. Uh, All right. Love it. We get this one almost every week, so I'm going to ask it this time from Maddie820. What's the latest with Triumph and Beta? Well, you tell us, Beta guy. You tell us, Beta guy. The bike was supposed to be uh, released last fall. Still haven't seen Mm. it. But Horbeek's still on it. They're racing it. They're not going overseas, right? Did I see that? What do you mean? Beta's not going? 
to the flyaway? I guess I I, I didn't hear oh, that. Did I maybe? did I dream that? Maybe maybe oh, I don't know. Okay, seems weird. They have a two rider team. Yeah, thought I heard. Oh, uh, anyways, uh, Triumph's coming. Uh, Bobby Hewitt's going to run it. I think Scuba Steve's going to manage it. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do for riders or anything. Tedesco wow. Tedesco's been R and Ding it. You know, that's like a. I, I feel like that's a pretty big win for them to get Hewitt and Scuba. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But is it one of those things where Triumph's like, hey man, we got a bike. We don't really want the team, Bobby. You could run the team and get sponsors. And then Triumph's like, sure, Triumph's but like cool. I mean, that combo still has proven to be, sure. you know, championship winning combo. Right. So Okay. From Devin Burrell, since he goes by a different name now, will Justin Anderson start calling in? No. It's just, yeah. Uh, from Ryan Hargrave, 431. I, just, I got so many D- DMs. And, and what about Justin Anderson? Like, I, I covered it. Like, I don't get it. Like but, I said, like, it's my, not the end of the world. My friends today were like, "If you're if you're not ranting about Justin Anderson, I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I didn't even watch the show. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, man. Uh, from Ryan I mean, it's Hargrave, bad. it's bad. They should have sure, him, but, but we're moving on. Yeah, exactly. Theoretically, if the World Supercross guys wanted to have a round in the U.S., is there anything preventing that? Does the AMA have to be involved? Uh, no, but they said on my podcast, you might want to go listen to the Steve Mathis podcast with Adam Bailey and uh, Ryan Sanderson of Supercross Global that they want to have around in the, in America. Now, for all you youngsters out there, in O two, AMA Supercross sold the Supercross right AMA Pro Racing sold the Supercross rights to a company called Jam Sports. Jam Sports was going to run a Supercross series in America and couldn't book any buildings. Couldn't book any stadiums. Because the folks at Clear Channel told the stadiums if you book a supercross race you won't get a monster jam you won't get a concert you won't get any of our business if you book with jam sports and so jam sports is like wtf then they sued and it came out in a court of law that clear channel was doing that and the jam sports guys i think got 30 million dollars i tried to do a story on this i I got nowhere with it but anyways there was you know basically a, a compete clause that you know clear channel fucked up mm-hmm. there was an email that they found saying don't book these guys and so shortly after all that that's when clear channel went to the fim to get the sanctioning and then they got the supercross back but at some point so my my only thing to the supercross global guys is what buildings will they get and how will that go because that's fucking political coliseum rose bowl dude i know right you'd have to go somewhere that the current series doesn't go to because there'll be some sort of exclusive backdoor channel of Feld telling the stadiums do not book these guys yeah uh, there's a lot of stadiums yeah, so. yeah yeah there are there are so it's just a little interesting so last one from mac mcguire steve your opinion on kids getting paid when they haven't done squat is well known how do you feel about tampa bay wasting one and a half mil at least on bets and getting nothing i'm pulling for bets but young talent is always iffy la will end up benefiting from the rays training him wow Getting nothing is a harsh, harsh uh, thing. Betts had two uh, uh, Tommy John surgeries after he got drafted. So, I mean, he got hurt. Fuck my ass. I mean, I feel like, what, was it four years? There was, with the Rays, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Guys don't make it in majors four years. Not too many guys make it in four years. I mean, elite guys do. But well, not, I, I mean, Vlad was three years in the minors. Yeah, but I mean, the 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 story of this is that there's not many people that make it to the majors. Period. 
So they're always taking risks or gambles yeah. or whatever you want to call it by spending money on kids. And it, I mean, there's people that have made way more oh, money than me, bets. 1.4 million for out. Tampa Bay is, is a drop in the bucket. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Right. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, OGO Power Sports, uh, great company. Uh, backpacks, travel bags, 9,800. We gave one away last week. They got the rig bag as well. OGO Power Sports, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. If you want to, traveling sucks, but if you want to travel in style, use an OGO. Uh, and uh, laptops, uh, the, the backpacks are amazing. They got laptop sleeves, they got pockets everywhere. Zippers are great. Uh, thanks to the folks at OGO uh, for supporting the show. OGO, again, if you're going to travel, uh, use an OGO. It, it makes it much, much easier. Thank you to those guys. Uh, thank you to Arthur Draper as well. If you've been in a car accident or a motorcycle accident, Arthur Draper's your friend. Call Help is only a phone call away. He only gets paid if you get paid. ArthurDraper.com. I think Saxon should call Arthur Draper. <laughs> I loved it uh, earlier in the year when you told Christian Craig to call Arthur Draper yeah, for, after the freeze. Yeah, thing. that was good. I think honestly, I can't take 100 percent credit for that. I think that somebody tweeted me. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, absolutely. He he had he had some problems with with another person. So, <laughs> ArthurDraper.com. Uh, again, uh, he's licensed to practice in a lot of states. So, thank you to those. Thank you to Arthur Draper, uh, his personal injury lawyer. Uh, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, X Brand Goggles. Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires at Cherubis, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Chiz, looks a lot better with his Atlas Brace, uh, uh, you know, with the, with, the, with the Star Bike, you know? Yeah. So, uh, like looked, you said, he uh, he looks stylish. He does. It was like odd. odd. Yes. <laughs> Atlas Neck Brace, Child Chisholm using him. Logan Carnell also, Privateer Hero, Logan Carnell. Losing Atlas Brace. Works Connection. Uh, again, they uh, they make great starting devices. And they won this weekend in both classes with Jet and Eli using the uh, Pro Launch Start Device. Pulp MX20 is the code to save with worksconnection.com. Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Suspension Direct, Manscape, Wysco Pistons all on board with us. Uh, I was bummed you couldn't come up for the uh, Intense Cycle ride today, but yeah, busy. Yeah, another time. So, yeah, Sorry. we'll try to make it work. Uh, all right, Mookie, Jordan Smith, Mitchell Oldenburg, Lars Lindstrom, Chris Betts, or Jason Thomas. Best call tonight. They're all pretty good. Uh, uh, here we go. Okay, uh, no, no, no. I will say okay. uh, I liked hearing from Jordan That's Smith. Fly the girls in from L.A., boy. <laughs> yeah, I liked hearing from Jordan Smith. Um, you know, he's been through a lot last couple of years, and I feel like he he sounds happy, sounds yeah. motivated, and yep. it was just cool to hear. Yeah, I think uh, Jordan's pretty good. Marks, what do you think? I was actually going to say Jordan as well. All right, Mookie. Yeah, Mookie was good too. Mookie's always good. I used to have a hardest time getting Mookie for the show. Yeah, he's always lively. I don't think he, and... I don't think he like he didn't. I, I think we were fine relationship wise, but I just he wouldn't get back to me on a text. Like just mm. no text. And the last three or four times he's been like, boom, I'm in. Were you accidentally texting James? Ooh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Never thought of that. <laughs> now Mookie's in my phone as Mookie, right. and James is Stewie. Stewie. So like they're in my phone. Like Not I couldn't Bubba screw it up. Or... No, Stewie. Yeah. yeah. So they're in my phone as like different. You know, James is getting texts. I'm not Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Uh, I like to. I thought about getting James on though. Again, like maybe he'd do it. I don't know. He was good the last Man, time. He, he crushed it last time. He was in for an hour. We called him for an hour. And like it didn't even seem like he was bothered by it. No. He could have kept going. It no. was great. Remember what he said? I was his inspiration. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember oh, yeah. that at all. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. yeah. That's what I he think, said. I think I we need to get him in show 500. I think that's been scrubbed from the server. I. Th I reached out for 500. 
Not didn't still waiting to hear back. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I got back. I got. I got an answer. It ain't happening. Would he ever? Uh, it didn't seem like it was a no. Like forget it. It was like a you know eh. Start, just plant the seed now for six hundred. Yeah, maybe <laughs> seven hundred. Se- I was gonna say seven. There you go. We'll start working. Five hundred is gonna be a banger. Gosh, if I'm still here at seven hundred, uh, that's very impressive, man. Five hundred episodes. That's crazy. We got a banger night lined up. We do. We got a banger night lined yeah. up. It's gonna be great. I will give away two of the co-hosts. JT and Daniel Blair will also be in. Oh, in studio. In studio. Okay. They will both be in studio to celebrate five hundred episodes will you give away how many more co-hosts there are two more okay i'm surprised you actually did two that. more okay do you know talent can, i don't know you <laughs> as soon as we uh turn this okay. off i'm asking can i ask make sure if, the mics are off can i ask if jt and blair requested to come in or no i asked them to uh, come okay in. yeah i asked them to come in like i thought maybe they heard who was do you want to know in. the real story what do we have time we have time Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so this is how pulp works. The inner workings of pulp. It's not, it's not pretty. I asked Blair because I thought he would be pretty well with one of the guests. Okay. So I asked Blair to come in and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Like no problem. I'll fly in. And I'm like, sweet. Okay, good. This is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like on a mountain bike ride one day and I'm like, you know, who'd be good. JT would be good. Forgetting that I asked Blair. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah. send JT a text. You want to come in for 500 man? It's going to be great. He's like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. It's only three rungs right uh, here to sit. Uh, so JT's like, I'm in. I'm in. Then like a week later, I'm like, fuck. I asked Blair already. Like, what do I do? And they're both awesome. Yeah. They're both going to be great. So I just, you know what? I, remember my race tech rant about telling the fucking truth and, and the truth shall set you free. I put them both in the group text and said, guys, I fucked up. I'm so stupid. I forgot I asked each one of you, you know, a month apart to come in for 500. Yeah. I want you both in, but if one of you, I can't have you both on at the same time, so you'll have to maybe split the show, or maybe one of you wants to take this oh, opportunity. Oh, so you don't even have a fifth line, I guess, to use for them. I do, but it's, don't, I don't have a, Mark said we Someone couldn't could do it. sit back there. No, Mark said we couldn't do it. Mark's. I said no such thing. What? <laughs> you said we can't do it. I don't know. I said, what about a fourth? You're like, nah. Did I? Yes. Maybe like with the camera situation? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was a camera. It, oh, wasn't, sorry. it wasn't like a fuck this guy. It was a camera. <laughs> it was a camera lights thing. Like he was like, I don't know if it'll really work. Um, what I'll probably do is not use my camera or Talon's camera and we'll move it and, and situate it. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, I don't do know that anybody there. would want to see we don't care either of those us. guys. So we'll make it work. Maybe we'll get Yar-Yar in the phones though. Everyone wants to see go. her. So I was like, hey, truth be known. I'm an idiot. I called both of you guys. I forgot. I fucked up. What do you guys want to do? Like, if one of you wants to bow out, yep, I get it, and I apologize, and I'm an idiot, and whatever. And they both were like, no, we're in. We'll split it. Fuck me, dude. I'm a loser. Yeah. <laughs> the truth shall set you free. So that's what I did. So anyway, so 500's coming up. All right. It's, uh, this is... 497, I think? Or yeah, what? so next week is... Uh, 498. 498. Yeah, I don't, want, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I, I was going to give the co-host away, but maybe I'll wait on that. Next week is Travis Preston and Will Hahn Ooh, in that, studio. That's good, too. That'll be great. That'll yep. be a banger. Four ninety nine, Mr. Randy Richardson. I'm sure he'll make Honestly, a lot of... The great Randy Richardson. Let's talk about Randy Richardson. He'll make a lot of jokes about that, I'm sure, about being four ninety nine. And, and then, then there's an off week. Yep. Yep. And then 500. Your mom said the same thing. So it'll be great. Uh, all right, Kellen, thank you for coming in. Start your systems. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, and we didn't really talk about the new game, but I guess we kind of uh, did. Answered a couple questions. Okay. Hit me up on Twitter, at Kellen Brower, if you have any more questions. Kellen Nation. Yes. going to be stoked that you're in here. Hopefully. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Always good. Always a good time. Marks. Yes. Thanks for really not putting too many shitty drops at me tonight. Thanks, man. You know, you were, yep. you said before the show that you were feeling a little bad about it, and you, you, it was kind of getting you down. You seemed a little emotional with all this low and high T stuff, so I figured I'd give you the <laughs> no, night off. I don't have high T. I have low T. The T is not working. Well, I gave you the yeah. night off. Thank you. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. Thank you. Must be time for a raise or something. Thanks for letting me come in. Um, Talon, thank you, man. Appreciate yep, it. Thanks. Good work over there. And tell Yar Yar we said hi. She's listening, so. Okay. Well, yep. she's a she lovely, says hi. She's a lovely woman. How's that going? Eh. It's got, maybe, she's listening maybe, and he goes, he goes she's listening how's it going <laughs> maybe it's gotten weird since she was on the show because didn't he not want her to come in for after dark yeah. last week too yeah yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah a lot of passion a lot weird. of passion there. How's that it going? was with a ray eh. we're gonna have to work on this tom yeah, tom. yeah. Oh, he didn't he didn't want a ray to steal her yep. Oh, yep. i was keeping her away from yeah, no he he for sure thought that, that uh uh a ray was gonna take her away because she and then the yeah, story changed but i, I didn't think we were gonna be doing I didn't think we were going to be doing After Dark so soon because Kiefer just came in like two weeks before and did it. So, but but when I say how's it going and you say she's listening and then you go eh eh yeah yeah <laughs> yar yar. If I'm fucking spread eagle, it was, you know, if I'm doing some like dirty shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to uh, Blowfish hangover stuff for stepping up for the lcq race as well really appreciate that check out my social for codes and, and more information on that uh for callen brower oh thanks to swiss court thanks to moser thanks to pookie all that uh thanks to yar yar thanks to Courtney. shout out yar yar shout, shout out courtney shout out courtney shout out courtney she'd really wish i was home right now so let's, oh boy let's flat wrap, courtney let's wrap this flat, up let's get some flat courtney in here uh <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening really appreciate it and uh yeah we will uh, we'll see you next week what about anal bleaching my daughter, she probably banged a few, but not everybody at least. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.